Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. And a good afternoon to you from Sonny Pacheco, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's The Session. The only show you need in your repertoire. Unless, of course, there's other shows that you want to listen to, and then that would be fine, too. Yeah, is repertoire got a closet? Yeah. No. You don't know what a repertoire is? Yeah, it's like where you keep your clothes and stuff, right? It's a closet. Yeah, it's a closet. <laughs> Starting early. <laughs> he said twat. Where's Chad? I want someone to keep um, JP's batting average today. Oh, God. Uh, all right. What, hits and misses? Well, yeah, so you got to count every time he swings. <laughs> and then, of course, you got to count when he when he misses. So yeah. how many times well, he, he hits yeah. and how many times he... Maybe we can get the chat to keep track of that for us. And it's going to have to be a couple because it's semi-objective. Like, some people might go, wow, that was a home run. Well, Whereas somebody else would go, like, whoo, right. whiffed that one. Yeah. We, we just pointed out. Like, in the beginning, that junkyard, ward, that junkyard wars? That was a good one. <laughs> in the intro? That doesn't intro. count, though. No, but, uh, you know, I was, yeah. right. I was pretty Just happy with that. All right, so okay. all right, so so yeah. Tasty's going to keep one, so that's already hey, one. Hey, Mike, thanks. Oh, uh, what was that, Gordon? Thanks a lot, uh, Mike. Single? I appreciate so he, it. Yeah, so he, right now he's 0 for 1. Oh, oh that, that was, was a miss. Yeah. That, that was a miss. miss. Okay. Total uh, miss. No. Okay. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> well, it wasn't really. It was just, you know, I don't know. So, And then we need a couple people in the chat to do the same thing, if you guys could, because, yeah. uh, cause, you know, like I said, it's a little bit objective, slightly. Asshole. <laughs> it's good. Poor JPs. You're either going to go home feeling great about yourself, <laughs> or you're going to hang yourself today. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Well, look, for you, it's a good thing my uh, shower rod doesn't bolt to the walls, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, I'm going to enjoy the outcome. <laughs> so what, what's the over-under on his percentage? I, I was wondering uh, what... Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, he might be surprised what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we better not say... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably what's going to hurt yeah, the most. Yeah. Is have you guys go? God, you are just not <laughs> at all 
humor. I'm trying to think. In the last couple of weeks, he's been pretty on. I would say oh, yeah. he's been batting close to 300 for a couple of weeks. At least I'd say. But before That's that, Hall of Fame, too, right there. That's Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? 300 average for mm. your career? No. No, uh, you'd have to be over, not almost three hundred. Oh. You'd have to be pretty well over three hundred. Well, what do I know about baseball? So, but Obviously typically, nothing. I think typically you're in like the one eighty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should have that up. But your slugging, per- you have a good slugging percentage. Yeah, because yeah, when yeah, you because yeah. when you do get a hold of it, you you yeah. really get a hold yeah. of it. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I get a hold of it, I I take it down. Yeah. You'll <laughs> so, see that today as we keep score. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Oh for one so far. But, All right. Uh, thanks. <laughs> hey, you're batting lead off though. Like you throw out the first one, and that <laughs> that's tough. That's tough place to be. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. We really have a nice show planned for you, and a lot to do. I, I fear it's going to be a real long one, so I'm going to try to you know try to not let that happen. But we got Mike Moraz, otherwise known as Cuda in the forum. He's hanging out with us today and uh, a lot of beer to taste from you, Mike. So, you yes, know, we do. Just that part of the show is going to keep us <laughs> we, going. We might be able to throw some softballs over to JP. We've got, <laughs> got a lot of wood beer. I appreciate it. Oh, good. Good. Wood. I actually speaking of wood, wood, I got a voicemail for you this week having to do with wood. JP, so for me? I'll play that later on in the oh, show when we'll be there. Our <clears> montage. My grandma is talking to you from now on. So we're talking about using a lot of different uh, yeasts in beers today and, and sort of the outcome of that. And, Doc, what's going to be really cool about this show, and for you listeners too, everyone's always asking us to do these experiments where we take a base beer and then we try a couple of different things to it so that we can tell the difference. And we always say something similar to, like, fuck off, we're busy. Right. <laughs> or, or, it sounds like a good yeah. idea. Yeah, like, that really sounds like, we always agree with the idea, but none of us have time to do that. That's not what we do. But Mike here has done that. Mraz has has really done that on several different beers. So what we've got from, from Mraz today is um, some control beers where, you know, he's, he's, he's brewed them all with this base beer. He's, he's kept the control, and he's given us that. And then, you know, three different versions of it. And we've got this going on a couple of different times with a couple of different beers tonight. So, um, and we, we should probably just stick with Cuda because there's too many mics in the room, you know. And, yeah. So, Cuda here today is doing <laughs> that, this That'll work. Uh, and it, I'm excited about this. We're really going to taste the differences of uh, all four different strains of Britannomyces. We're going to taste uh, beers that have been bottle conditioned with different types of yeasts. You know, same base beer, but bottle conditioned with different types. We're even going to get to try some beers that he just kind of finished in different ways. Like one you put in a barrel and, and another one you didn't, but still the same beer. Yep. So, really, we're going to get a whole bunch of good side by side And the wine also. And and different wineries too, right? Yeah, well, I, we'll actually get to taste the wine that came out of the barrel before we put the beer in, too. Oh, great. To, to Chardonnay. So, it's it, you get a little bit of everything. I don't know if you've had wine on the show before, but... We've not. Well, no, not really. Well, yeah. Just whenever Chad Closest talks. we got was Homer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, this is going to be some very thorough tasting we have here, yes, Doug. Yes, it is. And, and, fi- and really, i got to say thanks, Kuda, because this is something the listeners have been asking us to do for a while, so that we have these side-by-sides, and we can talk about the differences. So, get your palates ready, Doc, and Tasty, and JP, because you're going to need to talk about what you're tasting differently, you know, out of the out of the things that Kuda's brought yeah. us. Got to warm my palate up. Yes. <laughs> that's how you do it? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I brought in um, my Northern English <laughs> Brown, and then I, I brought in my Northern English Brown that I've got two different yeasts. 
from each one. Oh, great. But it, I feel like a pale in comparison. Here. I know. He's <laughs> with Kuda. He's yeah. telling me about all this stuff. I'm going, shit, uh, Chad, you better get out a bunch of tasting glasses. i got a lot to do. So that's what we're talking about today. So get your questions ready. If you've got uh, how to use Britannomyces questions, Kuda will be able to help out with that. Uh, he's uh, Some of the beer he brought today is 100% Britannomyces. Yeah. So oh, if I should have brought ours, Chad. Oh, there you go. Now I feel like an ass. Mm-hmm. Kind of are. Now? Uh, <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> Still the first inning, Doc. That's a miss. Uh, <laughs> Tasty's going to be harsh. He's I wasn't a, even making a joke. I know. He's I'm, a tough I'm slow. I was honest. Well, that's another miss. He's a tough <laughs> Man. Oh, that's, all, no, that's my hit. I'm sorry. Uh, this is going to be good. I like this game. So, uh, just a lot of that to do. So, get your questions ready. If you have a question about bottle conditioning, Kuda's uh, uh, done a lot of that, and he's done it with wine yeast and champagne yeast. So, if you want to talk about how to do that and temperatures, uh, you name it. I think we're going to be covering it today, uh, just different ways to use yeasts in your beers. So, get that already. 888-401-BEER. Right now, you can join JP in the chat room, but Bevo is going to be here. She just said she's running a little bit late, so she'll be helping you out in there. She's late. A little bit later. She's late. <laughs> Does Sam know? I don't think so. We'll have to find out. Um, quick comment in the chat. Uh, someone's saying the Listen Live is not accepting any more connections. Uh, yeah, this happens every fucking week. Uh, I, I'm working on this with Abacast uh, right now. I've explained this a hundred times over, too. I hope it's new people that are mentioning it. Yeah, it's someone new. King Monkey. Yeah, so he's probably on a Mac. And what happened? If you're not on a Mac, if you're on a, if you're listening right now on a PC... And you didn't click the listen button to tune in like you went through some direct link that somebody gave you. Do us all a favor and log out and click that button that says listen on our homepage. Because the direct link is only for Mac users, and it's limited. Um, I'm trying to get that limit taken off right now, but um, they're having a hard time figuring out if they can do that in my budget. So, Um, uh, um, Linux users also have to click the direct link. Just yeah. So you know that too. Yeah. Uh, although, if they're using Winamp, they shouldn't have to. Basically, anybody who uses Winamp should be able to to listen uh, just by clicking the link. So if you're on a PC and and you're not able to get in, you know, use Winamp. Download Winamp. It's a free player. It's best one out there anyway. And uh, just click the listen links. Everybody else, you, what happens is those Mac users use up the the, which is fine. That's what it's there for. They yeah. use up the allocated direct links and there's only so many yeah they're saying the high speeds out everyone's getting on low speed so i don't know everyone's tuning in to you for you today kuda well that's good it's impressive they're filling up the streams already so you know or buy a pc what do you what do you want from <laughs> no i'm working on it i was on the phone with them to, uh this week and and they're trying to uh give me more listeners under the same budget so uh one way you could you could help that is by hitting the donate button on our on our main page though because then our budget might increase enough so that everybody could could listen live it's uh probably the most expensive thing that we do around here is uh the downloads that we give you for free because that's bandwidth and the listen live deal because we have to pay per listener per hour to allow you to listen it gets kind of crazy um and it's just the best way that we can bring you good audio so uh if you'd like to tune in and you're upset that you can't and you've never hit the donate button 
Go ahead and do that, and maybe we'll be able to uh, allow everyone to listen. You could also just buy stuff from the store. It's a blackmail. Uh, we've got uh, uh, American Homebrewers Association memberships through the store. It's 38 bucks, which is just the regular cost of a membership, and we get a little bit of that. Plus, it just looks good that we're selling memberships. you got to know that. You get Zymergy Magazine. You get a bunch of good stuff. We've got uh, Jamil and, jo- and John Palmer's book, Brewing Classic Styles, signed by Jamil Zanishev in the store now. You can go to the store right now. Now and get yourself a signed copy of Brewing Classic Styles, backed by popular demand. Plus, we got BN Army shirts. If you're going out to the anniversary party next week, I expect everybody in full BN Army gear. And we're going to look like a bunch of nerds in that place. There's going to be like 150 <laughs> BN Army shirts now. I'm going to love it. It's going to look great. Um, it's going to be a riot. So go get your BN Army shirts. You can do that. You can get hoodies and hats in there, too, and uh, all sorts of good stuff. And that's how you can help us uh, increase that listenership. Uh, other announcements, send feedback to uh, feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send show ideas to Chad, C-H-A-D, at thebrewingnetwork.com. And Chad's got us booked through, like, uh, August or something, I think. We got a remote coming up, chat. I mean, aside from, I know we got our anniversary party, which you all should know about. Downtown Joe's, that's Saturday. Going to tell you a little bit more about that later because we got some details about the beer lineup. So that's going to be cool. Downtown Joe's in Napa next Saturday. All starts at 5 o'clock with a homebrew tasting. So bring your homebrew. Uh, the show, the live show, for those of you who are not in town, that doesn't start till 6. So tune in at, uh, at 6 o'clock um, for that. But the other remote that we're going to have. Is uh, another mead show? It's going to be, yeah, Rabbit's Foot. Yeah, let's try that. Hello. There we go. Rabbit's Foot Meadery? Ah, the- he hasn't confirmed. He may be in Ireland oh. that weekend. Oh, I see. The date that we're trying to get, so we'll see. Yeah, Rabbit's Foot's the last mead show that we did, and we liked him so much that we want to do it with them again, and we want to go to their meadery, Doc. Like, he invited us last time he was on the show, so we thought we'd go try to do it out there. Yeah, he killed me last time. He's sitting next to me, and, oh, can I have a little more of that? Fills me up. Yeah. The top. There you go. Yeah, we're going to need a designated driver for that show. I'm going to need a designated liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that too. Um, so that's cool. And then some other cool stuff happening because we're going to the National Homebrewers Conference next week. I got Jamil on the line to help us talk about that. Jay Z, what's happening, man? Oh, where are you? Oh, there you are. Hey, Jay Z. Hey. How you doing? All right. How you doing? We're doing all right. It's not too hot in here today, which is good because it's like 100 oh, outside. God. Nut, nut sack soup city? Not yet. Give us another hour into this program, though, and it might be. <laughs> so, Jamil, of course, is going to the National Homebrewers Conference. It's in Cincinnati. It is next week already. I can't believe it's happening already. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't believe it. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, going to get to meet a lot of our Middle America listeners, so that's kind of cool. All the flyover listeners be hanging out there in Cincinnati. <laughs> And um, we're also going to be doing some live shows from there, one of which will be a couple of Jamil shows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and John's excited. We're going to do uh, the two shows that we normally do. We're going to do uh, uh, Vienna Lager and American Stout. And we will start at 4 o'clock on Thursday, and we'll run for two hours, probably two hours plus. And we'll have some uh, goodies to give away, and we'll be taking uh, questions from the audience. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, too. Um, it's a good time during the program, uh, like you're saying, because uh, it's the dinner break. So grab some food, come over, hang out with us. Um, we're doing two episodes, right? Right. right. Two yeah, episodes. You got, you got till, uh, there's nothing between 4 o'clock and 8 o'clock. 
uh, going on. Oh, it's that long of a break. Oh, good. Yeah, it's four to eight, and uh, the judging runs until five, but that's probably the best of show judging. Okay. So uh, most of the judges will be free. Uh, come out, hang with hang with us for a couple hours. Uh, it's in the hospitality suite, so there'll be plenty of beer yeah. and uh, you know, hang out and have a good time and enjoy the show and and see see the magic happen. That's right. You can see what <laughs> what it is that these guys do when they do this thing every other Monday. Um, and then you'd be so disgusted you'll have to can't show it. everything. Can to wear pants this time? <laughs> Questioning it, I don't know. It, it might be warm there, and oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, I like to go commando. Sure, right. Well, and we're in the hospitality suite the whole time. Uh, we're going to have a booth set up there. Um, Shat will be chained to it, so you, you'll you'll always get to meet Shat. He'll just be standing there at the booth the whole time. Maybe you can tend to his wounds. Bring, yeah, bring bring by little uh, treats for him. Little, you know? little scraps of meat. Hold him up in the air. Make him, make him go up on his hind legs. Yeah, have him do some tricks. Oh, that's just mean, Jamil. <laughs> uh, you know I love you, brother. He'll be helping out, uh, doing his producer thing. You know. Right, JP? Yeah. Basically, uh, just staring at you, blinking really hard from the corner of the booth. <laughs> uh, Especially if you're a female. We're going to be taking live questions for the Jamil show there, which is going to be cool. So if you're going to be at the conference and going to hang out for this show, then um, get your questions ready. What are the styles that we're covering, Jamil? American Stout and Pina Lager. Lager. Is that yeah, it? see, JP pays attention. No, he doesn't. He just he probably has the website in front of him or something. <laughs> I just oh, guessed, no, I, really. <laughs> oh, he just said it. I said it earlier. You did. I know. Well, I that, got the whole and, uh, he pays attention part. You know, I, get, I get people asking me where they can get like a Mr. Multi shirt or Mr. Multi hat or oh, stuff yeah. like that if they can buy them. And you yeah. say you can't and you, and you can't, laugh real hard. But uh, I'll I'll be giving some away. Oh, you will? A show. Oh, yeah. All right. Very nice. And Mr. we've got Multi- some other, like you said, some cool stuff to give away, too. Some surprises. So you're going to want to come over. Books. And hang on. Yeah. Oh, some books even. Oh, how about yeah. that? All right. For you. You. Cheap sons of guns who haven't bought classic yeah. styles. Right. Fine, we'll give you one. You want to admit you haven't bought one yet? So you have to do. Hey, is Palmer going to be out there? Yeah, yes. Oh, he is good. Oh, see, so you might get it signed by both authors. Bring your book, maybe if you've oh. already bought one, and you can get uh, Palmer to sign it. Also, yeah. Wait till they're really drunk to hit him up for an autograph. Yeah. And if you have a book that isn't signed yet by either one of us, I mean, you know, feel free to uh, bring it up and you know get it signed. <laughs> Get Don't your- worry that you then didn't uh, support the Brewing Network. Uh, when you're on it. That's, that's all right. That's fine. Get Jamil real drunk. He'll draw a cock on the front page for you. Oh. Like a yeah. rooster? Yeah. Yeah, like Sweaty a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Some, somebody actually had me draw, I think, a monkey and a catfish on <laughs> their book. A monkey and a catfish? Yeah, that was when, when I was signing whatever you wanted signed for like an extra two bucks. Together? And they wanted me to sign like a monkey and a catfish. And Why? I have no idea, but I had to. I, you would not believe the number of hours I spent practicing drawing monkeys and catfish. <laughs> but you're pretty good at it now. God, I should have asked for something okay, weird. Yeah. It right out. yeah, what kind of... Uh, Give me a tattoo gun, I'll set you guys up. A tattoo gun. That's what I want Draw a uh, tattoo a monkey on my face. <laughs> Yeah. Picture of a monkey face on my face. Very nice. There you go. Beat improvement. So, Aww. Jamil, I got this uh, card in the mail that is um, for you, you are a winner. and for us. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I wanted to do this on the air because I, I kind of couldn't believe it. Uh, it's addressed to Justin, JP, Whoa. Doc, and Jay-Z. Sorry, Shat. You're not. You weren't included. No 
I don't think you were around when this happened. We got a wedding invitation from one of our listeners. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which is sick in That's a way. That's hardcore. Why, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, why they would want us uh, is beyond me. It's uh, come watch us ruin our lives. Jason Heindel and Diana Check are getting married, and they have sent us an invitation. All we have to do is go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Um, yeah. You know you're obligated to send a gift now. Yeah, we are. Is that why we got this? Yeah. We could send Send him a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's July 19th, so I don't know if we're going to make I it. I can't make it. Oh, the 19th. But here's the story. going to be, be in Cincinnati. That's June 19th. Oh, June 19th. Sorry. Well, <laughs> there you go. One month between friends. Who knows? Uh, right. Oh, the J month. So yeah. here's what happened, Jay-Z. Um, Diana bought a Brewing Classic Styles for her now fiancé. And it was a personal signing back when we were doing the personal signings. Yeah, yeah. And in your personal <laughs> signing, um, like you... Telling them to marry her. You were like, hey, this girl's great. She's buying the book for you. What a, what a nice lady. Uh, basically, you said that... Here, here, she sent me a copy of it. Um, you said to him, for the upcoming year, I expect to continue to see great things from you and your brew kettle. You need to keep Diana happy, maybe with some nice scrumptious stouts and palate-pleasing porters, perhaps some crisp, appetizing ales during the summer. Well, you know how she is, happy just to have some free beer, so keep them coming. And you should seriously consider proposing to this magnificent woman. She You're sound- clearly nuts to have waited so long. She sounds rather demanding. Uh, Jamil, that's Jamil. Yeah, it's Jamil writing this. Oh, okay. Uh, to him, right? Yeah, but but since she that's she, a strike. That's uh, what she told tasting. me to write. Uh, you know, <laughs> you I, I have no responsibility for that. You didn't embellish it at all. Well, that was a miss. No. She now writes here, dear Jamil et al. Uh, if it wasn't for this sage advice from Jamil in his Christmas present, <laughs> I don't think Jason would have ever proposed. Despite your attempts to uh, undermine this plan, because one of us told him to run, run, run like the wind on the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wonder who that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been anybody. All of. Uh, but she says the written word was too powerful for him to ignore. So all is now great. Yours in beer, the crazy girlfriend Diana, uh, and they're now getting married, and we're invited, Jamil. The Pope says get married. You get married. Yeah. Yes. I think now we. Uh, I think now we're obligated to go. <laughs> we might have to go, right? Sometimes the pin is mightier than the conscious. The yeah. conscience. Always wanted to see. Get out time. of there! <laughs> no, that's another strike. Tasty. It's <laughs> two strikes. Oh, uh, see, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to be on the well, DL. That's, a, that's another strategy. Yeah. Not I pulled a hammy. I'm not. I can't get out anymore. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the futon. <laughs> He's going to try and keep walk. swinging. Keep swinging. Well, you got, you got one hit so far. That's good. That's true. Yeah. You're doing the futon. I'm all I like, self-conscious. I like that the futon is the DL list yeah. over there. It's comfy. <laughs> you can't uh, recover from a pulled groin on a. You know, chair with half an ass like I'm sitting on. No, you're gonna because you're sharing a seat with Chad over there. Maybe. So I thought you'd like to hear that, Jamil. You're uh, you're the cause of a hopefully happy marriage. Well, <laughs> that would be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. Yeah. <laughs> Bevo, do you have any advice um, for our newly? Bevo has now joined us in the chat room. Should be helping out. Uh, any advice for the soon-to-be newlyweds, Beavis? No. <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. I see don't get learned. an infection. Don't get a... Don't get a kidney infection. Yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. There you go. Pete. Don't, don't marry somebody and after. Oh. Sometimes during if it, uh, you know, 
<laughs> if he asks for it. If the guy really wants it. If he's been a good guy. Home, home run tasty. That's, a hit. that's, a hit. that's definitely that's, that's at least run. a triple. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, Jay Z. So we'll be seeing you uh, this weekend at the anniversary party. Yep. You're going to be hanging out there with us. Oh yeah. Nice. Going to go. Uh, going to head out uh, early Friday. Okay. Cool. And then uh, I think uh, maybe Pushy is. Uh, Gonna hang out with him and uh, his uh, folks, and I don't know, Russian River or something. And are you you bringing beer for the homebrew tasting at five? Uh, you know, I I have great intentions of doing it. Yeah, are you <laughs> not likely. He's saying, like, yeah, there's just so much Look at freaking work to do. Work. What are you talking about? Let's you... go into the cooler, grab two cases what of beer. Yeah. I know you got a heap of beer in that cooler. Oh, yeah. So just grab uh, your little keg. It's all for NHC 2012. (laughs) (laughs) I have a a Dortmunder that I'm really hoping will win. (laughs) I'm waiting for it to develop. You know that people are going to be real upset if you don't bring at least a homebrew. I've known Jamil like six years at least. I've had his beer twice. Really? Twice. That guy never has beer. You got you got to come up to got to come yeah. up to the homestead. That's true. Explore the shed. <laughs> Out back in the shed, <laughs> and then taste his beer. Yeah. Get in the four by four <laughs> cement room. That's <laughs> right. That's a double. Put on this Don't leather mask. <laughs> Chain yourself to my bedpost. <laughs> Chains are just yeah. part of the drinking. Man, he's hitting like crazy now. Don't mind the Kemp in the corner. Right. <laughs> That's He's been the last guy who came for home for him. <laughs> yeah. This is just getting disturbing. Oh, all right. Maybe Sorry. we should start over. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just saying, you're going to have some, uh, you might have an angry mob on your hand if you if you don't bring a, at least a homebrew. Yeah, not that our expectation look. would be real high or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. All right. Now, wait. Now, wait. Now, you got to understand where I'm coming from. All right. I don't yeah. have to brew. Northern California. have great beer anymore. Right? Uh-huh. I hang us. out with Tasty McDole yeah, yeah. and uh, Tasty McChad, yeah. and I get all the great beer that I need. Yeah. Every once in a while, Doc brings something in, or I'm you know, around one of his servants. I'm just surrounded by great beer. What, what, what do I need to brew beer for? But this is a selfish way to look at the fact that people are coming yes. from all over the country and want to taste your beer. Yeah. Yes. It's about me. <laughs> See now we're getting the we're getting the real Jamil out yeah, right now. See, yes, yeah. and my my enjoyment of beer, uh, you know the 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 beer from these guys is such high quality. Yeah, that you know me brewing is just like uh, you know gilding the lily. You know don't don't need don't need to. Hey, keep going. Tasty's about to there. finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already there. All I, all I got to do is, you know, I, I just kind of wave my empty cup in Tasty's direction, and it's filled with some magic elixir. Yeah. Okay, Two hey, Jimmy, hey, okay, Jimmy, that's all good, but bring some beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Tasty's going to share his beer if you just don't bring, share something. Just bring back. a few for, you know, we can, just to say you brought some. A couple of secret beers. No, just uh, bring, you know, the some, bring the stuff you pour out. Yeah. There you go. We'll like that. Ah, I already poured most of it. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, we'll see you in Napa, my friend. All right. Thanks, Jay-Z. All right. Later. All right. The great Jamil Zanishev. Go to the Hospitality Suite at 4 on Thursday if you're going to be at the Homebrewers Conference. Be there doing the Jamil shows. And uh, see you out at, the, at Downtown Joe's next Saturday, too, hopefully. Kuda, you going? Maybe. What does that mean? What's, what I you got big, going? I got a big party that day, so if I can sneak out and uh, I'll show up late. It's an all nighter. That's fine. what I figured. Yeah. yeah, I think we're at Downtown Joe's till at least midnight. 
And then we're going down the street to Bill Bilco's. We're like, got to go to Bilco's. They've been a sponsor of the CVS show for a long time now. I've never even been to the place, but it's supposed to be real good. A lot of beer on tap. It's so, the gym in the Napa Valley, Justin. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a good finisher. It'll be a good way to uh, be a good nightcap because they're supposed to have a ton of beers on tap. So we'll be at Downtown Joe's. We'll all be hammered, stumbling into Bill Coe's. He'll love to see us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Bill. <laughs> we could play a little pool. There's a lot of sticks and balls in there. <sighs> Perfect. Great. Perfect way to Sounds end. Sounds like a night. good time. <laughs> so, Beavis, uh, you're going to be up there at the anniversary party. Yes, I am. You're going to have to work the merch booth for a period of time. I'll have to put you to work for a little while. Isn't that what I did last year? Yeah, but yep. I made you do it the whole time last year. You just have to do it for a little while. Yeah, that this sucked, year. by the way. Thanks. Yeah, yeah but you didn't steal Dude. from us. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Other people may have. Yeah, but. the only one. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you get to really? do it again this year. Really what? People stole? That's mean. I don't. I think no. I think like one shirt went miss. It was probably a mishap. Oh, okay. It was. If it, if anything got stolen, it wasn't our listeners. It, you know, we were in a public place in Hayward. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Napa's a little. Uh, in fact, it's a little too classy for us. Even I don't know yeah. why. I don't really know what is. Colin is thinking. Well, she did give one to my wife, which she wears very well. Does she now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Does she really wear it though? Oh yeah, she does. Uh huh. Yeah, I go like she'll come out. She's going somewhere. And, cool. How come I don't have any pictures of that? I'll see what I can do. And put and, that up on the and, website. And Bevo made sure it was the right size too. <laughs> you mean one size too small? Pretty much. Here's washcloth size. Not <laughs> a girl, Beavis. I do what I can. Good work. <laughs> People are posting about you in the forum today, Beav. That uh, good or bad? Uh, good. They were saying that we didn't advertise early enough that uh, you were going <laughs> to allow people to take pictures of your boobs. He was like, "I made. I might have actually bought my ticket to the anniversary party had you let me know that." I- you don't remember that uh, quote? Oh, what I yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I regret it. I hope you remember because people are going to be coming up to you at the. Uh, hey. Yeah, let's see them. Get awesome. ready for that. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. All right. Well, I'm sure Sam will beat him up for it. Oh, wait, never. Mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, we'll cover more of the anniversary party later because I got some lowdown on the beers that we're going to have and a little bit of the, of the music stuff and uh, shit like that. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. Not really too much in the mailbag this week, everybody. Um, here's someone asking about uh, the latest BYO magazine. I don't know if you guys have seen it in here. Guy says, hey, Brewcasters, I noticed in the latest issue of BYO, uh, the July August one, the two of uh, the. Two of the annual label competition winners had references to turtles. <laughs> it was Joseph Donner from Atlanta. Uh, he won with his Fear the Turtle. <laughs> and Adam Drager won with his Truth Serum Turtle Vice. <laughs> he was wondering if this was homage to the BN Forum. So I guess they deserved a mention on the show. That's Mark Wildhop in the forum. I don't know. We did. We definitely didn't invent the turtle joke around yeah, here. We did just we? Carried it over to the forum. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was that kid in Portland. Kid in Portland. Did you ever see the clip of that? Like what the turtle is all referenced to? Yeah, I guess it just was a long time ago. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Of the many things that have been invented here on the BN that that people don't give us credit for, like calling voicemail. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, like telephones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the interweb. And dogs. Yeah. Turtles isn't one of them. Turtles so. is not one of them. No. But it's still funny as hell. Yeah. So they could just, it could be, maybe they're forum users. I don't know. We'll see. If they post this week, then uh, they are. We do have the bud timer. Yes. Bub timer. We definitely invented mm-hmm. the bub timer. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't count if no one like tries to steal it from you. Then it's just like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. How do we know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there is another bub timer. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Oh, here's an email from Wesley Willis. 
Oh. <laughs> I J- like it when he writes. JP's cat. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> he says, I don't know what voice to use for him. I don't know what your cat sounds like. I just have to use my own voice. Uh, Justin, I've only been alive for about a year. <laughs> But in that span of time, I've managed to gain some small interest in what you guys are doing. Mainly because I had previously been forced to hear all about these shows that you do from my creepy owner. Which, of course, is you. That's, yeah, thanks. God, some, uh, God, sometimes I think he expects me to jump for joy when I see him. Much like he does when he sees me. At any rate, what prompted me to contact you was his boring story of how some ba- uh, ball gobbler called up your voicemail and pretended to be me. Oh, that was last week, right? Um, to that shit bird, I say not funny. I've shot up with bums who are funnier than that guy Whoa. was. And bums are really not that funny. Hard to laugh with a collapsed vein in your dick. <laughs> Wesley Willis is a user, huh? Uh, he's an alley cat. <laughs> yeah. He says, I tell you, the backyard here is no playground. You need to draw a line in the tan bark and defend that shit. Take a stand, or you end up grooming that the matted coat of some queer stray. <laughs> I've said what I came to say. I would also add not to tell that swisher owner of mine that I can do all this typing. But we both know he—we both know he's thinking about how he's going to groom us when he gets home instead of listening <laughs> to what you're saying. Maybe I'll chime in at a later date. Signed, Wesley Willis. Wow, it's a whole new side of that thing. <laughs> Can't believe you're what a new low the show has taken that your cat is now writing into us. Yeah, we need more material. <laughs> Think so. yeah, talk to that Even Beavis has a disgusted look on her face, which is kind of the look she has most of the program, to be honest. At least we're not talking about the squirrel. Here's my favorite email I think I've ever gotten. Justin, you kick-ass, full-of-talent, awesome show-making asshat. Whoa. Did you write this to yourself? Maybe I did. Maybe it doesn't even say that. <laughs> it's a blank page. <laughs> it's not reading anything. Uh, no, this guy says, I just found out that I took uh, first place for my Scotch Ale and honorable mention in the best of show round for the same beer in my first ever competition. I have a bunch of, uh, you bunch of ass clowns to thank for it. Good work, man. First comp. I likely would have never entered a competition if it wasn't for you guys. Uh, you have truly shaped and molded the way I brew. I've been brewing for eight months, and you guys have been a huge part of my brewing education. When I get back from vacation, I'll be making a donation to the BN. Keep it strong, brother. That's from Joel. Uh, not works in the forum. So we've been getting a lot of those, man. Yeah. This is why I was asking Jamil and you, Tasty, if you've noticed more competition entries this year. But I, I guess maybe it's just more BNers than oh, ever yeah. are in. Definitely more BNers are entering for the first or second, you know, time. Yeah, I think it's we've great. had at least one of these every week for the last month or two. You know, someone yeah. doing great in competition and in their first, first competitions yeah. that they've ever entered. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So good work, everybody. Like to hear that. All right, and that's it for uh, our feedback this week. Not a whole lot, like I said. A few voicemails, which we'll get to later. Um, those, those are always fun. There was a voicemail issue. Uh, our new voicemail service kind of sucks every now and then, and for some reason they you couldn't leave messages for most of the week. Um, they said it was full when it wasn't full, but it's all cleared up now. So if you want to leave messages, eight 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 four zero one beer. It's a way for you, uh, you to leave us feedback, or if you just want to uh, send it into us, all those came that I just read uh, came from feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send it to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you don't want it read on the air, don't send it to that because you pretty much give me permission to read it, even if it's like a love letter to JP. <laughs> Dear JP. I love you. I think about you in the shower all the time. Love I got Chad. Somebody sent me a uh, a clip of uh, Crazy Bitch telling Chad he loves her. She loves him. 
Either way, either way, you don't know. Really? Either. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's real quick, so we can do it now and later. Just like Chad. Gotta listen is, close. Is it painful? It's uh, well, it's her. It's it's what she sounds like. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh. I love you. <laughs> Oh. Amazing. Can we put that into a, a download, <laughs> just in a ringtone? Yeah, this is them in bed. You gotta play, and then you gotta stop it right after the "I love you" and play the crickets. <laughs> All right. That's a homer. That sounds about right. A quick break. We got Cuda, Mike Baraz, in here with us. We're going to start talking beer and tasting beer. Get your questions ready if it's about yeast and bottle conditioning and all that. Send it to Bevo in the chat room. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. Action Comics issue one released, introducing Superman. The Continental Congress approved the design of the national flag, Steffi Graf's birthday. But this year, we'll top them all. Hey, you guys, this is Bevo, and if you come to the anniversary show, I might be drunk enough to let you take pictures of my booth. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. Hey, howdy, hey. This is Jamel. I'll be there. Hey guys, it's Sully. I'll be on the Vespa with Steph. See you there. This Kelly Beck, and I'll be there. This is Announcer Guy, and I'll be there. John Foster. Chris Graham. Bedrock. Bob. Jay Brute, we say. Push eject. Mrs. Push. Nana. OJ Simpson. Hey, this is John Palmer. I'm going to miss the drunk Jenga. Damn. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. This is Bevo, and I'm going to be there. Ooh, that's good. Don't miss it. What gets you drunker quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Got my belly out to here. I could not refuse it. Beer. I could really use it. Beer, beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. I can't remember how much I have had. I drank a 12 back with my dad. <laughs> That's my son, the drunken, manly stud. I'm proud to be his bud. Here, have some pretzels. No, I'll call it quits. Those things give me the schlitz. (laughs) Drink with your family. Drink it with your friends. Drink till you're fat. Stomach distends. Beer is liquid bread. It's good for you. We like to drink till we spew. We sing once more. What is the malted liquor? What gets you drunker quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. How oh, we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, Beer. but I'd rather chug it. Got my belly out to here. Holly, I adore it. Beer. Come on, damn it, pour it. Do it for me. Brew it for me. Beat it to me. Speed it to me. Beer. The most wonderful drink in the world. Hooray! Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. 
Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, welcome back to the program, 888-401-BEER. That's the number if you want to use it. Call and ask questions. Or you can join Beavis, Bevo, the Beave, in the chat room, and she'll pass your questions along here. We're talking to Mike Mraz today, uh, CUDA in the forums. And you probably heard us talking about Mike over the last couple weeks because you've been winning a bunch of medals yourself in different competitions. A few. And you're a relatively new home brewer, right? How long have you been brewing? It's been um, a little over a year and a half, almost two years. It will be two years next month that I bought my first um, kit from B3. Okay. And he's now, already doing barrel-aged stuff. Yeah. It didn't take me long to go full yeah. tilt. That's so. what I was going to say. I'm not, uh, although it's it, it's still impressive, uh, but we hear a lot about new brewers. If, if you get the right information, they brew well, and they can win competitions. It's still very impressive, but I... Would say that I think you know all of us here are, are more impressed that you've just you you did you dove right in with with sour beers and barrel aging and all of that. I mean, pretty quickly. Um, and so when I met you, uh, you had just started brewing because I met you at a beer dinner in San Francisco about two years ago, right? That's right. That was the Dogfish Head. Yeah. yeah. So you had just started brewing right around that time. I imagine that was November, I think. Yeah. Or yeah. just early December, I think that um, dinner was. So yeah, I wanted to get over there because obviously we don't have Dogfish Head right out on the West Coast at that particular time. I think we do now. So we do have some of them now. Yeah. But yeah, same reason I went. I really wanted to try those beers. Big buzz around um, Sam and all, well, all all the stuff he's done. So yeah, I wanted to get over there, and it, that was it's more along the lines of uh, learning potential. I'm always after new beers, latest and greatest. So whatever I can find. I was just at the recent beer dinner they had, and that was uh, Tommy Arthur, Vinny from Russian River, um, Rob Todd, mm. um, Avery, Ash. and uh, Sam. They were all there. I think they had their collaboration beer. The name escapes me right now, but um, you know, I think it was like ninety-five bucks the ticket, and yeah, you know, that's a lot for food. But if I was to go out and buy all those beers that I had, it would be a lot more than ninety-five bucks. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So that is well worth it. Yeah. When, when you think of it that way, um, plus the food at those dinners is great. If you're uh, from the Bay Area, it's uh, Bruce Patton. He's the beer chef out here, uh, not to be confused with the homebrew chef. And he does all his dinners at the Cathedral Hill Hotel, um, and they're always cool. But anyway, so you are obviously a craft beer fan, and then you became a home brewer. And- uh, yeah, uh, it was more. I 
for the longest time, you know the uh, what's the name? Uh, Port Costa. We used to go down to Port Costa. They had a sixty-nine dollar dinner down there. You get a lobster and a room and all the beer. You know, they have a huge beer fridge, and we would go down there and just. I get to pick whatever I want off the wall. I would, had a good relationship with the bartender, and there's nobody there. He says, yeah, just go find whatever you want. Great. So as a kid in the candy store, just find, oh, look at this, look at this, you know. And I had my first Belgian wit there, you know. And I did a lot of, you know, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ales and, and all the whole lineup and all that. And that was one of my first Belgian-style beers. Like, I was blown away. Okay. It was like an epiphany. It was like, <laughs> there's so much better beer out here. And, you know, in your experience in palate, and it's always a learning. Yeah. Learning, learning. Uh, so... Okay. That's kind of where it started, and that was early early 90s. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you get into home brewing, and very quickly, you just decide, you know what, I want to be, ma- I want to make some of these barrel age, and I want to make Belgians, and I want to make Lambics. I mean, most of us, we want to make a pale ale for like a year before we ever get into something else, but you you didn't think that way. No, I, I didn't brew a pale ale till probably about six months. Okay. Just because... Uh, you can go get those. I wanted the ones that you know that are really expensive. You couldn't get. You know, I'm out brewing Golden Strongs right off the bat. Just you you know, those aren't cheap beers to go down. It's like, hey, I want a 750 of that. Well, that's ten bucks. Yeah. And then you go to the bar. That's twenty bucks. Right. So if I can make five gallons of that, <laughs> and I would go out and buy all the perfect commercial examples. You go buy the Duval, you know, Prankster, Damnation, all those. And then, uh, what do I like about them? What do I dislike about them? Yeah. Um, and try to make something. Something cause at least similar, close as, as best I can. Is that the first beer that you brewed, a Belgian strong? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's going right for it. I like yeah. that. Did you? All right, uh, you weren't daunted by that task. Did you read a bunch before you ever brewed your first bat? How did you learn and decide I can make this beer right off the bat? Well, I'll tell you how I got into home brewing. Um, I have a f- really close friend. Um, this is Andrew Van Zant. He lives up in uh, Placerville, and he's been home brewing for the longest time since we got out of high school. And he always told me about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was more of a black art to me. You know, I really enjoyed the end result, but necessarily didn't want to learn the process because mm-hmm. I thought it was just so much work. And in hindsight, it is, but it's well worth the work. Yeah. Um, so my bro- younger brother, he's about ten years younger than me, went to New Belgium and did the tour there, and he was just blown away. This place is great. You know, we need to go make our own beer. So I, I, he goes, okay, I, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll get the supplies, we'll split them up, but first we'll go talk to my friend Andrew, and we'll. Uh, you know, he'll show us what is done. You know, what, what's the minimum we're going to need mm-hmm. uh, to get started? So we did that, and uh, off to the races. You know, my brother I think brewed one or two batches with me, and then I just kind of bailed. He bailed, <laughs> <laughs> but you fell in love with it, right? Oh, yeah. Up with you. Okay. yeah, and I was extract, and I did maybe one or two kits. Even my first beer wasn't a kit. I bought a kit from B three. Um, and decided, nah, I want to change it up a little bit. Okay. So, how dare you? Uh, yeah. How dare you, sir? You didn't read the fine print, huh? <laughs> Tried and true recipes. Yeah. First, you did art with black eyes, and then you changed the recipe. <laughs> uh, it was. <laughs> that's that's what's great about beer: is experiment. You know, making something that's not necessary out there. So uh, that's kind of what I went with it. And you know, I had the palette as far as wh- kind of where I wanted. So I went with it that way. Okay. Um, you just went right for it, man. I like that. And you brew? How often do you brew now? Um, not as much right now. Well, let's just say I, I got the sweatshirt from White Labs within less than a year. Wow! <laughs> to figure out how many vials that no is. No so, kidding. Yeah. I like now that's a, that that's like a way to measure how involved yeah. in homebrewing. Yeah. How long you been, how long you been doing? Well, let's just say that I, I got, got the sweatshirt. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I only got the hat. <laughs> well, well, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, do you have a job? You have like a real job? Yes, I'm in financial services. So. Oh, so you don't do anything? Mm, yeah, not all the time. <laughs> just, just take people's money. Yeah. 
Okay. So you do have a day job, but yep. you just you, you when you have a hobby like this, you just go for it, man. Yeah, I'm out on the road driving around, appointments, what do I need to do? You know, I can plug the BN in. And I think the first show I listened to, I looked back, and it was the Honesty Show. The All Grain, I think that's what it was. The ah. Honesty and All Grain. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was the first show that I listened to you guys, uh, and I was hooked. You guys had good information, and I was like, okay, well, this is what I need to, to get get myself going as far as the minimum I'm going to need and the expertise and the information you guys out was, gave out was great. So. Okay, good. Yeah. See, that was before chat. Yeah. That was when, that's when we were good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into this. Uh, you're in the uh, Doe's Club now, right? Correct. That's your beer club? Yep. So you're scoring some points for the Doe's Boys this year, Doc. Oh, yeah. Do, I'm very doing, thankful for. Doing my best. And you did a lecture for them on some of the things you're going to cover with us today, too, right? Yeah, that's um, chat was there, and... Uh, I was there. Doc was there. Oh, and we did... That's uh, good. You were the press. was there, too. Yeah, you, I guess you're there. you were the only one who wasn't there. I don't go... I'm not a... I'm only, a, like, a honorary Doze member. I'm not a real Doze member. When we member. have food, he shows That's up. when I show. <laughs> yeah. That's true, actually. If you guys have food every week, I'm there. <laughs> I need I need meals on Mondays. Like a, like a happy hour or something. <laughs> That's what I... You guys, like, I'm going to the club meeting. Really? I'm going to meals on Mondays. Is it the same place? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's this first beer that we're we're going to drink here? Uh, the first beer, it's a Belgian Blondale that we aged in a Chardonnay barrel. Um, it's more of a split partnership between me and Andrew. Uh, l- luckily, we have a good relationship with some wineries up there, and we're able to get the, the wine barrels. We know what's in them. We know what came out of them. You up know. where? Where is up there? In Placerville. Okay. Yeah. Is that I where guess you I'm live? up in the other... Yeah, I'm in El Dorado Hills. Okay. So, I'm the other side of the valley... F- you made a trek down here. Yeah, it's about two hours. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Be a long trek back. Yeah, yeah. it is longer going back. <laughs> just, don't go, just don't leave. Yeah, that's what usually bring, happens. Bring my sleeping bag. Yeah, pull up a couch. Okay, so you, you got some wine barrels from up there. Yeah, we decided to kind of roll it around. As, you know, luckily, we got a Chardonnay barrel, which is not easy to get. Um, and, we, you know, we bounced ideas. What are we going to put in it? And, you know, I had a few... Um, Recipes. We had a, a Golden Strong recipe, and I had this blonde recipe also. We'll be tasting the Golden Strong later. Okay. Um, and that's I have the base beer, and then the wine, and then the beer that came out of it. So that's going to be interesting. You guys will get to feel the aspects. But yeah. this, this particular is just a Belgian um, blonde ale. About started about ten sixty four. Uh, I don't I forget what the finishing gravity on it. Maybe ten oh ten oh eight. 1007. And you just, what did you ferment in? Um, in some of it in carboys, some in buckets, in some in stainless, just whatever, you know, when you're getting, you got to make 60 gallons, actually 70 gallons, because you need a little bit extra. So you whatever you can ah. get your hands on. So it was a full barrel. When you say a barrel, oh, yeah, it yeah. was a... It's a full. How many gallons is your system? I have a 20-gallon system. Okay. So I do double batches um, in one day, and he does double batches in one day. Ah. Um, so we end up with 80, and then by the time you're all said and done with... You know, transferring and yeast sediment and all that, you end up with about 70 gallons. So all said and done, you get to keep five, you know, and then we keep five to top off. Okay. Um, And then when we're all done, we'll rack it up and we usually bottle most of it and cake some of it so okay so do you guys brew together does he bring his equipment over you guys or you're brewing separately on so, your own yeah things? He, he's got his own setup at his house and he's lucky he's got two conicals b3 that's right he says ah. andrew is a good brewer he's got <laughs> he's got a, the temperature controlled and cooled so he's lucky on that it's a lot easier for him i'm trying to you know manage my temperature and the best i can in the shower and yeah and in carboys and buckets so it's not yeah. and i even fermented my uh hot liquor tank too so i can tell you about <laughs> really? that yeah okay. when you got it 20 gallons going and 40 gallons going you got to figure out that that's a lot of carboy cleaning yeah so i'm thinking yep. rolling around and said hey 
John please say, you got any dented kettles down there? Yeah, we got a couple. I'll be down to look at them. So I went down to look at them, and, and uh, you end up using that for my uh, big how, fermentation. How do you cover it? I'll you know, sanitize the lid really good. Yeah. With the, um, I use uh, alcohol. And then uh, wash it off again with uh, sarsan, and then put the lid on and put a trash bag over it, duct tape it up, and it kind of swells the trash bag up like a big balloon, but it kind of seeps out, so it keeps the dust out. Yeah. As best, you know, uh, as long as you keep the dust out, you're doing really good. I went down to Alesmith and watched them brew a batch down there, and... That they're making some amazing beers down there oh, yeah. with dairy equipment, with plastic sheets over it to keep the dust out. If they can do it, you know, you can do it too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's a smaller scale. It's almost easier for you to do it. So, yeah. Well, not for you to do it, Jay, but... Uh, other people. Yeah, do. other people. It's I easy think, for other people. I think I, that everyone knows that that's what he means when he says you could do it. Just making sure. Yeah. I thought he said because you said smaller scale. <laughs> I thought he meant you. <laughs> now, that was a double. did you guys start with the exact same recipe? Or did you do your own Belgian? Uh, as far as what I mean for sharing? this beer, for because you're both having to brew. For oh this yeah, we beer. did the identical. And he's a great brewer, and he, you know, he's looking to open up a place. So as far as you know, answering questions and stuff, he was great at that. You know, that's you know, luckily I had somebody to go to. Um, but we brewed the identical grain bill. Everything you know, the only difference was the water. Okay, and we even shared the same yeast. So you know, he'd do a pitch on the conical, and once he, he was done with it, he'd give it to me, and I'd brew it, and, and then oh, okay, and then we put it in the barrel all at the same time. So how similar? I'm curious because you guys obviously ended up blending these two beers yeah. together at the end. How similar were they? Did you try them separately? You know, they were flat, obviously, and I couldn't tell the difference. Really? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's one thing you'd think about, isn't it, Doc? You're yeah. brewing, you know, you're, especially if you're going to fill a barrel with a buddy, you want to taste the beer first and. You, yeah, and it's good that it, you know the other guy's a really good brewer, maybe yeah. better than you, so you don't have to worry so much. Right, right. Like you would do that with Tasty, but if I came over and said, "Hey, Doc, come on, let's fill a barrel," you'd be like, <laughs> "I hey, brought you some mean- beer. Can we fill the barrel?" I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I accidentally spilled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops, here, I oh, dropped no, it. Sorry, Tasty already brought his over, and we're full. <laughs> it's, what do you mean full? I know that you guys couldn't have full. As full as we want to be. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, but that's good. So you couldn't tell the difference in the two. Uh, so you're starting out with essentially the same beer. Yeah. Okay. And is that what is in this glass here uh, that says 530? This is the beer before you you've, you took the two together, they're fermented out, and the, and this beer has not been in a barrel? No, that, that, I don't have the base beer for this particular one. Ah, uh, okay. It's been finished. I've changed the recipe since I've done this, and, and I'll, I can give you a lowdown on what the recipe is. Okay, uh, so all of these then, because I have three beers in front of me. And they've all been in the barrel. They were all, okay. And and they were all in the barrel together. This whole batch is in the barrel. Yep. How long did this beer sit in the barrel? Four months. Okay. And how did you decide that that was enough time? You pretty much got to taste it. You know, you can let it sit in there for about a month or two. And then after, especially on something light like this, uh, you want to just make sure you're not going to go over the top. Because this is not a huge beer. If I was going to do it again, I really like the other beer, the Golden Strong. The tr- it's actually a triple mm-hmm. because the color's a little dark for Golden Strong. Um, it j- the uh, the extra alcohol helps. Okay, it, it helps balance it out. Um, this is like I said, it started out ten sixty four, so it's not a huge beer as far as if you're considering putting something in a barrel. Okay, uh, that, it depends on the barrel too. How new the barrel? How many times it's been run through? It goes along with how long you to leave it in there. Yeah, tell yeah. us about the. It was a Chardonnay barrel. Yeah, French oak. Mm, I don't. Rem- I think it was. Okay, yeah. 
And yeah. do you know it had it been around for years? They'd use it for um, a while. It was, yeah, it was pretty much a neutral barrel. There was actually wood chips in it too, because it was, he obviously wouldn't get any oak out of it. So he, I was I was lucky to harvest the, the chips out of it too. Great. He fermented on the leaks, so there's actually yeast sediment in the bottom. Okay. About you know t- uh, there's probably about a good four gallons of yeast slurry. Um, when he racked it out, this is the winemaker I'm talking about. Racked it out. He gave us the rest, and so we took all the leaks, and I let those settle out for a couple more weeks, and then I was left with a couple gallons of Chardonnay on top of it, so that wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. Great. Which so, you you didn't leave in the barrel. You drank the Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. I actually brought some, so that's the one that we can that's try along trying. with the, the, the other beer that I brought. Okay. So... Uh, was this beer finished fermenting when you put it into the barrel? Yeah, it took about 10 days okay. um, to ferment out and make sure all the primary fermentation was done. Um, we didn't filter it. Um, we just kind of cold crashed it and got as much yeast out as we could. And then we cleaned the barrel um, just with water, hot water. Um, it wasn't 170 or nothing. So there was actually still some live yeast in there, um, some wine yeast in there, because it did end up drying out quite a bit more. When it first went in the barrel, uh, final gravity was probably around 11 Okay. Um, ten eleven, and then now it's probably about ten oh six. I want to say ten oh seven. I think so some uh, definitely happened. In yeah. There. So you know, just all the barrels that I've done have dried them out. So okay, you, you kind of compensate for that, make the recipe a little bit bigger, a little bit sweeter, depending on what you're you're looking for. Um, we did a Russian Imperial Stout, same thing. It, it dried it out in a couple points also. Okay. So if you're looking for a particular final gravity, I think you've got to be aware of that. And, you know, we're not, obviously, just doing home brewers. We don't have the option, the pro brewers, of blending. You know, they can make a couple of different barrels. We can, okay, I like a little of this, a little of that. Um, you know, I it's, just, it's a crapshoot. You get what you get. Right. It's 100% of good or 100% of nothing. <laughs> so, or uh, 100% of bring it over yeah, here. Yeah. As would it be if it wasn't good. We'd yeah. still drink it. Yeah, you, right. you guys would. You go through stuff that... Uh, most Never. people wouldn't even smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Kind of take pride in that. Mike, you had mentioned that um, the Chardonnay barrel is hard to get. Why is that? I mean, Well, I mean, if you look on the shelf, there's just not as many. And you don't necessarily, at least from my aspect, you know, in the wine community, they might be easily traded because uh, they're neutral barrels. There's not a lot of, and reds need a lot of that oak flavor. Chardonnay, you can throw some cubes in it or, or they're, you know, you can use them over and over. And just the reds versus whites, there's just not as many of them. So that's what it ends up coming out to be. Okay. At least as my aspect as a home brewer, it's not as easy to get a white wine barrel as it is a red wine barrel. So I'm not in the the know as fine where all the barrels are. So Gotcha. Nobody really is, unless you're Sean Paxton. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Talk to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you took the beer. It's it's It sat in the barrel. How long again? Four months. So four months in yeah. the barrel. Um, you decide it's ready to come out, and you're going to bottle most of it. And you bottle conditioned it here, and this is what we have in front of us with three different yeasts. Yeah, so this is what you have in front of you is all the same beer. It was, you know, all in the barrel, and then when it was time for bottling, um, I had the option to use whatever bottle conditioning yeast because it's settled out as crystal clear when it comes out of the barrel. Okay. Um, You pull it off just a little bit off the bottom, so whatever settled down, um, you leave it in there. And then, so you're pretty much, it's crystal clear beer with no yeast in it. So I figured, well, this is a great time to try a different. A few yeasts to see what kind of flavor contributions you can get out of a, a few different yeasts. You, you know, most people think, well, you know, the beer's going to be, this is what the flavor's going to be, and that's it. Yeah. Well, there's one more process as far as, okay, now I can put it in the bottle, and well, I can see if I can get something else out of it, if that's what we're shooting for. So, oh, that's, by the way, his bottles are corked and caged. <laughs> really? Not, yeah. How do you do that? You can do that at home? Yeah. Ferrari makes um, two corks. They make a stand-up and a bench style that have the adjustable to push the Belgian corks in just and leave the, the top hanging out. So then I have the bench style. It seems to work the easiest and 
And it, Where do you get that? Just uh, like and, yeah. more beer? I think you, you guys have that? Any of those? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the Ferrari one, but we do have uh, um, a stand-up corker okay. that uh, you can do got the brass chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. squeezer, and we also have the corks and the hoods. Right now, morebeer.com. Hoods. Okay. All right, there you Part go. Number. Okay, so and I know you want to talk about your bottling process, but I, let's taste these before they get too warm and and we don't uh, want to drink them or something terrible like that. Uh, before we do how you bottle, before we okay. talk about how you did it, because I think you have a good bottling process also. So what's the first one with the five thirty here? This would be the control. This beer was fermented with um, five thir- White Labs five thirty. It's the Abbey Ale yeast. Uh, um, if you're familiar with it, the I don't know the the white yeast. Number that crosses over, but it's your. That's okay. It's your West Mall, your West Flutterin. I think that's okay. What it is. Um, the recipe is like I said. It's ten sixty four Pilsner, Belgian Pilsner with a quarter pound of aromatic, quarter pound of Munich, and a pound of um, turbinado sugar. Okay. I've used around twenty five. So that's what it ends up being out. So really nice beer. And so you use the 530 to ferment the beer, and you use the 530 as your bottle conditioning yes. yeast. Okay. All right. So same yeast throughout on this one. It's a nice beer, huh, guys? Yeah, it's very tasty. Very yeah. clean. Mm. And there is um, there's a little touch of sour in there, too, uh, from the barrel, which is awesome. But not uh, you wouldn't think of it as infected or as you, as you put that in there. It's very subtle. Once you taste the other ones, I don't seem to get that as much, and I think it's from the yeast, okay. the 530 yeast. I don't know particular why, and I, sometimes I get that and sometimes I don't. I get the Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah I think that's what the tart is. It's not quite not sour. sour. It's just yeah. just like green apple tart you kind of. Just kind of think right now that you're drinking some Chardonnay, and you, yeah. get, you get that oh, kind of nice... You have, you have your tennis sweater on, and I feel like I'm going to get laid. Your loafers. The girls really like this. <laughs> it's got yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the beer aspect. It's got the wine aspect, and then the champagne also from the the effervescence. So that's it, it kind of fits nose. all. It's uh, it's really nice and dry too, yeah. and but still a lot of malt right there. Yeah, you know, can also can really taste the alcohol. I feel like on this one. It's eight and a half percent. Is it? Okay. H- how old is this, Mike? Oh, uh, it's a bottling date. Nine twenty nine is when we bottled it. So we figure back that out four months. So yeah, it's a year old. Year old. Yeah. That's good beer. Yeah. Okay. So this one you bottle condition all the way through. Um, when you so you, you you're using these uh, cork style bottles. You put it in there. Um, are you doing? Uh, uh, are you adding the yeast to each bottle, or are you doing a mixture of this beer and then bottling it? I like the way he does this. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed, and I'm going to steal this. Uh, I did another experiment with um, a Golden Strong, and I wanted to see what. I have the option. I have the more beer uh, twenty gallon system, uh, full digital, um, that I actually built. <clears throat> my friend Andrew had um, a control panel that was shorted out, and B3 just sent him a new one. So I got that, and I said, "Well, if I get the control panel, you know, that's the hardest. That's the most. That's the heart and soul of that unit. Mm. It's got all the temperature. <laughs> it's go. got all the temperature <laughs> control probes and all that. So that's so I, I figured out what the problem was. Ordered the new there's like a transistor or something in there that I, I replaced, and then I got the tape measure out and welded the copied the other one and i saw i have a full clone of the 2050 full Great. digital all stainless my um, lawyer will be contacting you shortly sure <laughs> yeah okay so that's um, what you're brewing so on. i have that and then i have an outside barbecue area that's got two separate burners that, that'll that'll boil uh five gallons 
Uh, so there, you can do two separate five gallon at the time and the twenty gallon at the same time. So it make wow. I have an, I can do a lot of options. I can do decoctions if I want. I've never done one because they just seem like a lot of work. Yeah, so I just use a little, I'm going to cheat and use a little melanoidin, but. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I did the Golden Strong, and I have three separate batches. I got a 60-minute, um, 120-minute, and two-hour. And I, I'm, So I have all this beer, and I wanted to bottle them all. So I'm figuring out, well, how am I going to do this? I'm not going to use the typical you know, plastic bucket with the stern. I, I'm really careful about wild yeast you know when you sit there and you look you're sitting on your couch in a nice summer afternoon and you look and the sun's coming in you can see all those dust particles floating in the air it's like those are always floating around you no matter when what time of the year mm-hmm. so it uh, sound like justin man i yeah. see the dust <laughs> yeah where you don't know what's on there <laughs> so you know you go through all this work as far as you know i'm gonna the long brew day and make sure everything's clean i'm gonna clean the carboy up i'm gonna clean all the stuff up and then you're gonna sit there and put everything in a bucket with an open lid and yeah. trying to stir it up and get the sugar stirred up i'm just freaking out at this point and go this is not gonna work so I molded over and I said, you know what? I'm going to stick the yeast, and I'm going to stick the sugar in a keg, and the beer, and then I'll just act like you know, just just do the normal carbonation. You'll blow the top off. I usually blow it off three or four times to make sure you get all the oxygen out. Now I can pick the keg up and rock it back and forth and roll it on the ground for a couple of minutes to make sure the sugars in solution and yeast is all evenly distributed in the beer. Yeah. And then I'll set the regulator down to about two or five psi, depending on how fast I want it coming out. And then you just use a Cobra tap wand, you know, about three foot section or whatever you. You know, that's when you can regulate your uh, your. PSI for the pressure you want. And then you use the bottling wand that will fit inside the Cobra tap. Mm-hmm. You flick that thing open and you just set it in there and it fills them up. Really? Yeah. So yeah. you're filling from the bottom then because you're putting the uh, the bottle filler onto the Cobra tap. Yep. So you're going go from the bottom. That's great. And you never have the open stir business that we're doing with uh, when we and, have our... And it's well mixed so you don't get more yeast or more yeah. sugar in one part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and most of these Belgians I do are, you know, we're talking three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, volumes of CO two, and y- you pu- if you get that not mixed up, you got maybe one with five, and that's you're pushing your luck as yeah. far as as far as exploding um, bottles. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Want, I wouldn't want one of these Belgian bottles popping. Yeah, that'd so be bad. And, you know that was it was most safety concern also. So if you can stir that stuff up and not have to worry about you know oxygenation, mm-hmm. it's another thing stirring it. I'm just worried about you know getting oxygen once that. Once that fermentation is done, you got to be really careful about make sure you don't get any more oxygen in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and and then the the amount that you're picking up when you're filling your bottle is minimal because the yeast is going to eat that up. Yeah, it's going um, to uptake that when it's when it's converting the sugar. There's some there's some talk on that. I just heard a um a, a presentation put on by Garrett Oliver from uh, Brooklyn Brewing. What exactly. does that guy know? Yeah, who knows? But <laughs> he gave some numbers, and I don't, I, it was very minute because they don't yeast when you're bottle conditioning. They don't go through a growth phase. You pretty much they're just going to eat the rest of the sugars and, and then sit back down. Uh. So they're not going through their growth phase. So they're not going to absorb that all that oxygen. So you still have to be somewhat careful. Um, and filling an oxygen. He goes through the process of vacuuming and sealing toing all his. He does a hundred percent bottle condition. Couple, a couple of his, couple but, of his beers. But they do, they do uptake. I mean, it's like in the in the wine world, you, you can you can reoxygenate your beer. Even I mean, it's just yeast. It's you know, no matter what world it is, but the yeast will stop feeding if there's oxygen in there. So they will uptake it no matter what phase they're in. Maybe not a hundred percent. Or as much, or to use it as what they're going to do when they're, when, as far as I understand, um, not necessarily to replicate, but they still will uptake it. 
they do, there is a small minute that they do they do absorb, but not you're not thinking okay they're going to eat I'm going to leave that little headspace and they're going to eat 100 percent of the oxygen you know mm. never have to worry no. about oxygen so there is still some in there okay. and a lot of the professional breweries go through the hassle of CO2 in their bottles and pulling vacuum on them um, and even blasting that little top of CO2 just they oxygen's a huge thing they have to worry about you know because right. once the beer leaves the factory they don't know what's going to happen to it if it sits on the shelf for six months and i don't know what temperature is going to sit out they have to worry about everything yeah way more than we do which is nice it's like hey i can make this beer once i'm done for two weeks i'll stick in the fridge and then i know where it's been so you know exactly yeah well yeah like chad you don't know where he's been no i love you (laughs) (laughs) i love you Well, and and just reducing any of the amount of oxygen like you've done with the with the bucket, not yeah. doing the bucket stir is is just a great idea. That like you said, this beer that we're having right yeah. now, it's a year old, yeah. and uh, that oxygen could easily have turned into a cardboard flavor. Exactly. If you had mixed that in a bucket, and these beers have sat out. I put it in in the fridge just a week ago. They've sat out the whole year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So great. Then you can see it's not too bad. As far as you, you, I mean, you still got to be careful. So okay, and as far as use the cobra tap and the bottling one, I I have the one that comes up, takes apart the bottling mm-hmm. one with the spring in it. I take the spring out and leave yeah. it out because um, if you set the bottling one in the bottle with the spring, you have to hold it in there. Hmm. Um, if you take the spring off, you can just set it in there and open the cobra tap all the way, and it'll you can hands off. It'll fill the bottle. Okay. So if you got your hands off the bottle, now I have time to cork one. So it's almost an assembly line. You get the you dial in the CO two just right. So by the time you're done corking one and setting it over there, you, you know your other one's full. You pull the cobra tap out with the wand, you set it in the next bottle. You cork it, you set it. You, so you can bottle quite a bit pretty quick. Right. We bottled. Um, it was about forty gallons. I think we bottled. You know, the cleaning obviously takes longest, but it was probably maybe an hour and a half. Wow. So with two of us, and, and, I've, and I've done it, I can do it by myself also pretty quick. And once you get it dialed in, you know, making sure everything's clean, cleaning all the bottles, you know, using star sand, that's what that's the hardest part. How much uh, how much sugar are you adding at, bottle, at bottling and, and how much yeast uh, to achieve the, you know, proper carbonation you have here? Um, the 530 was about a quarter of a vial. Oh, really? Yeah. So some people say half or whatever. We just that's kind of we had two vials and that was enough to split up. So okay, well that's going to have to do it. And yeah, it, it quarter worked. of a vial into what? To how many? Five gallons. To just a five gallon. Yeah. To that one uh, keg. And then how much corn sugar? Uh, so it was three and a half volumes. So whatever that comes out to be. Of corn sugar. The CO two. I don't remember. Oh, you don't. I don't you know. Don't. It, we did pro mash, and you just kind of type in okay for for you know. Oh. For okay. Three and a half. It'll tell you. I, no, it tells I you live how and breathe corn sugar to use. Yeah, I live and breathe by ProMash. I didn't even know that. Uh, I haven't gone that deep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I can tell you some other tricks that I use with that, and I can hit my um, starting gravities on my beers all the time. Okay. I add water, whatever it takes. I boil all, all my hop additions are at sixty minutes and below. So if I know it's sixty minutes, I need in a specific amount of starting gravity to, to, to when I'm done boiling. I'll either boil for 70 minutes, 75, cut it short, or add some water, whatever I need. And then you can adjust your hop addition. So every single time, I'm dead on on my starting starting gravities. Tasty. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I give that speech all the time to people. Yeah. And Mike's obviously already got it done yeah. pretty bad. To, cool. to hit your, there's no yeah, reason when you, you can't hit your. Yeah, when you uh, come out of your uh, mash ton and you got your collect your wart, take a gravity reading because you can do things to 
Yeah. You know, to deal with this. You don't you, have to you be miss in a hurry. No. You know, people are like, okay, it's boiling. Okay, I got to just step back. You got a couple minutes. An extra minute's not going to hurt it. Yeah. If you start doing hop additions, you know, 90 minutes out and stuff because you think uh, the hops are expensive, I got, then you might have to. I just. You might run into some problems as far as okay. Now I'm at. I threw my hops in at 90 minutes. And I'm not where I need to be. What? Then you're all kind of messed up. So that's why I figure yeah. I have 30 minutes worth of time to figure out. Okay, I know what the boiling rate's going to be, and it's kind of it, the car's already. You know, it's already started down the road, so you know how fast it's going to going to be. So okay, throw my hops in here. Boom! I'm gonna, I'm going to finish out right where I need to be. Yeah. So as long as you've made your adjustments before you throw in that 60-minute hop is essentially yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Just go in, the, go in the house and re, you know, get into ProMesh and put the new numbers in. Yeah, yeah. and you got 30 minutes to do it. Sure. Great, yeah. great way Most to do it. Most of my beers are 90 minutes. I got a, the barley wine, a couple other beers I do, 120. Okay. And the beers that are really big, anything over 90, I have, and the, all my beers are 100% all grain. I don't add any DME because I have the option to continue to boil them down. So the big ones like the 95s, you know, the Golden Dark Strongs and the Barley Wines, those ones are a little bit harder to get 100% all grain. You, you waste, because it's usually first runnings. Ah. So you waste a yeah. lot of grain to get yeah. that huge, you know, and that that becomes an option. It's like, well, yeah, I can just cheat a little bit here. We'll throw some DME and be done with it instead of buying another five pounds of malt. Yeah. You know, so you got to weigh it out. But you don't. You will, You'd rather... No, I can make a second beer with it. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Party go. If you throw DME in there, you're not going to know what your final gravity is going to be. Always, that can be a, a wild card. Okay. Uh, you don't know where they mashed it in. I mean, you took all this time to mash it in a certain temperature, and uh, you want whatever you want to get out of that mash, and you throw in some DME, you don't, you don't know what they did to get that uh, DME mash. So you mean yeah. that it could really ferment out differently than the, yeah. Than yeah, the you don't grain know, mash? Yeah, you don't know what yeah. from, how many fermentables are in there versus not I see. Okay. I, I like my beers really dry, so yeah. most of my mash temperatures are 152. Okay. Um, you know, Jamil says 154. There's a lot of them. They're just too thick. You know, if you... One or two beers, and like I'm full, you know, there's just too much sugars in it for me. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like some of the Belgians, some of them really dry. You know, I just don't really like the big heavy stouts and stuff that there's a lot of residual sugar. I mean, they're great in taste, but I just can't. can't they're not session beers, yeah. Okay. You know, when you got a 7 8% Golden Strong or something, and you're putting three or four down, you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know. Really? Because <laughs> that, that's a good beer. Yeah, and that's you know, the first date. Yeah. yeah, is that what you're supposed to happen? That's that's a, that's, a, that's third base is what that yeah. is. <laughs> third base on the first date. Yeah. What, yeah. When I'm done making a beer, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, is it drinkable? Yeah. You know, it's like it could be huge, complex, this beautiful thing. You take a couple sips, and okay, that's it. Well, that's not really what I'm after. I want something that's drinkable. Okay. Can you we know, talk about 45 now? Okay, go ahead. Uh, Forty. So that was five. I didn't, you know, I'm just, just saying. I like it a lot. What JP's talking about the designation. It's a, it's a, this is a red wine yeast. It's the designation is called BM45. If you're familiar with any of the wine yeast, mm-hmm. um, and that's what this one is. So, I did a couple of experiments with some different uh, wine yeast to see where they'd ferment. I did a. Um, a couple of beakers. Let's just say it's pretty much the size of a mason jar. It's about a quart. I did four of them. Um, one control with a 530. Two red wines. Um, one was the 45, and the other one was uh, the Syrah um, red wine yeast. And then the last one was um, Chardonnay, which is it's, uh, 47. D47, I think, is the designation of that one. And um, it just fermented. The, the white wine fermented it too far. It, it ate... It was beyond the control. I think the control finished out at ten twelve, mm-hmm. and the white wine finished out at ten ten. So that got me worried as far as okay, I don't necessarily want this thing to finish out any more than than where I'm at. So, and the red wine didn't ferment any of the any extra sugars. 
So that's kind of where I've kind of stuck with that. So it keeps the mouth feel, doesn't dry it out. All right, so it's, this is the same beer as, as we had on our first one, the 530. We're yeah. still talking about the same uh, Belgian that you did. Yeah. And But instead you bottle conditioned with this 45 wine, the red wine. wine yeast. At the particular time we can keg and add the sugar. I had the we had the option to tr- you throw a different different yeast in there. So instead of adding the five thirty at kegging, I we put this BM forty five um, red wine yeast in it kegging. Mm. So I rather like it. It it, it doesn't uh, have the the chardonnay quality as the five thirty does. You, you know, know as much of it. Yeah, the sour tart little parts not there either. Yeah, it, yeah. it's not. It is cleaner and even drier, yeah. but still very similar. I, yeah. I, I would if yeah. I drank these, you know, blind. I didn't know yeah. they were two different yeasts. I'd probably have a hard time guessing that yeah. that's because they are very similar. You guys picking up anything other than that? It it's seems drier more, and, more acidic. Yeah. Okay. I, they just they both have a wine character, small, yeah. but they have a wine character yeah. too, and I think that's what might confuse yeah the beer drinker on that one. Yeah, there might be. A lot the same, and they both have a lot of oak in them. Just, maybe not a lot, but there's a hint of oak in there that I can tell. Yeah, the forty, the forty-five has a little bit more aromatic properties to it too. It's smoother drinking. It, it would drop my panties, I guess, is what I mean. Smooth. <laughs> okay, and then the third one. Am I mistaken? The third one has Russian River written on it. That's correct. Okay, yeah. I thought this was maybe yeah. another wine yeast. What's this? What did you do with the third one here? I haven't figured out what yeast Vinny uses in his bottle conditioning, but I do have some bottles um, of Redemption. This was uh, a bottle of Redemption that mm. I grew out of the bottle. So, and he primary ferta- fermentation on those are five thirty also. So I don't know what's left over uh. as far as if it's filtered out or not. I I, I didn't ask him. Um, and then he bottle conditions with his particular um, wine yeast. So I thought it'd be an interesting um, compliment to to see what the aspects. If I get that Russian River House flavor coming through or not, mm-hmm. um, and what it contra- if it what the difference is between the BM forty five red wine yeast and then the Russian River and yeah. then the control. So it's kind of hot. more of an experiment. It is hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because alcohol right away. So and hot like, right now, and like honey. It does have a little bit of the Russian River House flavor, though, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. So I think uh, uh, th- there's a good portion of that that comes from their bottle conditioning, because you can taste it. It tastes like a it tastes Russian River. It, it smells like uh, like apple juice almost a little bit to me. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's apple juice. Yeah. I carbonated. Well, there you go. It. Drink up. <laughs> <laughs> I will. The rest of us got the beer though. And then I'll car race you down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I think the. Uh, Again, it's still similar. They're all real similar. Yeah, as I mean, they should be. I'm saying yeah. beer. That Russian River one, though, is, is it's my favorite. It, it separates. You know, it's it's they, they are different very than the other two. It's way different. I I'm partial to 45. Yeah, yeah. Cougar hunter. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a he's on base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doc's definitely on base. That was a double. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Russian River is the most unique, though, I think, of the three. It is the most unique. It has the the most different characteristics. Well, if you've had Vinny's beer, which I'm sure you've had, everybody here has, um, at his brew pub, and then even, we'll talk about Damnation, and then you you go buy a bottle of his Damnation, I mean, it's a different beer. Yeah. And he he tells you that. He prides on it, and, and they both have good aspects of each one, you know? Right. They're clean, and then you got the bottle condition, which has a little bit more of this this wine flavor. Yeah. So... All right, we're going to take a break and do some more of this. I really like the way that you've that you've done this, Kuda, yeah. and and taken this base beer and done the uh, just the experimentation. I mean, this is the stuff that people are asking for all the time, and just none of us take the time to do it. But you really you took the time to do it, so 
So. Yeah, he's like, you know, I can't drink a whole 20 gallons. So I, this is what's nice is I have the options, okay? I can I, I make more than five gallons. So if some of it doesn't turn out good, well, I still have you yeah. know, five gallons that's decent. So I, I experiment a lot. Yeah, and a great <laughs> point. Same with Doc. You know, Doc, he's brewing 20 gallons. He's got a little room to, to mess around with it. Chad brews 10 gallons. He better put that shit on tap quick. <laughs> you know, he has no room to play. Yeah. It'll be a lynching. Yeah, his, <laughs> I, I think the racking cane and the, and the tap is the same thing. <laughs> I can tell Shat's starting to get frustrated about it too. He wants to keep beer around. And he's like, "You guys, I'm telling yeah. you, like uh, we're like a bottomless pit." If you want to rent a kegerator space from me, Chad, twenty bucks a month. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Storage space. I don't have any space, so sorry. Oh, twenty bucks a month. I'm having trouble putting. I've got a lot of bottles now, and I'm having trouble just keeping everything cold. If you want me to rent, uh, if you want to rent a kegerator space from me, I might have forty to. bucks a month. Chest freezer with a key, but I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the only one I'll take in my the house. key. <laughs> yeah. No, you got Wesley there. No, that's true. We have started to yeah. think. Doc was pointing this out the other day. We're starting to think that some of the neighbors are coming over to our tap handles at night. Oh, they got it on the back porch. It is on our back. I'd be doing it if I was four, fourteen or fifteen. It's called you, the Schumans. You, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be one hell of a fourteen-year-old to outlast us because we're out there till yeah. three in yeah. the morning every night. Well, so, I've seen your neighbors. You know, yeah, you have but, to. Well, the Schumans need to get their dates really, really hammered. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. There's only so far a marble bag will get you, I guess. Yep. Here, just lay hey, under this tap. They got, they got him in the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's step one through five. All right, more of this. Uh, what are we going to taste when we come back? What are you guys thinking? Um, I got, Kuda. we'll give you, we got the other, uh, the triple. Um, so I got the base beer. Okay. Out of the barrel. I got um, the wine and then the finished product or we got some 100% Britannomyces beers also so let's do the let's do the one you mentioned first when we come back so that we yeah. can taste the wine the triple and uh, that'd be yeah. great we'll to taste the wine that it came out yeah. of the barrel and it's a little more similar to what we're drinking yeah. now and then so. we'll finish with Brett we'll do that at the end plus later on in the program both Cuda and Tasty have a beer in the same category going to second round we're going to do a blind tasting here on the show we're going to decide who the real NHC winner is before Ooh. you guys even get to Cincinnati which, which, which kind of category is that? What category is it, Tasty? Uh, American Ales. You both have a uh, pale. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay. It's going to be yeah. tough. We're going to blind taste them. And uh, Doc, JP, Tasty's, Tasty's we're more proud gonna... of this one than anyone he's ever had, I think. <laughs> I hope then that we don't shatter his, his hopes and dreams because we're going to declare the winner before the winner's even been declared. Call Vegas. I can take it. Afterwards, we got to get live. we got any numbers on this. Tasty's you know? been the over-under right, on yeah. this. Tasty, <laughs> Tasty's been beat twice so far. Yeah. I, I can be had. Hey, Way to rub it in. Way to rub it in, Kuda. Yeah, Kuda's confident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's talking. He's been doing well. I got a, I got a, I got the Falcon for that one, so. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit, Tasty. <laughs> it's on here in the session. Hang in there. We'll be back right. with a lot more I of this like tasting. A good fight. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. It's the 165th day of the year. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. But this year will top them all. I'm getting my fancy Bavarian pamphlet out. I've had one too many sausages. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. Oh, this thing is going to be working. Is it? Is, is, is. 
John, does it work? Yes. Is it working? You, press, you gotta press the red button. I, I did press the red button, no, no, John. No, no, no. I just wanted to tell you all out there in Radio Land that I will be at Downtown Joe's in beautiful Napa's for the anniversary party. I will definitely be at the anniversary party this year unless something comes up that's cooler to do. Okay, while John is not here, I'm going to the anniversary party. What? Nothing. Take it off. Go back to work. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Don't miss it. Be there. goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. 
Welcome back to the program, everybody. Talking to Mike Moraz in here, CUDA, about uh, different yeasts, and that was a whole different uh, different yeast for bottle conditioning segment, which was uh, very cool. And 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 you really do get different flavors. You know, you're you're right about that, CUDA. That it can uh, it can change your beer. You get some different stuff. Um, you do yeast starters, I assume. Uh, yes, I do. You do. Okay. Yeah. Um, w- one more thing. We'll go just touch on the wine yeast. Um, is f- I wouldn't, if you don't have an aspect to either filter or cold crash and get as much of the primary yeast out as you can, mm-hmm. It's you start adding different yeasts um, you know, as far as you know, looking for flavors as wine yeast or whatever else or even different Belgian yeasts, you might get a muddied flavor. Okay. So I would say if you don't have the option to cold crash or filter, you might want to not try something too out of the norm. Okay, so maybe then just use the same yeast that you fermented yeah. with, you're saying. Or so. do, yeah, don't expect that you're going to get these bright, nice, clean flavors, because okay. you do get a little muddy in there. So Okay, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. great tip if, if, if you can't crash it or filter it. Just yeah. let it sit, you know. You don't have to be seven days in primary and then just itching and waiting to get that thing in, on tap. You know, Hey, let it sit for a little while. Right. Most of those beers will clear out, Okay. except the Duval yeast. I hate that stuff. Oh, yeah? yeah? No, that stuff doesn't flocculate for anything. Oh. I don't filter any of my beers. I cold crash and let them sit. And that yeast just... Just hangs just, around. Just hangs, hangs and yeah. hangs. Okay. So uh, I just don't use that yeast. You don't. Okay. <laughs> it's not now, worth the trouble. Well, Golden Strong's my favorite style of beer. If I had, if you're going to say, okay, this is the, the one style you can only have, it'd be that style because it's drinkable, it's clean, it's got a lot of flavor, um, but I just can't stand using that yeast because it's so much more extra work for okay. me. Okay. Okay. Well, somebody uh, had a. Uh, let me ask that question just a second. So, uh, uh, a question came through from a listener, but uh, you don't have to do a starter for your bottle conditioned yeast, do you? Or no. are you starting that? You can do no. that right out of the vial. No, I just yeah, just use. A, I use a quarter of the vial. Okay. Um, when I do that for five gallons. For five gallons, right? Um, so okay. that, just do that, and then for the the for the wine yeast, it's pretty much yeah, that looks about right, you know. I see. It's just not a huge, but I do... Just um, eyeballing it. Yeah, you, you don't need a whole bunch. Okay. Um, but you do need to uh, hydrate it, or hyd- you know, add some water. They tell you, you know, and I do boil the water, cool it down. Okay. And you get, I think it's 100 degrees, you know, a little bit right around there. Add the yeast, let it sit for about, mm, about 15 minutes, and then pour it into the keg. Okay. So I don't just put the yeast in dry. You don't. You, you have to hydrate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, I do. Okay, so you, you might be able to get away with it, but it's, you know, these, I'm putting these this yeast in pretty high alcohol, and I don't want to if you you know if it starts sucking up that high alcohol, I don't know what you know it might work, it might not. Okay, so I'm going to make every best effort to make that yeast acclimate it as fast as it yeah. can and be as healthy as it can. Okay, well, a question that came through about starters um, is: Does it really matter what base malt you use? When using a starter, and of course, any one of you could probably chime in on your preferences for this here. But um, yeah, they just want to know when you're doing a starter, does it, is it going to matter what base malt? I use just dry DME. Yeah, yeah. 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 me too. The light stuff, right? Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I decant most or all of it off of there, and and it doesn't matter what beer okay. you're brewing, you'll just use light DME. Exactly. Okay, most so. of the time. Um, sometimes I'll have extra. I do have a pressure cooker, and I don't know if you guys have heard the story about you know sterilizing the wort with a pressure cooker yeah if i have extra stuff um wort left over from some brew that i did you know i'll run three jars my pressure cooker holds three jars and i'll do those but i usually use those up pretty quick so i end up having to do yeah. dme I, so. used to, I used to do that when i first started brewing you know you leave a lot in the the brew kettle yeah. it's got a lot of sludge and everything else in there and i noticed that 
if I put it in like a gallon jug, those big green gallon jugs, and put it in the in the refrigerator, everything settles out by the next morning. I have three gallon carboys just for that, and it just no. set, it settles down. You got a sludge on the bottom, all this clear stuff on the top, a lot of clear stuff. So I rack that off, put them in mason jars. I would uh, put them through the pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. I know they're sterile, they're sealed, and that was my yeah. starter stuff. For a long time. Okay. So if you're if you're uh, thrifty, it's a good way to do it. And if you're short on time too, because come the day to make a starter, instead of having to boil the whole thing, it's ready to go. Oh, exactly. You just pop the top off of it, and it's sterile already. Yeah. And it goes right in there, so you don't have to boil and cool it and then pitch. No, yeah, just set it up there, and uh, you know the yeast and the the starter is the same temperature. Just pitch it in and let it warm up by itself, and let it go. You know, I use a stir plate. Um, I do use. Because um, I do do 20 gallons, I do more than just a stir plate. Uh, if I'm just doing five gallons, it's easy. I'll just throw it on the stir plate and be done with it. But I also use um, an aeration stone with an aquarium pump. I talked to White Labs about this, and it works really good. And most of my attenuation numbers are right at the top of the yeast or even higher as far as my attenuation numbers. And it works really good. The yeast is really active, and you know, they attenuate all the way down to where they need to be. You're talking about... Aerating your starter? Start, yeah. So, so the whole okay. time? For, if you use, we'll just say, okay, I'll do a two liter. You know, you got, you got 20 gallons, so if you guys are only doing five, you might want to just do a liter. Um, I'll do two liters starting with, with the yeast in there, with a two micron mm-hmm. and an aquarium pump with a little uh, B3 sterile filter on it. Yep. And let it run for 24 hours. I'll pitch another quart on top of it every 12 hours. Um, sometimes it's 24, it depends, I get lazy and forget about it, until I got about a gallon or gallon and a half or however much I need, and then I'll turn it off and let it finish out, settle out, and then, you know, decant off the top, and then pitch it in my 20 gallons. Wow, that seems like you're aerating the hell out of it, but I guess since it's just an aquarium pump, yeah, yeah, it's not Puro 2. That's what White Labs does. They They use... Just air? Yeah, just air. Okay. That's how they grow their... And they'll do it constant like that as well? You can't... I don't... Oh, 24 hours. 24 hours. Yeah. So if you don't put in new sugars... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, some craft brewers just get a vial of yeast and uh, make their own big Mm. pitch. And I pitch cold, so I'll go through all that, and then I put it in... it's It's a big bunch of wort going, so I'll put that in the refrigerator... As soon as I start brewing. By the time I'm done brewing, it's cooled down enough that it's just crashed all the yeast to the bottom. And it, and it's already at pitching temperature. It's lager temperature. Yeah. So I rack off, what, uh, just take off what, what's on the top, decan it off, and then you know they're already acclimated to where I want. And I pitch it about 48. Okay. I think it's going to be. If I had to hit that all show long, every time we're getting beer info, we'd never do anything else today. Just leave it running. In the a lot background. of good stuff. Yeah. I, I really pay attention to my um, attenuation numbers because that kind of tells you what what's going on. If the yeast is finishing up its job, if it's doing what it needs to do. Okay. So. Your feedback on how you're doing on yeast? Yeah. I would rather pitch less of a strong, healthy yeast than more of a yeast that is eh, so-so. Okay. So if you got some, you know, you decant it off or whatever and it's sitting in the fridge for two weeks and you might want to do something about that to make sure it's going to finish out especially if you make a big beer if you get a 1048 beer probably not too much of a worry but if you're building one of those 1080s or 1090 beers you want to make sure you got something really good ready to go in yeah these got to be at the top of its game yeah. at that point okay all right what do we got going on here 
This, Which one have you poured us? Is this the triple? This is the triple. This is about a year old, um, and it uh, it's nice. I didn't try this. One <laughs> That's yet. what I say. It's just nice. Okay, so with this triple, what you've done for us is given us the the base beer, and then we're going to try the wine in between, which is the wine from the barrel that you put it in, and then we're going to get the barrel age version of the same beer. Is that Correct. what's happening here? Correct. Okay, so this one's just the base. It comes off sweet at the beginning, real sweet, and then it just finishes out dry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super dry too. Isn't I mean, it, it? it takes you through that ride. It's nice. Yeah. Ten seventy five, what it started at, um, mostly Belgian Pilsner. Um, sugar I use is the Terminado sugar, and it's got uh, half a pound of melanoidin in it. Ah, so where do you, where do you get hence your, your no decoction? Yeah, <laughs> I I really like the melanoidin malt. Okay, it, it's I don't use a lot of Munich. I use melanoidin just in small quantities, just to give a little hint there. Something that you're not going to get a lot of flavor out of it. What um, do you get out of it? Just a nice little layer. I mean, there is flavors there for it, but I don't want to hit me over the head with it. You know, you use a lot of, you know, if you start putting pounds of stuff in there, you're definitely going to be able to, okay, yeah, I can spot that. I can spot this. What would you taste if there was a lot of melanoid and malt in a beer? What would it taste like? Malt. It just tastes really, like, wordy? Like it it's like, like a word? Munich. It's like a... It's or, like a or, or, or almost like a crystal, but different. Okay. So it would be it would just be too sweet. It would be very uh, sweet and, and, and wordy. I mean, I'm trying that, to... That, that's simple. simply put. Uh, yeah, you're going to get uh, malty sweetness, which is different than sugar sweetness. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get all up front. You'll be able to taste it. Okay. I mean, it's straight. It's like, okay, boom, it's there. If You can kind of hide it and just, there's something, you know. if you like, What the get, hell was that? If you got a beer and it's like, there's something there. I can't put my finger on it, but it tastes different. You know, it's not as clean as 100% Pilsner malt. Okay. There's something, and that's kind of what I'm searching for. Just kind of a little bit of layer there. Just something. Yeah. Okay. Are any of the two beers that we've tried so far going to the second round? This one here in my hand, or the one we tried before that? The the end result of this beer is going. It is going. It, to the this second is round. the first place in Be- Belgian specialty. Okay. Yeah, these are good beers, huh, guys? Oh yeah. Watch yeah, out, really Jamil. Kuda's on his way to Ninkasi. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be this year, but uh, you yeah. keep brewing these things, man. Wow. None of these are Jamil's recipes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Zingo. Say he's laying a smackdown on Tasty and Jamil today. Oh. Everybody, everybody's getting served here. I'm, I feel I'm next. I, I <laughs> yeah, Doc. <laughs> yes. No, to Jamil's credit, I did buy his book. Good. That's, yeah, oh, that's the one. <laughs> because I ran out of the whole thing. Because I ran out of and toilet paper. Oh! <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I did buy it, but after I made all these recipes, and I didn't want any to be influenced by it. Okay. Didn't want to see how wrong you were. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said in the beginning that you like to try a lot of uh, commercial examples, some of your favorite beers, decide what you want to taste, and then brew that. Yeah, if you're going to go say, "Hey, I'm going to build, you know, a a golden strong," so you're going to go find. I'm going to go find some commercial beers. Yeah, some of them are expensive, um, but. it's more of a learning. Ex- if what you can learn from that one beer, it's not. Like, I'm not not going to go buy another, you know, case of that beer. I only need it one or two times. And yeah. I kind of know what I like about it and what I don't like about it, and what I need to kind of add to mine mm-hmm. to make it better. As far and hopefully you've hit the mark. If if you didn't, well, okay, maybe I need to change my recipe a little bit. Yeah. But uh, one of the first books I read was Designing Great Beers by Ray Daniels. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, had that, favorite, I had my that book favorite book. And, I love that book. And I had that book in less than a month as far as when I started brewing because I said I want to make my own recipes and I want to know why 
you use this hop or that hop or you use this malt or this malt and how come you know you use crystal malt in a pale ale but you don't use it in you know a lager why yeah. you know and i was I had no idea so i'd you know start reading the book and then i'd go on the website and okay what does crystal 60 do what, what's different about that than crystal 40 so you kind of start reading well that's a little more caramely that's a little more sweet or whatever else it is and think, okay see what that fits in yeah and then you just kind of go from there just re- reading it and you know i built i brewed uh I um, read uh, Brew Like a Monk, mm-hmm. and then the Farmhouse Sales and the, the Wild Brews, all those, you know, within a couple months. i just, just thirsty for knowledge and understand about how to build recipes, why things are done a certain way. Yeah. And even when they are done a certain way, you don't necessarily have to do it that way. You know, that's Just what makes... to know what happened, though. Yeah. Sometimes I really wish I knew how to read. I mean, you mentioned all <laughs> these great books. and You know, it's beneficial somewhere in your life. Yeah. Sometimes I really wish that. Eh, there's still time, huh, Bevo? Thank you. <laughs> I think that door's been closed. She didn't look too uh, <laughs> no words. I didn't mean for that. <laughs> you weren't supposed to actually answer that question. Uh, let me guess. You went to it school. It was rhetorical. I'm sorry. You went to school just to eat your lunch, right? Pretty much. Mm. And to get free re- recess and eat glue. Yeah. <laughs> I did great in school, though. I did great in school, but I didn't have to do anything. I just eat, got, pay, eat could, pace and take a nap. Yeah. Well, detention's like that. Let me tell you how it works in life and in school. We're you listening. Get to know the people at the top. And everything else just falls into place. <laughs> I, I got to know every single one of my teachers, straight A's and honors courses. Never read a fucking thing. You know, I've noticed that in your life. <laughs> Get to know the people at the oh, time. Exactly. Let me Make guess. friends. Be You're, a friendly guy. He's a barn smoother. You're crappy in math, right? Yeah, barn. Terrible. Yeah. Could never get through math. Bullshitters who can't. But can't I got math in class. the reason the way I got through high school math. Started drinking beer with my math teacher. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. I'm dead serious. Started drinking beer with my math teacher. Uh, uh, what I would do is I I didn't even do my homework. I was like uh, t- I was a semester behind in homework. And he says to me, he's like, Hey, you're gonna have to turn even after drinking beer with him. You're gonna have to turn in your homework. I don't care that it's late, but I can't pass you. So I come in one day with this stack of papers, this, this mountain of work for him. Unfinished work. Uh, yeah, I did. I hardly did. I this, just wrote this, down a bunch of numbers grade, on paper. Right? No. High school. And uh, college, too. College was even easier. So I show up with this stack of papers, and he's like, well, you know, it's late in the semester. I got a lot of grades, so I don't really have time. Why don't you take my in- my grade book and enter the- and, ch- and just, you know, go ahead and enter that you've, that you've done all of the... All you had to do was check uh, off that check, you did the check homework. Did. So I checked off all my homework, and while I was there, I figured I might as well change my test scores. <laughs> so I'm telling you, all you got to do is get to know people. It's a piece it's of cake life right is. And then you can take advantage of them. I hate you. And not feel bad at all for everyone else who had to you do work. You ruined the curve. There we uh, go. For everyone else who had to do work so to get freaking school. jealous. That sounds like a politician. But you know Talking uh, advanced calculus here, fellas. A. Well, you shouldn't have taken it. <laughs> Fucking A. I, I got to tell you, one of my first chemistry professors in college, I drank with him a lot. That's all you got to do. A lot. <laughs> and he let me weigh out other things on the on the analytical balance. Like what? And he just comes, oh, he goes, uh, oh, uh, you know, that's really accurate. You got to close the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm telling you, uh, college, same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not a broadcasting major. I'm a communications major. And my advisor, no. <laughs> the guy who did all, uh, so he's kind of the guy who, who organizes everything. He's the guy who says if you graduate, Giants fam, we went to Giants games like twice a week. Just, uh, just make buddies, man. It's a piece of cake. You don't have to know this stuff. Guys like Kuda do all the work. I sit here, I drink it. I tell yeah. you guys about it. Fucking done. So why are you friends with Chad? I don't know. Because yeah. he does the leg work. No, Shat's out there brewing every week. <laughs> see, we see what goes on here? 
I don't even like this guy, but he brews great beer. <laughs> Look, you do this in school, you do this in broadcast, and you do this in beer. Pretty pretty soon, it works for you. Yeah. Pretty soon, you too can be broke living in a house with a bunch of people, and you're 30 years old at and the top of your, of your garage. At yeah. the top of your game. Yeah. yeah, listen to all of my advice, kids, that I just gave you. Yeah. And pretty soon, you too can be right here. Yeah. Looking at your sweating your balls off yeah. in the garage. Looking at all these successful people, <laughs> except for you, Beaver. I married Sam. Yeah, you're in the same boat. I married Sam. <laughs> so someone took a step. Okay. All right, back to work. <laughs> that was terrible. I didn't say. I'm just reiterating what you Insert said. Insert your own comment. That's a boat that's sinking. I, <laughs> Cody, you want to say something on this? Nope. <laughs> Let's take a call real quick. I got some dude on Skype here named King Monkey. Oh, no, he King hung up. King Monkey. All right, good. We can get right back to work. He, just, he was he, the guy who was having issues in the in the chat earlier. Monkey. Uh, okay. All right, let's get back to work here. So we've got this triple. Yeah, work. Which is very nice. Very nice. We've tasted the pre-barrel version, and I think we all agreed that it was good. And now uh, we, we sh- this is the wine, I assume, that uh, you ended up putting in this Chardonnay barrel. So this was wine that was left in the barrel when he gave it to you. Correct. Okay. Did you guys try it, it yet? It was fermented on the leaks, so that means all the crud and everything was... And I pretty much did the same thing. We had a significant amount that we just let settle out over a couple of weeks, racked off the clean Chardonnay off the top, and uh, this is what... This isn't it. this isn't your wine, right? No. Yeah, you can very you can it, it smells a uh, yeast bite like it like it has been on the leaves way too long. Yeah, oh, it's all the was. junk. Yeah, it oxidized and kind of honey. Junk. It it's tastes in, like the junk. It's yeah. in the nose too. You can smell it. Mm. Okay, but the key here is that this beer like a, also needs, sat in that barrel. The wine so. needs the screw top. Yeah, it oh, tastes definitely. like it, it tastes like it could have been a good wine too. Actually, well, it is. I bottled it. This is the second bottling, and I brought twelve ounces of it, so it. It's better out, better out of the cork, so yeah, it's yeah. oxidized, I think. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I, we weren't tasting the. We weren't here for the quality of the wine. It's not no, a wine show. It's still fun wine. to say. This is it, not a wine. But show. But we are here for the characteristics of that wine to see how much uh, they were picked up in the beer, which is kind of fun. We're always tasting beers that came out of wine barrels, but we've never, I think, tasted the wine. Because it's my first time. So that's cool. Hmm. Um, first time. Oh, yeah. cherry's been busted. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did you guys try the beer already too? No. Here goes. Stop that. Sounds like Biscuit. <laughs> oh, no, no, actually. It sounds, sounds, like, cra- sounds like Murphy. It sounds like Crazy Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the squirrel has moved. She keeps petting it. I wanted its butt to face Justin. <laughs> He's got gas. Well, what, what was that, Crazy Bitch? Again. <laughs> mm. I like the barrel version. Um, I don't. I like the base version. I like the base version better. Why do you always undermine me? I don't know. I'm not undermining you. You're, I'm sure your opinion is much more valuable. I'm just saying that I like the base version. That was a compliment, everyone. Just so you. Although I do like the aroma of the of the barrel version, <laughs> and because it it has picked up those wine character. The aroma of this wine even is good, uh, and, it, and that's picked up in the beer. I like that better. But the taste. Maybe it's just because I like it cleaner, and it is the base version is cleaner than the barrel version. Well, it tastes more like a straight Belgian beer you could buy off the shelf. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get a Something whole lot of recognizable, basically. I don't get it's like a, a different whole, style. Yeah, I, I don't get a whole lot of the Chardonnay out of this, but uh, um, uh, I think the the tannin really helps to kind of have it finish. Uh, it seems like it finishes a little drier, but there's a lot of malt still there. You know what I mean? It, it takes so, the sweetness out of it too. Yeah, but at, at the end, yeah. 
it kind of dries it up, and I think that's the tannin from the oak, and it's. I, I think it's. I like this a lot better. It finished out at ten oh four. You I after the barrel couldn't tell that. Yeah, there's no way, and that's nine point seven five. This so, yeah. this tastes like a, a you know, the yeah. ten. The 11. after the barrel version is ten oh four. What is the base version? Ten oh eight. Okay. Wow. I had. I would have I really. never guessed. What do you think about these two? Different it's a whole beers, different beer. Kira? It really is. Yeah. The, it's a mood. What you know? The it's a mood. Well, I mean, beer. As far as when you know, I don't. You're drink, right. Yeah. I don't drink IPAs at home just because you're sitting on the couch, you know, and really intense and enjoying that beer. If I have an IPA, it hits me over the head. Okay. Right. The flavors are just too much. But if I'm out hanging out with the buddies at the bar, yeah, give me the double IPA. Give me what you got because you know that's, that's just it. Just seems to work. So if I want just a nice clean beer, I like the base beer. But you know, as far as the the, the barrel age works good with food. You know, it's just whatever you pair it with. You know, yeah. it works good with fish, That's an chicken. Point. So it's, I got plenty of beers to choose from. So it's more of a mood. What do I feel like? What do I want? Do I want a sour? Do I want a pale ale, an IPA? Yeah, a, a Belgian. This is. I, I'm lucky to have that choice. Yeah, we're, we're that's just, true. We're just yeah. pairing it with other beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. This beer yeah. goes well with beer. We're lucky too. I did bring some hot chicks, but yeah. Yeah. He did. Wait, oh, we didn't notice them. Yeah. Where are they? He did. She's he, on the counter. She's in a bag and on the counter. Yeah. That's oh. how Cuda rolls. Good. His hot chicks coming nice. up bag. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. With Sounds them. like our kind of gal. Uh, JP, you got to come in about that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll be very receptive. <laughs> She's, she moves kind of slow. <laughs> he did. He's like he comes in. He goes. I didn't want to break the rule. Do we have to wash her out? So he brought us a hot chicken. It's a chicken. It's a roasted chicken. He's like, I know the rule, so I brought you a hot chick. Well, that's the best I could do, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Tasty, what do you think of these two beers? Could it was a long drive, two hours. You couldn't have picked up something on the way? Uh, well, you know, one I'm, thing is, I'm married. I'm not allowed to do any of yeah. it. Hey, it's not for you. <laughs> True. I don't want any part of that. Any part. Well, one thing that I, that I you know, it's, it, we start comparing the beers, but you keep, I keep getting into this mode where I'm thinking, you know, these really are both very good beers, you know, yeah. they're in their own right. And they're almost like two different styles yeah. made from the same beer. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think that difference of four points is yeah. all the difference in the world in this beer. It's a big, big difference, four points. I think that is, is a, in just the way that it's on your palate, the whole bit from, from 10.8 to 10.4 is a big deal. Well, there's such different beers. One's dead on it. A triple, yeah, and the other one's dead on. It's just specialty. Just screams out that. So, w- the the barrel version of this yeah. is the one that's in the second round. Yeah, I got first place on the West Coast for uh, Belgian specialty, which is for Belgian specialty. Yeah. Okay, so Doc, yeah, absolutely. Cheers to that. This Belgian specialty that he won in. Um, could not have been put into the the regular Belgian category. It wouldn't have done as well. Not, not in a triple. Yeah. No. But his Belgian triple may have. Oh, yeah. Because that one does it, fit. It, that should have gone farther. So this second one does have enough of those unique flavors. It has to be well, in the it's, specialty it's, category. Well, it's ber- very Belgian. Yeah. And in the specialty category, the spice category, a lot of the judges are like, oh, jeez, I got this. Oh. And they have, to, they have to get the experimental stuff. And this is a really nice beer that should be a beer. Instead of these other things that people just experiment and they throw in there, it's a great beer, and it's very Belgiany. Obviously, a lot of time's been put into it, so this should have won. I see this thing going all the way. Yeah, knock on wood. Don't jinx the poor bastard. Hey, you know what? If he can get, are you going to Cincinnati? Yeah, are you going? No, if somebody. Oh. Was- 
Well, somebody would have said, okay, hey, you've been brewing for a year and a half. You're going to win the Maltos Falcons. Right. You're going to have three beers advancing to the second round of NHC. You should probably go. Yeah, I'm exactly. Say, yeah. Um, Pat, let me, what are you smoking over there? Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have never thought. Understood. Yeah, well, so maybe I, I didn't want to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, if I get a beer, you know. Well, I, I do it the other night, way. So. And then Justin's like, you got to go. You got to go. Right. Next year, do it the other way. Uh, make your plans. Book yeah. your flights and then Road hope you win. Yeah. Well, yeah, I will. So yeah, that'll that'll have to be it makes next the first year. round yeah. as exciting as the second. But yeah. you can see my point. It's like, yeah, right. Like I'm going to have something advanced. So. Right, right. Nah, uh, that's a good. Point. Yeah, that's I can the, see you have something advanced. Nah, that's, I, I think you could too. Next year. <laughs> that's that's why what I do is I go, yeah, right. Like I'm going to get something to advance, and it usually comes true. So for me, it works. <laughs> <laughs> or not? No comment. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, you could. That's a base on both. Think that on your next date. You think that was a base on balls? <laughs> At least I got on balls. <laughs> Go with what you know. Isn't that what they say, uh, Justin? That's, it's what they say. If you know the sack, <laughs> bet the sack. It was all about the balls. That's a new lo- that's a new uh, phrase. If you know the sack, bet the sack. Well, I could certainly finish the bottle of both of these beers. They're both very good. And you good. probably will. In about yeah. eight seconds. Yeah. I really like the base beer, too. So, I I just, yeah. yeah I'm just a huge fan of the base beer. Uh, it well, is really good to taste the the, the differences. Yeah. I don't think now uh, were the oak chips still in this barrel when you put uh, no. It was just the barrel. No, I took the oak chips out and made uh, a sour beer with that. Because you guys are saying that this second version is really oaky, and I'm not tasting. I, it. I get oak more than the, the base beer yeah. is so triple. Triple is one of my favorite styles, and I just love that beer. This is this is a great beer. And then when you get over to the other one, I can tell it's been in a barrel. Hmm. It's not overpowering. A lot of people put oak, put it on oak, and it's just like, oh, we, well, you, you put oak in that. My palate's not that good. I wouldn't well, have tasted the, the wood. I would have tasted the wine, I think, but I wouldn't have wood. tasted the wood. Taste the wood. I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have picked that up. Yeah. Pretend it's Friday night. We, um, yeah, we went to the Barrel Age Festival down at the Bistro in Hayward. And we came, because, you know, it's like, hey, we, we got all these barrel-aged beers. Let's go down there. And so this is my friend Andrew. We went down there. And it was like they were all, almost all of them were over the top. Yeah. Like, either sitting too much oak, too much bourbon. It's like, you know, it didn't help that I was hungover, because I think it was the dogfish head. Or there was something it, it that It should have helped your hungover. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I but agree with you. A lot like, of those wow. beers, yeah, too much. Yeah. You Enough know, to even yeah. put you off from barrel-aged beers in yeah. some cases. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know. They've, this is their first time or, or their yeah. second time. So, and, so many times, you know, I, I want to do an oak beer, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. This is very subtle. Yeah. Well, So you must have taken that bad experience with you when you decided to do yours. Oh, yeah, and Doc said the, subtle. Yeah. In the, if you get, if you can layer all these flavors, it's a, it's just a little hint here. That's the melanoid malt. Just a little bit here. Yeah. The terminado sugars. I don't use base sugar in my beers because it's too clean. And I've done a couple Golden Strongs that had, you know, plain sugar, and they're too clean. It doesn't. There's an extra flavor there that that sugar adds that it's either be dirty or rummy or what it is. I, I like that because okay. it adds something yeah. to it. It's, I don't want just hot alcohol or higher alcohol just to add the sugar with no extra backbone to it. Uh, a, well, big, so a big beer really should be layered. Yeah, and of course. Uh, the second one here, one of the layers is oak, yeah. and it's not the first layer. No, yeah. well, yeah. because it's an it's an almost neutral barrel. So what you're mainly getting out of it is, I, I think, is, is a little um, like microoxidation. 
because you're mm-hmm. you're having some evaporate off and a little bit of the tannin. I don't think what you're getting is is an actual like a French oak flavor. You're you know yeah. what, what you're what you're tasting is more like an oak tannin, which is different from like an astringency tannin. Or are you it's just completely you, different? I it, taste that it's been in a barrel, whether that's yeah. oak or and that's, your oxidation. It's, it's the tannin. Yeah. I, I think it's it, maybe it's a little bit of the oxidation. I don't know, but I would actually like to see a, a little more oak flavor in there. Like maybe put a handful of cubes in there. And leave it for four months, or you know, I think half an too hour. Much. You don't want it to hit you over the head. That's the thing. If you but put I this think beer in a new barrel, like oh, with oh, a new oh. barrel, yeah. But then I think that's what a lot of people do at the barrel age festivals. Yeah. They they get a new barrel and they have no fucking clue what the <laughs> and, fuck and they're and doing. Hit, the first thing you get is oak, and it just hits you over yeah. the head. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and then they it and then they're sitting there it. dumping bourbon in, like, oh, that should be really good, and it's awful. You should have to but, search for it. It should be yeah. something there. It's like, oh, I smell it, or do I taste or the, the vanilla? What is what? Or that's different. What is it? And what, then, what's oh, that that's, difference? That's the oak. Exactly. And I shouldn't be all there's sawdust in your face. And, like, no. And I think uh, <laughs> uh, the some, gotta, some of them are like you want some firewood. Yeah. And and that's, uh, the beer's got to be on top. I, not, not yeah, the other yeah, I think Mike said the, the key word there. Yeah. It's, it's a beer first. And well, it's, everything it's, else is second. It's a beer aged in oak that had bourbon in it, and that's the. In my opinion, that's kind of the level where you should taste it. You know what I mean? It's not bourbon that has beer in it with some oak or you know vice versa, whatever. But I think with a beer like this, with a little bit of Chardonnay, uh, higher alcohol beer, I think it could take a little bit more. Per- personally, I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's, it's great. So you like the wood? I love wood. Yeah. I love wood. I think that that Kuda's distinction of you should have to search for it is a is a great uh, not search for it as in is it there but wait, wait what is what that is again that? what's yeah. a great great description of and in fact so for the I I'll, uh, the I think one of the the biggest questions we always get in barrel aging is how do we know when it's done how do we know when to take it off taste it well when you're tasting it and then even then people are like well I don't have a professional palate this is a great way to tell if you're tasting something. But and you're you're kind of searching. Is that the oak? Is that the oak? That might be perfect. If you yeah. taste that and you go, okay, that's certainly oaky. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. probably yeah. overdone. Yeah. It is well yeah. done. Yeah. That's, well, that's, so searching that's, for it's just a great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a background whole flavor. The whole thing of what they call the broad spectrum of balance. And if you've getting hit over the head, oh well, that's, you put that in oak, huh? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. And, okay. And yeah. you can always blend. You can't take away oak. It's kind of hard to blend sixty gallons. But you can blend. Yeah. Back. But yeah. I mean, like, no, it, it will on a sixty gallon. But like, if you overdo, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, if you overdo it a little bit, it, will, it, it will mellow out. Kind of screwed. Five gallon batch. You put a little too much oak. Yeah. Brew another five gallons. Half and half. Yeah. Then there you go. Yeah. And or if you can hold out for like four months or so, it will mellow out. It's not going to mellow all the way out, but no. it, it, it will mellow out some. It's yeah. not, it won't hit you over the head. I would but, say take that experience and start blending, because you yes. will learn so much. I blend my porters with my pale ales and my stouts, just to kind of why not? Just to see them, right? I, I blend. I the same thing. If I have something that didn't hit where I want to hit, I'll, I'll brew something else that's going to counteract that. Yeah. What a, and, yeah. I, and that one, then I'm going to blend it back. What I meant, I guess what I meant to say was, was you can always Put it back on oak, or you always put more oak in. So if you pull it off when it's too early, you can't take oak out. So you know, don't, don't, pull don't out let too it go. Early. Don't pull out too early because then it's not fun. Then you're sitting there working at it, and it's I think not, that's it's usually not a problem anybody has. What do you, what? How long did this sit in the barrel? This the, the, this one's about the same as the other one. It's four months. Yeah. Four months. Okay. Is that kind of a, well? It's no, you not, kind of learned no. how to use that barrel. No. Well, that's because these are really light, delicate. You know. Okay. I brought some uh, Russian Imperial Stout that sat on it for I think nine months. So nine the, months. Yeah. Okay. Should pull out. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it all, like you said, it depends on the style. Taste yeah. them. You got to kind of see where it's going, where it's turning. And I tried that beer. 
um, both of us, my friend Andrew, tried that beer and the Russian Imperial Stout. Where I'm talking about now, it's like I think we messed up. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's something's wrong with it, you know. And then all of a sudden, boom, it comes around. It's like wow. Yeah, I'm getting there's the little bit of that oak that we were hoping for. There's the the port flavor we were looking for. But at first, it's like mm, it, I don't yeah. judge it too early. Yeah, a lot of these flavors got to meld together. I, I've had some like I don't like them at first. Yeah, uh, and that's the one I'll put down and I, I lose it in the back of the kegs. And it comes, it comes back. Whoa! I got that. Let's taste it. But you got to think of it as a bell curve. Are you getting it on the upswing? Or are you getting it on the downswing? So, it, like something like this is like, wait, hey, we're getting some oak. We're getting too much Chardonnay. I'm going to leave it in longer. No, I think you're on the downside. How so, often are you tasting to figure out where that where you are in that something curve? Is like, this like once this? a week, five hours a yeah, day, yeah, later freaking when, day. When yeah. it gets closer to the end, it's pretty much about once a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, okay. But you know, you can let it sit for a couple months and but, not taste. But if it you have a huge beer. You know, yeah, let it sit for six months. But yeah. if you got something that's you know like that's you know the Chardonnay barrel, you know if you got any other ideas of what you think would be great in a Chardonnay barrel, you know this is what we came up with is a triple. Yeah, I thought that was. I think it's know, a great blend. Yeah, and you know I it's would a great say use of space. I would say two things. One, Jay, when you're saying, well, how, I don't have the palate. How do I know when it's done? It brew a lot. It's your beer. Do it a lot. It's, you it's know, taste do good. it over and over yeah. again. You'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. And then what you were saying, Mike, I just got. Derailed my train of thought, just derailed. So it's not as fun as getting A-D-D. railed. No, it's not as fun as doing rails. No. As a matter of fact, <laughs> but that's long. Oh, so All right. Well, we've still got a uh, a Brett beer to try too, which is going to be a lot of fun. And Beef uh, Beef has a hangover today. I want to oh, point please. out to everybody. She has Loud to noises. Hang on a second. I'm, try- I'm going to help the girl out here. Uh, Have, did you get a version of this? Did you taste this triple that we've been having? Because I think that you kill your hangover. You should finish the bottle because yeah. it's easy drinking. Oh. Here, right here. This, well, it's a great example. Of, like of, it's like oh, yeah. how Duvel exactly. is a great hangover beer. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's nice and sparkly, so you don't know what you're drinking. And it, by the time you're very done dry. with it, and by the way, there's like a quarter of the bottle left. I'm not trying to kill you here, but I guarantee your hangover will be gone at the end of that bottle. All right. Okay. Okay. So B will be back in action <laughs> by okay. the end of that bottle. And then if that doesn't work, we've got this uh, jar that we've been pouring all of our uh, remainders in. And you nice can, looking jar. It's called a bar shot. At the end of the night, you pour off the, the, the mat they've been pouring all the drinks on into a shot glass. So you could just chug that. And that'll, oh, that always works. I'll be serving that to the Schumanns later. <laughs> they won't know the difference. Oh, hey. Oh, that wasn't Hey, Sammy. Good. They won't know the difference. All right. We're going to take another break. Uh, we've right. got uh, some more tasting to do. Uh, we're going to taste. We got uh, tasty to do. Well, what's really cool <laughs> is uh, 100% Brett beers that Coot has bought, uh, brought us. Yeah. But he used all four strains of Brett. So yeah. It, one we, for each. Um, you know, I, we did the same thing. I got to say, you, you gave me those four. I've got those bottles you still. You haven't drank them yet? No, because I, I'm not going to sit there by myself. Yeah, and, that's kind of how I was, too. And uh, I would. Well, <laughs> it's kind of hard. You said would. Yeah. Um, this is going to be really interesting because so what's the difference between all four of them? I brought the base beer too, which is WLP five hundred too. So you can just a regular old yeast too. So that'd be interesting. We'll try that one first. Okay. How do you, how do you uh. like the five hundred versus the five? Answer that when we like come back from the break because we'll, we'll be talking about exactly. all of that and That's all me. of those beers. So yeah. hang in there, guys. <laughs> We're going to cover those. Got the base beer. Got all four Brett beers. One thing I need to mention to you, uh, because it's it, the deadline is here. The 21st Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. We've been talking about this for uh, about a month now. And we've been we've been covering this festival for two years. Our third year covering it. You wanted um, me to put something in, huh? You're all entering. I am? So, yeah. Oh, Tasty's entering four? Four oh! beers, yeah. Yeah, that a boy. Yeah. Uh, I right. guess I need to put something in there. I got, uh, I got three. 
Great. Here's the deal, everybody. Uh, the deadline is, is the date of our anniversary yeah. party. It's, oh, uh, I guess it's Pale Ale's going, so i got to send mine. Uh, okay, enter. all right. Saturday, June 14th <laughs> is the deadline for your entries. So here's what I need you to do. BN Army, listen to me. I need you to enter this competition. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, especially if you either didn't enter the NHC or you didn't make it to the second round. Like me. Another great way for you to get a little bit of feedback. Um, they're good judges. They've been doing this for a while. Look, it's the 21st annual of this competition. This, is, yeah. this competition has been going on longer than almost every competition yeah. in the country. So, And my ideal uh, girlfriend has been uh, They have good judges. They have, have good feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, so you're, you're really going to get a lot of good information uh, from your beers. Plus, I would love to see a good BN Army showing. Sweet. Uh, I mean, competition season, it's winding down. After, uh, after the NHC, there's only, uh, you know, just a couple more, and the big ones, they're just not here anymore. This is one of the last of the big, big ones. ones. Um, so I, got, I want you guys to enter this. Uh, you go to hopheads.com, hopheads.com, Ed. and you can get all of the information that you need right there at hopheads.com for where to send it to. Drop-off locations are Beer, Beer, and More Beer right here in Concord, or Beer, Beer, and More Beer in Riverside if you're on our coast, but there's also shipping information right there. Entries are only 5 bucks, so it's a little bit cheaper than your right. average competition, too. B3 Concord, I asked uh, Jonathan, you got to have have them in by Tuesday. Uh, okay. okay. Have them in there by just, Tuesday. Just, so, yeah. just to know. Regan's yeah. going to drive them down? If you're listening to this. It would be yeah. packaged for Regan driving them. Oh, so that's even better. So that he's going to drive them straight there, not going to sit in a UPS truck. Exactly. So, or it might right. be worse than a UPS truck. Yeah. <laughs> you never do know. Party so the out. Inland Empire, they put that on, right? The brewers. Yeah, Inland, it's, yeah, Inland yeah. Empire uh, Inland Empire Homebrewers is the is the homebrew club, and that's who you make your checks payable to. But you get all that info on hopheads.com. And uh, I want you guys to enter this thing, okay? It's got to be done this week. Send in your If you are listening to this podcast, whether it be tonight or Monday morning, I want your entries in the mail on Tuesday, and you guys will get it there in time. I'd love to see a BN Army show. Going. We got JP, Shat, Kuda, Tasty, and Doc and all Justin, entering this Ju- competition. Justin's entering something too. Oh, because I'm a co-brewer. partner in one oh, of yours. Yeah. All right, yeah. so I'm entering as a co-brewer. Fantastic partner. Um, really want to see this happen, guys. Um, let, let's see a good BN Army showing. All right, so do me that favor, please. Hopheads.com. So I'm entering as BN. Cool. Um, yeah. do that. Well, here's the actually. That's here's the cool thing. If you want more points for does, uh, this, um, is, this isn't points for does. We're gonna do this BN all the way. Well, here's the good thing, Doc. You can enter as your own club. If any of you across the country want to get points for your club, or you just want to enter as your own homebrew club, you can do that. But then also write Brewing Network next to it so they know where you found it from. Because we don't care about points here at the Brewing Network Club. That's all fine and good. They'll know that you came from the BN. So you won't be taking points away from your club. It's just one more competition. And you can put the Brewing Network. They said that they will recognize both. So check that out. You can title your beer, BN Army. However you want to do it. Shit. Just awesome. no, right next to, that would be cool too as they're announcing the winners but but most important write your own club and then write next to that club the brewing network cuz they need to know where these uh, entries came from um, cuz they, they just really want to know what the BN army is uh, representing. So do that for us if you would. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Ugh. All right, uh, let's take a phone call real quick then we'll do this uh, break. King Monkeys on the telephone. Minky. I guess he gave up on his Skype. So uh I would. King Monkey, what's happening, brother? <laughs> Hello? Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, monkey. Hey. What can we do Just for you? a second. I got to turn down um, yeah. do that for my you computer here. Bevo, is, um, this, is this a drunk of the week call? Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> both. We can do that. Hmm. We can do that, too. 
what do you got, man? What's um, happening? I I had a youth question, but it's good, probably going to turn into a drunk of the week question. Or okay. Call. <laughs> Wait, okay. what? Testimonial. All right, go ahead. Just a second. I've got my daughter on uh, my other uh, earbud, so let's try and keep it clean. Keep it clean, everybody. All right, thank, you. thank you for the heads up. Always give a heads up. Go ahead. I've, I've um, um, just a, a, a yeast question. All right. I had a um, White Labs London yeast starter, and I was wondering what it should taste like. So I did a yeast starter for my first time, and I'm thinking you should taste things along the way to make sure that it tastes okay, right? Uh, only if it's clean. Uh, that's the, sure. That's, that's the only thing. You're, if you taste that yeast starter, I wouldn't, like, take a sip and let it slosh all back down in there. Yeah, I wouldn't taste your yeast starter. Uh, no, because could, there's no hops. after. In, there's no hops in it. There's there's no layers. There's no nothing. You could pour some off. I, mean, I pour some off and yeah. taste it. If it tastes really clean and not sour, you're good. Yeah, I, I think past that you're, you might as well Sours, just give it up. I think the not sour thing is about the only thing you're able to pick up out of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, if it, and it's his first time, he sounds you know curious. It, it's not going to hurt anything. It's fine. No, but have to do but, it, but, but don't drink it out of the uh, out of yeah. the, the flask and don't, then let it slosh back in. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I don't backwash. I didn't drink it out of the flask. <laughs> I, what, what I did was I um I, I I let it start for a couple of days and then I put it in the refrigerator after it had uh, like carbonated for a while. I had a uh, tinfoil on top, and uh, then I let it sit in the uh, refrigerator for about five days, All right. and then I was ready to brew my beer, and uh, so I poured off the um, top of it very carefully, um, uh, because I didn't want that in my um, beer, and Okay. I, then I tasted the starter, and it was very buttery, which I guess is... Um, diacetyl. A little diacetyl. That's London ale, yeah. yes. Okay. And, uh, so is that okay, or is yeah, that yeah that's that normal. Normally. You want that from that yeast. Yeah, you're oh, good. Okay. Yeah. You're in good shape. Oh, so it's so it a perfectly good yeast. Good. Right. So, yeah. Um. I uh, uh. I wouldn't let the starter yeah. go five days though. I, I I like to get it at its peak of happiness. So uh, I would try to do the starter closer to your brew day. I well I um what my problem was that I uh, had to um. Uh, just a second. My daughter is uh, readjusting my microphone. Uh, <laughs> no problem. We'll wait. It's only like there's only like a few thousand people hanging out. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah, good point. Um, uh, uh, wait. What was that? Wait, okay, so, I don't know. I did my I did my starter. Hey, well, no, I I, uh, I I meant to brew like a couple of weeks ago. I went to go brew a beer, and my daughter, uh, my my not my daughter, my wife goes, "Hey, we got to go in two hours." I was like, "What? Wait, what?" Yeah. And uh, so I thought, "Oh crap! What am I going to do?" And uh, so I went on to more beer forums yeah. because I hadn't found these forums yet. Okay. And I said, "What should I do?" And someone suggested a starter. So I I I, I looked at the um, sticky. And uh, created a uh, yeah, I created a starter, uh-huh. and then um, uh, and that went for like two or three days. I can't remember. All right, all right. And listen, I, I can't take this anymore. I think that you did a great job on your starter. 
Uh, it sounds like it tastes fine. Uh, let your starter go for, for like, uh, as long as it's peaking. I mean, three days is wonderful. Wait, wait, I'm not done yet. I know you're not I, done, but yeah. I'm done. No, so uh, You are that's done. Part, that's part of Drunk of the Week. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's turn if you have another question, if you have another question, I'll totally take the question. But short of that, I got a whole rest of the, sh- of the week? I got a whole rest of the show to do. Am I drunk of the week? Not, you can't no, be, not yet. You can't be drunk of the week and yeah, ask yeah, a yeast yeah, starter. No, actually, actually, so you're, far, so far. Well, so far. you're you're chatty Kathy of the week. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and then and then my friend and I, John, and then we went to the store <laughs> and we got ice cream. And I was wondering what kind of ice cream we should get. And John was like, "Well, I really think you should get pecan." So we found an ice cream for him, and we talked to the ice cream guy. And do we get ice cream of the week? <laughs> That's a hit. You call in, we get to make fun of you. Sorry. Yeah. Goes. I'll tell you this, a crazy monkey or whatever. I forgot what the name crazy is. Crazy monkey. monkey. King monkey. I'm the king. Oh, king, I'm king monkey. I thought it was chlamydia monkey. <laughs> okay. So, crazy monkey, if you call in again at the end of the show, you are very likely to win Drunk of the Week, my friend. Okay. I'll finish off my um, brother David's triple okay. from uh, Anderson Valley Brewing Company, and then I'll call you back. Perfect. Great. All right, brother. Nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was so in the God of Davida. You, oh. you know, what are you thinking? I well, I just there was a question in there somewhere. I wanted to answer the poor man's question. I waited as long as I could, and uh, it's just not that point in the show. It isn't. When we get back, we're going to be doing these Brett beers. I'm looking forward to that. Plus, we're still going to do the blind tasting of Tasty and Kuda's beers, and uh, pre good. decide who the national champion oh. is right get, here on get, the PM. Get your bookie on the phone. Uh-oh. Oh, the pressure. Can't even believe it. All right, hang in there. Shat's doing a great job today, I want to point out, getting all these beers expedited. We'll be right back. Hang in there, kids. Yay, Shat. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic, free-range, oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi, away off your wee hop shortage, Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kit, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. We want beer. Can, can, tasty. Can, 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 
right, that's right, that's right. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Crack, 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 open a cold 21A in San Francisco. Friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. Still hanging out with Mike Moraz, Kuda in the forums. We got a lot of things to do, and uh, we're going to try to get it all done in a rel- relatively decent amount of time. Don't forget to go to hopheads.com and check out that beer competition I just told you about. All right, kids, I really want you to do that for us. Uh, all right, so what we're going to do now is it's kind of fun. Um, we're going to do a 100% Brett tasting, and it's cool because Kuda brought us the 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 control beer, basically, right? Um, and then we've got the four different uh, styles of bread. So we need five glasses. Know what's happening here? Uh, yeah, I okay. have a sixth one too. That's a secondary fermentation. Of course you do. It's an English. It's an English brown um, <laughs> that stopped at uh, ten twenty. Um, so I said, hey, why not? Add so add some little okay. uh, little little bit of Brett to finish it out. Is and, this uh, is this only a hobby for you? Are you looking to do this as a career? I, I ask because you're yeah, there's you're a lot doing of pe- it right to move to the next level. There's a lot of people that ask that, um, and some people say I'm a little too humble about it. So we'll see. You know, because it is kind of a O C D. A little bit of a. It's coming on quick, you know. It's like I said, a year and a half. It's like, you know, hey, you, you, you know, you're, you're, rolling. you're okay. mo- moving. I got, you know, the Maltos Falcons, you know, best of show, yeah. second and best of show, all that going on, and then the f- moving on to the advancing. And, you know, yeah. now I hear him sitting at your guys' show talking about some of the stuff I've done. So well, this is the next level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is it. I'm, this is about I'm, it. This is I'm where are you going it. from here? I mean, this is huge. Well, I, I'm, I'm only asking, I'm, I'm not asking to, to, to push you into it, or because I'm actually not even asking because I think you're ready to go yeah. pro. That's not what I'm saying. 
saying. I'm asking because the way that you're doing things is very structured, and you're really going through all the experiments, and you're learning everything you can about every part of it. And for that matter, thank you for helping us do the same thing with these levels of tasting. Yes. Um, I just think, you know, you, you, you just seem like a prime candidate in your thought process, the way you go about your hobby. You seem, you, you're very professional about it. Um. I would say I do think of that about it as a professional brewer aspect as far as, okay, what would they do? Okay. You know, so I'm going to make something. It's, you know, what would they do? So, yeah, I do think about those lines. as like I'm going to make the best beers. I'm not going to consume 100% of the beer I make. If I don't like it, I'm going to dump it. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily, what benefit I have, I don't have to sell to somebody. You know, and that's that's a huge burden on your shoulders as far as, hey, I got beer I'm making. Absolutely. If it comes out crappy, I'm in trouble. You're not dumping that. Yeah, no, especially yeah. when you got 15, you know, barrels of beer sitting there in your fermenter. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So no, I'm lucky at that aspect. But would something better come out of it? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. I guess we will see. Beavis, is your hangover? Is that beer helping your hangover yet? How's it doing over there? That's a little lively. How much have you had? <laughs> I drank most of the glass. Uh, okay. What's wrong with you? I, I feel like crap. I'm sorry. You're a mess. More beer. I'm a wreck. Is, is your people uh, freaking out again? No, my people are fine. Are your balls what, what, what as sweaty as mine are right now? My back is, though. It's hot in here. Ooh, balls and back. It's a nice combination. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare combination. Sounds like not for me. Anyway, it just—I'm looking over at you. You're, you're bringing me down. At least smile or, or, or something. JP. No. No, you look like you're dying. It's oh, bad. We, we, gotta, we gotta work this. Really she, she is married to Sam. Hey, wait till I wait. didn't just drink a lot last night. I drank everything last night. Everything wait till next Sunday, house. my dear. You think it's bad now? Next Sunday, so you empty the rough. mini bar. <laughs> we had a bunch of alcohol left over from my bachelorette party, and, you should pres- and now there's none. Uh, okay. I mean bottles. Oh. <laughs> That's right. bad. Yeah. Okay, so not only we're going to taste these right now, we're going to talk about Brett beer. So get your questions ready. If you've got Brett questions, eight 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 four zero one beer, or um, you can join Bevo in the chat room. Uh, also, we've got a couple other tastes we've got to do. We got to do the face off between Tasty and Cuda uh, to see who wins the NHC. And then Doc uh, actually uh, brought us a beer that that he has to decide what to send to NHC. Right. And we're going to do that decision here. So a lot, a lot of tasting to do and a short amount of time to do it. And I got a phone call uh, right now. So chat's still pouring these beers for us. This out, this works this works out okay. Caleb is on the phone. Says he's got a brewing question. Caleb. We'll see how that goes. Hey, Caleb, what's happening? Hey, man, how's it going? It's going great. How are I'm you? I'm not sure if you remember you or not, but it's been a couple of years, maybe a year. You know? Oh, yeah, we remember you. Oh, yeah. It's, it has been a while. Oh, yeah. We haven't heard from you. Yeah, I still don't have a keg, just to let you know. Yeah, okay, now I remember you. It's too bad. You can do without yeah. the keg. I think you said, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, what, what's uh, the word, man? Thunderbird. Oh, you know what? I actually have a, a, a true bona fide question. I'm kind of worried that my beer is skunk, and um, mm. I want to know. So what I, essentially, I just transferred my beer from the fermenter to the secondary, and it smells kind of gnarly, and um, I want to know what 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 is the best indicator of <laughs> your beer going bad. That I don't well, really know. all right. First of all, you said skunk, but I don't think you meant that it's just skunky. Like you mean, is it bad in general? Right? You're just using sk- well, sort of. Although it's got a, it's got a, a, a scent that I'm not not familiar with. So okay. That bothers me and it worries me. Uh, and, and you've only smelled it. You've not. You've only smelled it. You've not tasted it. Uh, I did taste it and it tasted fine. Oh, so what's the smell? Um, Sam's Squidge. Just kind of. Um, uh, gosh, um, it's hard to 
describe the smell. Um, it's 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 sort of um, it, it, it's just sour. Smells sour, but smells it, sour? But uh, it tastes fine. What you, kind of beer? Are is you it? a bottler or you're a kegger? I'm a bottler. Okay. I don't have a keg. Remember, this is Kegus Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the beginning uh, of this phone call? Yeah. No, I don't. Um, I was too busy making fun of him. Wasn't yeah. it two calls ago? Oh, no. Uh, uh, it's yeah. most likely you, you used an open, open bottling bucket, like Kuda said not to do. And uh, you got some wild yeast in there. Is it is it really fizzy and uh, really yeah. dry? You know what? And at the top of um, the ferment or of the um, primary, I got a lot of. Um, I wouldn't call it head, but, you know, it's something that was uh, a lot of it looked like the yeast was active at the top of the fermenter, and it just produced this film at the top that was, um, that I don't typically see, so I was just curious if that... That could be neither here nor there, but I'll I'll bet it was in your bottling. Uh, You can get some some dust and wild yeast in when you're bottling, and it goes into the bottle... And if you taste, uh, you probably if you taste several of the bottles and they're all the same as in the bottling thing, most likely. If it's if it's one or two bottles, uh, it's probably you didn't clean the bottles good enough. I see. Well, I mean, I well, so I haven't bottled yet, so it can't be that. This is but still it, just in the carboy. Yeah, exactly. And it, but it tastes fine and it smells a little it sour. Tastes well, it tastes good, and the alcohol came a little lower than I would have expected. All right. What I expected. So. Um, and I'm sorry. What kind of beer is it again? It's um so I'm trying to do it. It's like a steam. It's um anchor steam sort of. And, the, and you, you I've said done the, it before, and the alcohol content was much higher. So you said the, about you, a percentage higher. You said the f- finishing gravity was lower than you thought. <laughs> no, it was actually it was about um it was higher than I expected. So the beer is essentially less alcohol than I expected. It's about three and a half percent versus four and a half, which is what I was anticipating. All right. I, I gotta be honest. It's just too. Uh, it, there's, yes, there's too much happening. Here's what's going to have to happen. I am happy for us to take on this question and help you uh, troubleshoot if there is something wrong. But I think that for one, it sounds like it's maybe too early to tell, especially for yeah. us because we are not smelling it or tasting it. Um, so anything that Doc throws at you right now, it's actually all just kind of hearsay. So it it, 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 maybe it, it, just like towards the end of the. Um, it's a shotgun uh, thing. Just go. Just go through with the beer. Don't throw yeah. it out. We say this all the time. Don't dump this beer out. Exactly. Uh, okay, I won't. Bottle it. You know, do what you do. Taste it. If you like it, then everything's wonderful. If you yeah. don't and there's something wrong with it, then send us a bottle, and then we'll actually go through the whole thing. Because if Doc can taste it in that whole bit, maybe Jamil will be around tasty, all these guys, then we can maybe help you figure out what's wrong. But right now, it's just a little too early. You can always salvage beer. No. Uh, I put, yeah. I've had okay. a, you can find so. a friend to drink it. I had a beer go sour. <laughs> I, I put Brett in it. I put oak in it. It's fine. It's drinkable. <laughs> did, what it's fine, what yeah. yeast did you use? What's that? What, what yeast? yeast? I used the um, um, White Labs, whatever their Cal- California lager was. Oh, one Cal Ale. All right. The Cal Ale or the yeah. eight? No, the, the San Francisco lager, which I think is 810. The yeah, 810? That's it. That's oh, oh, okay. That, that yeast takes a long time to blow off. It tastes oh, really yeah. funny in, in the beginning. So it, it comes out as a really clean beer, but give it some time. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys' um, help and advice. And hey, right on, brother. It's been a while since I've listened to your, your show. It's, it's so entertaining and makes me uh, want to drink on Sunday nights, I guess. Attaboy. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're here for. Sponsors. Uh, Did you hear that? Sponsors who make beer and sell beer. You hear that? It makes them want to drink beer. Sponsor <laughs> alert. Sponsor <laughs> yeah. alert. All right, brother. Thanks a lot, Caleb.
Yeah, you guys have a good night. Cheers. All right. Send that to and testimonials then, at and then, the Brewing Network. Uh, nothing against Caleb. Uh, fantastic question, and we'll cover that later. Uh, let me just clarify, though, real quickly. Uh, when I say if you have questions, you know, and to dial the number 888-401-BEER and to enter them in the chat, uh, just try to keep it on topic when we're in the middle of uh, a guest being here. If they're random beer questions, happy to take them, like at the end of the program. We'll answer all the general questions. But if we have a guest here, uh, so as not to abuse his time with us, just keep them on topic. 888-401-BEER and join the chat room. All right. What are we drinking uh, right here? These are the 100% Britannomyces beer. I actually did um, a swap. Um, there's a website called babblebelt.com, the Belgian. Um, Steve puts it on, and um, great group of guys. And we did a Brett swap. And so these, you know, I, I got wind of the swap. I said, you know what, this is a perfect time to, to brew my four and then get, you know, six other ones so we can kind of swap beers and see what's going on so i sent them these little the small champagne bottles yeah little six ounces yeah. of one of each and one control so they would be able to split the difference out and you know what i came out of that swap is brett's usually by itself 100 percent is pretty a clean fermenting flavor um not till it's really stressed out that it gets those weird wild funky flavors and you know i've had a couple bottles of temptation and supplication a few other brett beers it's like what, what am i really tasting here am i tasting you know which one am i tasting am i, am I tasting the pdo am i tasting the lacto or am i tasting the brett or is it a combination of them so that's what kind of drove me to do the experiment as far as okay i want to be able to pick out which flavor is each particular strain is like is it a little more bruxellas a little more bur- more lambicus or or what okay. so and, um and Brite- so Let's cover the what the four strains are. And uh, Bertanomyces is it's you're you were telling me before the show this is not a bacteria, it's a yeast. It's a yeah, they call it a wild yeast. Okay. Um which is different than some of these other things that sour beers. This is an actual yeast, so it can be used like an actual yeast. Correct, yeah. Okay. It's still and it a brewer's has, yeast, but it's a wild Well, yeast. I wouldn't even say it's a brewer's yeast. Well, it's yeah. It's it wasn't in, it wasn't it, it wasn't wasn't scaled down all the way to make it just this, but it's wild and it's out there. But it's still you can use it. Okay, yeah, and it makes good beer. Okay, it, it ferments. The attenuation numbers are way down there. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you can take a, a, a regular beer. What's the base beer of this? What is the beer? This is based loosely based on the sanctification um, recipe from Russian River. Okay, it's got uh, some pilsner, a little bit of Vienna, and some acid malt. That I used for um, to lower the pH, um, and Brett likes to work at a lower pH than a regular yeast. Um, when Tommy Arthur, we'll go back to the beginning. One of the first beers that was a, a commercial, 100% Brett. Tommy Arthur did it with um, um, Peter Buchart from uh, New Belgium, and uh, there's not a whole bunch of uh, information on it, but he ended up using a lacto pitch. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was in the fermenter or in the boil, but my guess was to help lower the pH so the Brett would do what it needs to do. Um, instead of messing with that, I just used the acid malt that was in the recipe. I think I got it out of the top 150 beers from BYO is where is, I got that recipe. Is acid malt called acid malt? A- acidulated malt. Um, uh, B3 takes it now. They have it now. Um, I used, I used to get it from uh, Northern Brewer because they were pretty much the only one that really had it. But now B3 has it too. Don't use a lot of it, and it it gives it a little bit of a lactic tang. If you use a lot, if you use a little bit, it, it just pulls the pH down. I like it in my my pale lagers. 
to get the pH down. I'm actually, using my wit, five percent. Okay, it gives it that. I like the five percent is a lot. Well, it gives it that tang. I yeah, like the. I don't exactly. like the sweet American wits. I yeah. like the Belgian tart kind of the lacto wit that and that works. It works. And it, it, it works. If well you're for looking that. for that five five yeah. high, high side, uh, but it, it works. If that's yeah. what you're looking if for. If you had a Saint Bernardus wit compared to say an Olagash, that would be a comparable. Is what you get. The, the Saint Bernardus has that little bit of tart flavor mm-hmm. um, that I'm looking for in my wit. Okay, yeah. so. The base beer of this is really just kind of a... Pilsner and the acid malt was used just to help the Brett work. So Okay. And you fermented this one with just 100%. So there was your primary was done with Brett, I guess is what I mean. You didn't ferment it and then add Brett to it later. Um, and uh, and by the way, Shat, I, I assume I'm just looking at this. Uh, we're reusing glasses. Okay, good. Because like we had labeled these yeast, I want to make, but that's not what I'm drinking. Okay. No, you're all messed up. Yeah. Well, I just don't want to call them something that they're not. Um, yeah, it, it was 100% um, Britannomyces. So I didn't do a starter. I just had uh, the small three-gallon carboys, or I had four of them. And... Um, what I did is just pitch the vial straight into the the fermenter. I didn't do a starter because I just figured that'd be more of a pain to do, and, and then it starts messing up the control factors. Okay, you know, did this one grow a little bit more in the starter versus this one? Was the temperature? Yeah. So I thought it'd be oh, that's better. A good point because yeah. from from the lab, were, were they white labs? I assume well, the problem I couldn't get um, anomalous from white labs, so that was the only one I, that I got from Yeast, and they were the only ones that made that. And there's. I don't even know if that's 100% anomalous. But so, either way, whatever, yeah. it, you just had assumed, okay, their vial or their smack, whatever you bought it from, from, from Wise at that point, you said, all right, theirs are accurate. It's going to be the same pitch every time if I take it from them, whereas yeah. it might be a different pitch had you done a starter. Well, Correct. Okay. Brett likes to be stressed a little bit, too, so, that, so they actually say to under pitch if you're really going to... Okay. If you're, you're going to use it. Well, so and that's fine. something that you were talking. We'll we'll get into that too. You had mentioned that that you can start to really do different things with bread if you if you starve them of oxygen if you stress them. What are the four yep. strains of bread? Anomalous, Bruxellas, Lambicus, and Clausanini. I think is how you say the the, the other one. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. What is this first? But one? But there is many more. But that's the four known in the brewing world. That's that's the easiest ones to get. Yeah. Ah, there okay. is other ones that you can. You know, do a wild fermentation and maybe get some sort of off wild strain. I sure. So if you did an open fermentation in Belgium, there would be more than these four in that. I would imagine. Or in your backyard, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. Or in your bathroom, you get a lot out of that. Chad, this first one, Chad, is just this is one without Brett, or I don't, I'm not, I don't understand what because I was given a control, but I don't know what. This is the same beer. I figured I had it. It would make sense to obviously do it with regular brewery yeast. Um, so we just used the well. I did the White Labs five. This is the five hundred strain. Okay. Um, to kind of get it to see how much funky is the Brett going to make it okay. controlled to a regular Belgian style yeast. You know, I could have used a Calel yeast, but that kind of would apples to oranges. If you're going to get some yeast that you would typically use in a Belgian style beer. Good you point. Know, you're yeah. not, I'm not going to put Brett in a lager, and that's just you know, or a pale ale. Right. So okay. I'm going to put it in you know some sort of Belgian. So let's use a Belgian yeast for the control and see where it goes. So this is the based beer with the five hundred strain. In it, okay, yeah. and it's pretty clean, it, but it does taste Belgiany. What an excellent point too! If you're gonna do this Belgian style thing, the base beer, your control should taste like do a it Belgian like you beer. would normally do it. Yeah, I like that. 
All right, and that's that's really nice and clean. It's like a even cleaner version of a of a Devel or something. It's really oh, it's the Trappist yeast. Actually, yeah. I've had a lot of emails lately about which Belgian yeast to use, and I've gotten away from uh, the five hundred because it's just too fruity. Mm. Uh, and I I've got, I, I like the Abbey, which is the five thirty. Uh, the two yeasts that I really like using is the five thirty, and I use that in my triples, and um, you know some of the other beers that I make, and my, I make a Belgian Blondale, too. I use, I really like the 530, um, and I like the 550. I make mm-hmm. a blonde, so, you know, I, I for the 530, it's the um, Belgian Blondale, and then I grow it up for the triple, and then I have the 530, which is a, a Bel- another Belgian Blonde that I make. It's similar to, to, to Mike's. I sort of stole his recipe <laughs> that I grew up to make my Golden Strong with. Okay. Um, those are the two Belgian yeasts that I pretty much use... Unless I'm doing something special and want to try something else, I just I've tried them all, and those are the two that I see. So your dark ales, like your five thirty. Da- yeah, I just did a, a dark golden strong um, recipe, and that was five thirty. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's the base beer with no Brett in it. This uh, this beer chat is the same. Why is, uh, okay. why, why is uh, this one dark? Okay, this is this is another one that I did that was. This is kind of a side note here. This is an English brown ale that which it stopped fermenting at about ten twenty, so you know I didn't. It was too sweet and didn't like it, so I said, "Hey, I'm gonna throw some Klassenini." Why not? Yeah, because I had it, and this is what. This, so this would be comparable to what the old stock ales, you know, because they'd sit around and they get fermented with sure. Brett, and that's where Brett comes from. Is the word comes is known as uh, brewish, British brewing fungus. I think Carl's Brad Brewery was the first um, brewery to, to kind of find out what Brett was. They they were big enough to have a laboratory at that time. I don't have the date. It was like 1908, I think, is what it was. Okay. So anyways, I figured, hey, if I'm an uh, English brown, why not put some bread in it to see what it turns out like? And that's kind of where that was. So it's a little, little tingly, and it's got a little bit... You get the little bit of Brett flavor coming through. Not quite the Orval flavor, but... Well, is this a bottle-conditioned beer also? Yes. Yeah. But it... It just it makes it a nice drinkable beer. It, yeah, it dries all, it out. Yeah, all the English flavor is gone. It's pretty much uh, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. almost tastes more like a Belgian. It was yeah. amazing. It was it was fermented with uh, White Labs um, O2, the English ale, mm. and it had that English you know estuary profile that you would think that they belong to for a you know northern brown or something. And then yeah, once you put the bread and it started coming alive, it's like I'm getting this fruity aromatic <laughs> that's coming through, and it's yeah. Although I think that's the only thing it lost was the estuary profile because it still tastes like a brown ale. The malt is still there. It's really dry. It's got a a bunch of carbonation. That's from the Brett, yeah. But I like that. It actually, I think, helps it. it, It's kind of like an Orval carbonation where it's kind of prickly on the tongue. Yeah, exactly. It really helps it on the tongue. Because of that brown quality uh, in there, you know, the the real roasty, uh, that could be too much. It keeps it off the tongue, the cloyness. It keeps it off the tongue. And that was all the Brett that you're saying did that um, from 10:20 down to no idea. Okay. What I didn't because I only had two bottles and one of them was done. I did a presentation for the Gold Country Brewers and one was open there. And this you guys got the second one. This is pretty dry. Yeah, so, yeah. Right in a single digit. I would say single. Yeah, maybe yeah. 08, 07, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 But, I don't but know. Not five and a half. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but not sour. No, and not I think, at all. No, no. I think this is something, uh, and we talked about this a little before the show, Kuda, and I want to make sure that we cover it as we go through these different strains of Brett, is, uh, you know, Brett isn't necessarily adding a sour character to your beer. And sometimes, and you found this through your experiments, that 
you have to add something else to get the sour character too. So let, I just want to make sure as we're tasting these dis- these different strains that we that we kind of judge if we're picking up sourness. And then Kuda, you tell us what you thought and what you had to add to get more sourness. Because this one, if I were looking for a sour beer, I would have considered it a failure. This is not it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And most okay. people think Brett thinks sour, and it's not. And it's not necessarily, no. especially when you treat it like a normal yeast. You right. think it's the same character as you would from a normal yeast. What strain is this again? Clausanini. Uh, okay. Isn't the only uh, the only one that's sour is the Lambicus? Um, well, well, I guess we'll find out. We will. I, I didn't get it. But it's it's good. They all got little little subtleties. Yeah. Little, little like like yeah, a little tartness. This, a little this is dry, much more whatever. of a, much more of a dryness. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like for a full on like sour, like we're used to, like with a Cantillon. I think that's only with the Lambicus strain. No, it's like pedio and Lacto and all those other weird things. all the weird stuff yeah, they put in too. Uh, but I've never got um they they've there's other people on some of the bulletin boards that have got a sour note from um 100% Brett and there's. There's ways to do it as far as, you know, there's, it, when yeast does its thing, there's a, there's a process, a chemical process, is yeah. what, how it breaks things down. And what Brett breaks things down a little bit different than regular yeast. I don't know the process. I'm not a chemical engineer. Okay. And I just figured, you know, that's a little bit beyond what I really want to know. Well, let's just cover the flavors then, because yeah. I so think that we can yeah. pick up. It's best you don't know. Yeah, what's, this, like, yeah. what's this second <laughs> it's one? It's still magic. Chat, what's the second one that you've poured us here? Do you know? You don't know. This is anomalous. The third this, yeah. anomalous. This is yeah. The third one. And is this yeah. off of the base beer that we talked about in the first place? Correct. Okay. This is the same wart. It was we that put it in different. Basically uh, a pilsner. Yeah. Chad, I didn't yeah. get any of this. You mm. step it up. So it's the anomalous. Right it, it, it's the strain that uh, Tommy Arthur used in Mobetta Breda. And ah, I C2. thought, okay, okay, this is it. This I'm going to get this huge pineapple flavor, and it's going to be great. And you know, I'm going to get a little bit because I never got to taste that beer. And I'm thinking, wow, this, I didn't get that. I get citrusy. Yeah, there's a, some Definitely. people get it, and some people don't. I, I get pineapple yeah. and citrusy, yeah. well, but it's not. I mean, they were like talking. It's not, it's not over the top. It's, they were talking pineapple bomb. These are usual, no, no, so. not at all. Yeah, uh, it's, it's dry, yeah. and it's more fruity than the first or second one. So I do it, get, it, I do get pineapple. But if you notice the aromatic properties, then that's kind of why I like Brett. Is because you think mm. even we think about a glass of red wine. What's the first thing you do? You smell it. You know, you kind of twirl it around, you kind of get the aspect. So yeah. it's, it's a layering process. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna smell it, and then I'm gonna taste it, and kind of see how it and how it finishes. I think beer should be the same way. You're not going to sit there and, and, no offense to the college people, but put it in the beer bong and, and finish it out. There's a place for that, too. But No, I would never do that. Yeah, no. We've all but, done that. Yeah, been there, done that. So something like this, it's like, I think there's a nice little place between beer and wine that some of these fit. Yeah. And, and the aromatic properties of beer is a huge aspect, I think, that needs to be hitting on. And I think Brett fills that sometimes. Yeah. In, in particular beers, especially in sour beers. I mean, you could put your nose on that, and you're like, wow. Well, sure. That, you know? that definitely. Oh, even this was not sour. Yeah, here no. I was going to say, so no, here's it's... another one, 100% Brett, again, and not sour. Does still have the same dryness, oh. low, low dryness. dryness and mm-hmm. uber carbonation. Yeah, and I get fruitiness out of this one that I didn't yeah. get in the other one. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, and the nose as well. So for the listeners, this is based off the sanctification after out of the BYO. I think they got 150 recipes or something. <laughs> anyway, do they? Yeah, it was. Wow. It was. I think there was quite a few recipes in that. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. 100, 150. Yeah, commercial. 150. Yeah, uh, you can get it at uh, com right now. Yeah. Right there. Where, where? where you can get what at morebeer.com? The uh, BYO ah. uh, back issue of 150 commercial beers. There you go. It's good. Good information there. If anything, it's just. 
I I like that article because it kind of gives an idea of how people formulate recipes. Okay. And that's what I'm after. It's like, you know, why did they make this beer that particular way? You know, some of these off-the-wall beers like this is like, okay, why did you put the acid malt in there? Because they smoke crack. (laughs) No, now you know because, you know, the Brett needs a little bit lower pH to start working. All right, let's... Well, some people do it just because somebody told them... That goes in the recipe. I see. I see. Uh, you put two teaspoons of gypsum in there because somebody told them to, and you got to work this down to somebody that actually knows why they put the acid malt. That's in what there. I didn't want to be. Just because somebody told me to, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to. Why did you put the gypsum in there? Why did you put the acid malt? Okay, I'm going to do some research and say, you know, if All you're right. looking for a particular flavor, you want a tart. That's fine. But is there another underlying reason you did something? Um, and I want to know it. Right. And I'm going to do some research and find out. Which is what I said, and this is what I like about this experiment. So that's I, I, I want us to focus in on you here, Kuda, and what you've done, because I think we're really talking about what, we've, what we're picking up in these beers, but you did the experiment with each one of these strains. So this beer I'm trying right here, and which strain was this again, just so everyone's clear? The first clear. one was Anomalous. First one was Anomalous? Yeah. Okay, so this this first one with the base beer as just kind of a pilsner is anomalous. Tell us the characteristics that you found not only in in how how you're tasting it, but in using it as as a yeast. You know, uh, temperatures that you had to 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 use to get it to to brew correctly. This, all these were I haven't played. The only other um, strain of bread I've played with is the Klassenini in this one, and I've done uh, right now. I'm fermenting a uh, uh, Belgian uh, dark strong with. Uh, Second fermentation with Klassenini to f- help finish it out. Um, most so I don't have a huge experience with all the different strains of Brett and what because I mean. But you, even it, in this experiment, yeah. you have yeah. some notes of yeah. They were all fermented. They were oxygenated for thirty seconds with the two micron stone, and they were fermented at sixty-eight degrees. Okay, and then I warmed them up to seventy-five to help finish them out, and then I put them in the bottle with sugar, and then they sat at eighty degrees the bottle condition. And they all finished out, you know, roughly around... Did you inoculate for that with uh, yeast again for the bottom? No, I just stuck the bottling one a little bit lower, so it kind of pulled up some of the trudge off the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So just using the same yeast that you had through primary. Yeah. Okay. I didn't repitch another for for the bottling yeast, and I didn't add any yeast. So these are 100% bottle conditioned with Brett and primary fermentation with the same strain. Now, I didn't want to add a second yeast to maybe... To change it, yeah. Maybe mutter mutter... muddy the flavors a little bit you know um, I, if they're going to do an experiment you want to make sure it's 100 percent all the way through was primary fermentation the same as a normal yeast fermentation was uh, it longer was it the lag times were dramatically different okay through the regular strains of brett um the wlp 500 which is the control was 12 hours besi- before you saw signs of active fermentation which is a typical beer sure that's what you expect if you can get it going yeah. in 12 hours you're good to go anomalous was 24 hours um, and that was the white lab, not white labs, but Y yeast pitch. So that might have been a bigger pitch, okay? Because um, it comes in the smack pack. The, um, the big actually, it wasn't even a smack pack; it was a propagator pack because they okay. didn't. They the didn't big one, to, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking they had because I remember pouring it in, and it seemed like you know, next to one to the next, that I poured a little bit more yeast slurry comparably. Yeah. So, and the Bruxelles was 48 hours um, before I saw any signs of fermentation. Okay, uh, Lambicus was five days. Wow. Really? Yeah. Before you saw anything at all? Yeah, it was just sitting there. And then the Klossini was 11 days, almost two weeks before you saw any sort of signs of fermentation. So that was... Uh, wow. 
Yeah, and I was getting a little nervous there in the last one. I was like, what, should I do something? I said, you know what? No, you, you, you write the forum and you ask, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I did do a little search. And some of this, uh, there wasn't a bunch out there. You know, this is a year ago. But some people I've seen, it's the same thing. Hey, I put this in and it's not doing much. What's going on? And I even did a starter. And that's how I ended up making the uh, the brown ale, the English brown ale. So I made a starter, the class. I needed to see if he was even alive. I didn't think, okay, how am I going to, I didn't think it was alive. I thought, okay, I got a bad. I even called White Labs and said, hey, and they wanted me to send the vial number and all that. But it ended up by the time I got all that ironed out, it uh, it started moving and, and then it took off. So that one's so they are a little bit different and a little bit, you know, How about ferment, slower. Ferment time, are they about the equal. Yeah, once uh, they start going, it's, it, it took about two weeks, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, they look like a regular batch of beer, you know. It, it okay. had the whole. Because you know, everybody talks about you know putting Brett in there and they got to wait six months, wait the, for the pellicle to start and yeah. let it drop, and then you know everything else. Yeah. See, I didn't even have a pellicle on mine. These went go went through so fast. So I didn't have know. one on mine either. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that has to do with 100. percent You know, once it's it's an actum fermentation. So you don't have to have a pellicle <laughs> when using Brett. Um, I think it's a secondary fermentation, especially if you see it as um, in a sour beer sitting for a couple of months. It's going to eventually show up. Um, and hundred percent Brett beers, things are active, things are moving in there. You got the you know the heat transfer and, and things are stirring up. I just think they can't form. Okay, if you let it sit there long enough, it it might show up. Um, I didn't I didn't have that aspect with mine, so okay. I guess JP didn't either. Uh, I so. think it might be the difference between you, know, you throw it in at the end to clean up things or that's the 100 percent beer or 100 percent bread that you want to have go through mine didn't sit for six months either mine was you know a couple right. weeks and it was ready to go stuck in the bottle i didn't even have the bottle film on mine because I, I by then i don't think there's anything left all right let's talk about this next one which is a different strain of brett now shat i know you this is the brooks the bruxellis strain of brett okay excellent uh again same base beer <laughs> 100% fermented with the the uh, Bruxelles Brett strain. Did you guys taste tasty? I see you're having it over there. Yeah, Are you noticing a difference between the It's, uh, and the last it's one? more horsey in the nose for sure. This is more this is one of the typical Belgian strains. You get a little barnyard, a little leathery from this one. This is one of your typical Ah uh, yeah, I like this one a lot yeah, better. Yeah, this is a definitely typical a lot more character. Yeah. More typical for a Brett beer, you're saying, or more typical or, for a Belgian beer? What do you? Yeah, or lambic or something. When, la- okay, when yeah. somebody says, "Okay, I got Brett flavor," this is what they think of. They don't think the pineapple from the anomalous or anything else. They think of okay, the horsey, leathery, yeah, you know, wet dog kind of flavor. This is what barnyard, they yeah. whatever they but, call yeah. it. So but, this, this crazy is, bitch flavor. Yeah. But I want to point out uh, that wasn't a strike. That was okay. Uh, what, no! what I what I want to point out <laughs> is that correction made. Thanks, Your Majesty. We're. Uh, Mentioning that we're picking up the barnyard and and these flavors, but really it's only in comparison to the other ones which didn't have it. So it's still not the barnyard horsey, no. soury, any of those in, things in your that face we, kind of thing. It's none of those things that we would expect out of like a really nice lambic or a sour. <laughs> and I'm I'm only mentioning that because I don't want I don't want to confuse people with that when we say we're picking this up. That okay, so all you need is the Bruxelles strain, and then you're going to be fine. If I wanted a nice uh, barnyard type of beer. This would be inadequate. You'd have to put something else in there, right? Yeah. You couldn't just go 100%, I mean, at least in this version, uh, Bruxelles, and be happy with it. This would be good with chicken. 
Yeah. All, all these beers are very dry or more with beer. a little bit of side flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, they're still they're, fairly it's, clean. It's they're, an they're underlying... Clean, yeah. yeah. If you would tell... Here's a Belgian Golden Strong. They would say, okay, that's fine. You know, there's maybe they pick something a little off flavor, but it's not... They're really clean. So if you want a little bit more of a certain flavor from... You know, when you think about a, a yeast, okay, if I'm going to get a little bit more flavor, I don't care if it's from a Hef or, or a Belgian, maybe you're going to stress it out a little bit. I'm going to raise the temp. I'm not going to pitch so much. Or I'm not going to oxygenate. So, in in most beer worlds, you're going to get some off flavors because you're stressing the yeast out. So these were done under ideal conditions so the yeast, for the yeast. Besides under pitch, you know they weren't stressed out. Yeah. So they sixty eight. You said was yeah. the temp. So yeah. nice easy temperature. Um, okay. So maybe had you just maybe this one, which we're picking up a little Stuck bit of these at 80 barnyard degrees and not oxygenated, and, and, and you know I might have got a little bit more of the funky flavor. Okay, so, which this now yeah. this is an excellent point yeah. uh, because just so many things you can do with this bread. And Vinny has talked about this too with you, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know well, you've I had listen, conversations with well, him. I haven't had any personal conversations, but I listened to his presentation okay. and, and your guys' shows about what he said, and I picked up on it and took to, took to note. Oh, even about, better. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen to past episodes. Sponsor alert. Sponsor <laughs> alert. Yes. <laughs> Sponsor alert. Now, Vinny, Vinny has sponsored us in many ways. He's yes. a good dude that way. Okay, so... But he's talked about that too, uh, you know, uh, not aerating the wort properly, doing, uh, raising the temperature way up there to really get those kind of uh, unique flavors that yeah. we're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Because these, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, they're clean. This is yeah. why I'm making a point of this. I hope I'm not being redundant. I don't mean yeah. to do that. What I'm making a point of it, it, the reason is because when I hear the word Brett. Uh, because I've heard guys like Vinny and, and other of my favorite brewers talk mm-hmm. about using Brett, and their beers are so sour, so barnyardy, and I love that. What you'd expect? I just uh. expect, okay, it's a Brett beer, great. And that's what I was but thinking that I'm going to get, case. too. But yeah. It yeah. It, Even when I did the swap, we're like, where's that beer that's so out of the box, that's such wild, weird, these barnyard flavors? And most of them, in general, weren't that yeah. off. It was, they were good beer yeah you know they had a little bit of tweak here and there right you know and you can see you taste in some of these and if you've had sanctification you'll understand why he added the lacto to it to add it to give it that extra little tart move it to the next level right because 100 percent brett by itself if you treat it like regular it's just another beer it's i i think you know i, I haven't sat down and talked with him about it but we have a uh, submarine around there's here? a whale in here if somebody's phone is oh, it's my you're the only one that was going to give an exception. If one of my brewcasters' phone was sitting on this desk vibrating, I was going to flip my fucking lid. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't even get out of the, the Hummer before I changed mine. <laughs> I, tur- I turned it off. I was looking around the room with fucking daggers in my eyes. I got to say right now, and then Mike grabbed his phone. <laughs> I thought, a, su- I thought a submarine was going down the street. It sounded good. I know better than to put mine on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my, I gotta get back to normal. So, <laughs> okay. wow. Ten. Walk in here and put it on silent. Happy place. Happy go to your happy place. Oh, the anger management is working really well. It has been doing well. <laughs> Chad, yeah. meet me in the closet. I need to punch you. It's that new therapist of mine. He's been working wonders. I'll tell you. All right, um, Doctor Feel Good. <laughs> okay, so here now is the uh, third strain, right? Clausini. Uh, Clausini. Clausini. I think is how you say it. I'm not. Clausini. It's almost yeah. Italian. All right. No, Clausini. No, not Italian. No. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Deutsch. <laughs> mm. 
call him a douche? Again, not a... I did. Not a huge difference. Um... It's so fascinating to me. Like I said, I'm really expecting to taste a, a ton of flavors out of these, but you don't. Um, Clean and dry. Yeah. Uh, this one does have something in there. A little more lemon. Yeah, or banana, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys you could guys say it's this lemon? This is yeah. supposed to be the old stock ale strain that the English stock ales had. Uh, so that's... I don't know if that's they didn't, true. Because they didn't know any different. And well, it's a, it was a British brewing fungus. That's where the name uh, comes from. There's also a little. I don't know how to describe it. I want to describe it. I want to be. I want to have that palate. And Sauce, I can't. Sasquatch panty. <laughs> tastes like. It's more than lemon. <laughs> Doesn't taste like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no there's like. There is something unique in this one that is not in the other two that we've tried so far. Yep. AIDS. I apologize to my listeners it's that still I can't fruity, put my finger on it. Yeah. It is fruity. It's yeah. and there's a little lemon. It's it's a little it's a little sweet. Um, it is kind of fruit, like maybe like an apricot lemongrass, like a kind stone of, fruit kind of. Yeah, I, 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 like that. I think it actually cut some flavors out like, that we had in the second one, like dried apricot. Oh, sure, I would I would say just it's just like no. I, I get I get less you know? flavors in this one, I, and I went back to this the the, the one before that, and I, and I got more uh, fruit flavors yeah. in that one, and this one's more dry, more focused. Uh, it's just like a normal. I mean, it's the difference. You know, you can do California versus you know, 01 versus 05, You know, what did you notice about this one, Cuda, compared to the others? Um, it's a little more fruity, and it's not. You, you don't get that barnyard leathery kind of typical Brett flavor from it. Yeah. it's more of a Belgian style fruity. If you think of uh, yeah, you know, it is. it's kind of like a five fifty or a five thirty kind of a fruity, mm-hmm. on a, in a weird way. But it's not the typical funky flavor that you'd normally get from a bread. So, And how about in fermentation? Did this one start pretty quick? No, this is the, the Klossinini that took 11 days before it started. Ah, this so one this one's really slow working. And I've seen that in some of the other forums that it just takes a long time to get going. Okay. So. And then how long did it take to finish out? This one took started. a while because, you know, it was obviously almost two weeks behind the other ones. Yeah. But okay. so. All these things are very clean, dry, and really not nasty that you would expect a, a barnyard. No and, phenols, no rubber, oh, no band Nothing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, nothing. And, and I was thinking, I was. So, I don't want to say I was hoping for something, but a little bit more distinct flavors like, wow, this is that and this is that. But no, you really got to search for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have these side by side. Yeah, you can, that's you why couldn't I do this without them being side by side. That's why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. No. If if you gave us any one of these and 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 they weren't side by side, I, I really don't. I I'd have. I wouldn't have noticed a difference yeah. in any of them. I mean, I, I might have said this one's a little fruitier than that one, but uh, that's <laughs> you, about you're it. Shooting, yeah. shooting in the dark. Yeah, it really yeah. would be because they are shooting blanks, which is kind of good to know too that they are fairly similar. Um, there are some subtle differences in this last one. If you were looking for some more fruity characteristics. Might be good for a fruit lambic because it could add to that. I would guess. I don't know. I'm just guessing as you're. Uh, I think as you do too. Is you're, you're, you're picking up the characteristics as they go, and you and you're thinking about how can I use this in the future, right? Because this was yeah. just an experiment, yeah. So that you know what the four do, yeah. And so you just kind of want to then go, okay, maybe I'll try this strain for this particular beer. And know? I do like the Klassenini, actually. I do for the regular style, um, like the Golden Strong, or even like I just put it in my dark Golden, Str- my dark Belgian. Because um, I didn't want really that barnyard that we got out of the uh, Bruxelles. Yeah. So I thought, you know, hey, let me use this strain and see how, see how it works. Okay. Um, just because I didn't want that. I wanted the fruitiness from the Brett, but not necessarily the barnyard typical flavor. Yeah. Um, and, but I did want it to dry out a little bit more. But it, that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you, you, got, you wanted to dry it out, so you used the yeast. 
the particular strain that I thought yeah. that would work good for what I was looking for, you know. But you know, if I want a true lambic, I'd probably use the Bruxellas or the or you know the lambicus. Okay, just because those are the those are your two typical um, Brett strains that you uh, associate we're, with as far as funky flavors. Well, and we haven't we're, gotten to the lambicus. No, yet, that's the last we? one. Okay. We're still it, that's kind of ballsy. <laughs> I want to dry this out, so I'm going to throw some uh, <laughs> throw but, some Brett. In then there. again, why not? Yeah. I don't have to sell it to the public. It's just my consumption. So yeah, I'm exactly. lucky. I'm lucky. All right. So is this the lambicus that we're about to try right now? Okay. So again, same base beer. Now with the with the fourth and final strain. Beavis, how you doing over there? How's the chat room going? Are you drinking? They're doing oh. good. Are you Are you feeling um, any better? No. You're not, you're not feeling better. You're not drinking. But they're being very nice. Drink more. That's good. I'm telling you, the Iron Fist has worked well over the last <laughs> yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, put the hammer down. You know. I'll straighten anyone up. I see. I hate that. I was hoping it would have been a failure. To be honest, I hate the Iron Fist. Yeah, but well. you know what? If it keeps people in line and it keeps Bevo happy, yeah, then that's more than Sam has done, right? <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. We're not sure about that. Yeah, and we don't know. Now we this get, one, we gotta get the webcam in there. <laughs> and this scene. Lambicus. Smells entirely different than the other than the other three. Yeah, it's kind of like a nutty nose. This and you can and and and, by, and listeners, you, you know, those of you, I get a lot of emails from people who say I have no palate, I can't figure this stuff out. Not true. He's every learning. one of He's every learning. one of you would be able to smell this difference in these in these four. You would pick this one up and you go, okay, that's the one that's really really different. This is the musty cherry pie kind of flavor. Yeah, that supposedly you get from the lambicus and crazy yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole... D- I got Actually, it. I have to say, it almost smells a little medicinal, too. Um, it, it, medicinal? It, yeah. <laughs> there, is there, is no too? there is no Z in medicinal. Is it medicinal? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I'm sorry. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that. You know, hey. good thing you all knew what I was talking about. Anytime. And did anybody else notice anything in this beer that they would like to talk about? Uh, I, I noticed that it's well, actually it's medicinal. It's a, it's actually more tart uh-huh. than any of the other ones. I get a little pepper in the nose too. I get yeah, nutty uh, pepper, sure. But then I'm half drunk right now, so it, it seems know. more dry than the other ones too. Yeah, it does definitely. If you if you're looking to dry it out, use this one. You, you get very tartness from uh, just that that lactic tartness. Dry, it finishes sharp. Yeah, it tastes a little more um, medicinal. Yeah, this one has that kind of. Well, it doesn't taste as much as it smells. It smells a little bandaidy, but uh, it doesn't taste that way. And no, it, does, it does not at all. I think you may be sensitive to that. No, it does. Jay, really? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, we don't care what Shaddy says. <laughs> I mean, I'm just musty. I've noticed you said that a few times and. I don't get it. All right, and this is this goes to pr- prove that uh, some people are more sensitive to certain things. Yeah, I'm yeah. big on uh, the acid oil. Uh, me too. And, and Chaz picking up way. picking up what uh, uh, Justin is about this lactic thing and the medicinal phen- phenol kind of yeah. thing. I think if they swap spit, that's kind but, of you know they live in the same house. They probably live with this kind of like mold and medicinal. yeast all the time. <laughs> Well, aromatic properties are Social huge. diseases. Everybody's different. You know, yeah. you know, you might be able to, you know, a third of the population might be able to smell a certain chemical yeah. versus the other. So even IPAs, that's why they're so 
personal because, you know, yeah. hey, I really love this IPA because I get this floral note and it's amazing. It's like, well, I don't even get that. I get something else. So that's why, you know, they're, they're so, it's judging so hard because, like, it's all perception of what you can smell. And that's yep. not necessary even that you have the best palate in the world. I just can't smell it, no. which you're getting. And some people hate diacetyl. It's a hundred. It's like, boom, I can smell it. And, you know, I'm not a huge, it's not a huge issue on my palate. Uh, it is for me. Yeah. I, I, I just smell it and I taste it and I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Well, what's the percentage on this? Is it a little stronger beer or? Uh, 10.56. Well, it's drier. So. so whatever that comes down to with 10.05. So, so maybe it's I'll tell you what this one does have. Uh, in They're all the, yeah. Yeah. In terms of uh, turning into a good sour beer, this has that really nice uh, acidic, uh, I think it's probably a pH thing, although I'm guessing you guys would know better uh, than me. Kind of a lactic. It kind of, it leaves that on your palate, and yeah. not just on your palate, it also leaves it in your throat. A good sour beer leaves that kind of itchy, yeah, that kind of scratchy feeling you, in your throat. You like the acidic. I love it. I love oh, okay. it. If oh, it's yeah. really acidic. And, and this one, to me, tastes more acidic okay, than yeah. any of the other three You'll that like we've had. you like the sour had. beer that I brought then. So a little on your chin. Yeah. Do you guys think that? Do you, does it? Does it <laughs> yeah, it, it lingers a little bit more than the other ones. Did yeah. you check is, the yeah. pH on these? Is the no. pH different? You don't I didn't. Know. Okay. No, I, I didn't get that far. Because this one of uh, that is to me is one of the character. It's not just the dryness that I like about lambics. It leaves you with that kind of a scratchy feeling on your yeah. palate and your throat. And of all of them, this but, one is the closest to a sour feeling. Although it doesn't yeah. taste necessarily. It's the fact sour. that your palate's clean every single time you go back to it. Yeah, you know, you get one of those other sweet beers. Like every t- pretty soon, you're dead to flavor. Yeah, yeah. Those, those sour beers like they cleanse clean the palate right every single time. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, but the other ones were really dry to clean the because. Yeah. A dry beer will clean the palate, yeah. in my opinion, right. too. And they all were. But, but they weren't this... Uh... This was not my favorite, and it was yours. Yeah. Uh, mine was probably number three or number two, and I really liked those. They were they were dry, but not sweet, and I, I appreciate the, the, the lacto part of it. Yeah. But... Um, but there was no lacto in it. No. But it no, has that no, character. You, you no, it's got, it's got the sour, yeah. sour dryness. Yeah, it's what it is. So to make any one of these a sour beer, uh, you know, kind of these complicated things that we're looking for, you'd have to add things like lacto. I would say add some lacto. And what about pedio? What about some of these other bacteria too? Uh, pedio is a whole other ball of wax. As okay. as if you a, want clean, sour, thing. like this, you know, sanctification is a great beer, mm. um, and that's got the lacto in it. It's just a clean, bright, sour flavor. Pedio okay. is a whole other. You know, you start throwing more and more, and you got these all these levels. You whole got you get some cherry pie flavor and some different kind of sours. You got the acidic sour that um, you know that lingers on the tongue. Yeah, and that has to do with age. So okay, it's just a so any one of these beers. Let's say you wanted to add a little lacto to them yeah. to to give a little sourness. Would you have fermented them out with Brett just like you did, and then add lacto? No, I don't or think there'd you... be nothing left for him to do. And so you uh, do it all at once. Yeah. Well. That becomes an issue, and I haven't experimented with that as far as making a, a true. You know, you got to give them something to eat. But the, you, you got to remember the, the time frame on some of these is the lag times is like eleven days on on some of these strains. So if you add lacto in there and it eats all that up mm. for eleven days before the bread starts working, you're going to have a pretty sour 
beer. Sour non so non great beer. Do you? Do, <laughs> so here's the question: Do you? This is where you know it comes into play. Is is do I do a starter and and make sure I pitch enough? I see that it's maybe a, a day or 24 hour and and add the lacto at that time. So the lacto's only got 24 hours to work before I see some some signs of the Brett. Yeah. So that's. It becomes an experimentation. Or, you know, or do you add, a, add the lacto at day 10 when you know that the Brett's going to go on, go on at, at day 12? That would probably be the easiest. Like, hey, hey, I got you know five days worth of fermentation done. Okay, now I'm going to add the lacto and get just that little hint of sour to balance it out. Or if you want a big sour bomb, add it sooner. But see, that's going to be the play as far as when you d- when to do that. Okay, Justin's <laughs> going sour bomb. Sour yeah. Well, no, but that's great. Inf- that's uh, that's really yeah. good to know. I, Someone I've never like me, done that, yeah, so. I, me and Shat, we're going to add we're going to add it quick. We want yeah. a sour bomb, but it's really great to know that if you don't, you might get it and you go, "This thing's over the top. I can't do it." So hey, we're going to wait four days next time. Yeah, and that might be a good experiment. Yeah, you know, I haven't played with um, lacto. I've done the full gamut of you know bugs, but I've never done individual strains, and that's my next experiment. I next have experiment. a couple um, ones going on as far as okay, I'm gonna do the Rosalaire just came out. Yep. So Again, I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. do the Rosalaire. I'll do the Russian River Dregs because that those are really good bugs, and then I'm gonna make a couple um, separate bugs, a um, couple different breads, some PDO and some Lacto to see how that how that works out. So I'll have five, you know, 15 gallons, all five gallons apiece. Do that, uh, so, the White Labs Belgian Sour Blend, too. That's supposed to be pretty good. Oh, okay. And mow my fucking lawn. <laughs> uh, no, I have people to do that. Thanks, JP. <laughs> Taco Bell would be do really you, good Do right you now. know what's in that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I I have, say, I, but I, I have a cat. If you could find out the particular strains of what's in that, that would be great. Yeah, and that might be an option. Fuck. That means so, I have to do shit. Yeah. Like so, like surf uh, the internet. That'd for, be weird. Yeah, for you. forget about it. Don't do it. Beer information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beer information. All right, I got to take another break. Um, so. Kuda, I got to say thank you for yeah. doing that experiment. Yeah. Um, what I can say, I, I think, and, and you guys should help me say this. I, I really don't want to be redundant here, but um, the four strains are very similar. Um, I think you guys should do this experiment yourself and get to taste these different ones um, because you will get to know that if you're looking for some of these crazy beers that you're a big fan of, you got to do other things to them. And a lot of the pro brewers, they blend some of these strains because they're looking for in particular things. So yeah. that, you know, they, they use more than one strain. I think I also have. I'm being honest here. A whole new respect for the for some of my favorite brewers that are making these beers, too, because... You, you know how hard it oh, is yeah. now. Well, you start to... I mean, of course I knew it was difficult, but I thought it was, okay, they're using these these crazy yeasts, and they they're ju- they just know how to really use them. But the truth is, they're using this crazy combination of crazy yeasts. And and then they're, like you were saying, they're, they're, they're stressing them at different points. Uh. They're, they're, they're uh, depriving them of oxygen, or they're increasing the temperature... And really, that kind of experimentation that they've had to do to make these beers that I that I so love, wow! Yeah. I have a new respect because it's not just you know ferment them right. Like okay, we talk about lagers and stuff in here, right? And we say do a proper starter and ferment at the right temperature and uh, and a couple of other steps, and you're going to have yourself a fantastic lager. Well, we wouldn't be able to make it that simple for these great beers. No, not at all. No. Yeah. So. No. I like it. So I, just I, I would say, you know, some of those guys, they for, they've forgotten more than I'll ever wish to know about beer. Yeah. Those yeah. guys are amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. What a cool thing. 
Do I have a phone call or something, or just uh, just questions from different people? Bevo. Break. There's nothing there. That was just a random question that you don't really need to address now. But no, there's no nobody on the line. Yeah, I can do that real quick as we get out of here. Uh, ask Jay to give examples of sour beers available in many places. This guy's in St. Louis. Well, Cantillon is is which is weird because it's a really small brewery, but it's available in a ton of places. Cantillon. Um, in, if you're in the Midwest, there there's also a couple of of your of Midwest breweries that are making sour beers. Um, what about Jolly Pumpkin? Like Jolly Pumpkin, yeah. exactly. Um, and New Glarus, so they yeah, have to be right in Wisconsin uh, or go to Wisconsin. Um, Grand Cru. Let's see. Another one is Ale Smith, although I don't know if Ale Smith no. is, is getting out of the West Coast. No, it wouldn't just be in St. Louis. No. Well, um, there are also places you can go online to order beer. I know BelmontStation.com, I think, is the website. Or the Belgian, okay. BelgianBeer.com. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah, I've heard some weird things about it. Or the, no, the BelgianShop.com. Yeah, but uh, Belmont Station, they're out of Portland. Um, they have a lot of beer, and they, they, they do a great job shipping. So if you can't find it locally... You get online. There's, it's out there. There are places that you can find it. Or, or get on forums, like our forum or the More Beer Forum, yeah. and do beer swaps with people. There you go. Yeah. Now, people, uh, sour beer uh, snobs will uh, shun me for this. Uh, but you know what? It's a version that is wi- it's wildly available. And uh, But uh, <laughs> uh, Lindemann's Framboise is oh. probably the most uh, distributed. That's a fruit lambic. It's not super sour. It has, mm-hmm. but, but I'll tell you what you will get is it's a great start into the sour world. I yeah, don't care yeah, what you say. You, you can all blow me if you don't agree. It's well uh, made. First. It's, uh, it is a good example. It's a mass-produced beer. Um, it, it may not be traditional, but it has sour characteristics and it has fruit characteristics, and it really is a great intro to the world, in my opinion, to the world of sour beers. And that one's available all over the place. And there, even so, the framboise is the raspberry one, and then there's a peach version of it, they and uh, there's, black, there's like three or four. They have a currant one, yeah, which is awesome. And see, uh, some favorite. more black sour current. than others. Didn't so, Randy from Mama Gang? Um, yeah, you can f- ferment those back out. Because they're they back sweet them. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They, that's yeah, one they, of his mixture. What's the beer? Uh, they, uh, three philosophers. Three philosophers. They yeah. actually put framboise in three philosophers. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, and I think actually just before he left that Alma Gang, they did a full on sour. Don't quote me on that, but I think I, they did a sour. Just he's now with uh, New Glarus. That's but, right. Um, that's right. They did do a full on sour. I think just before he left. Anyway, um, yeah, just look for things that's like say framboise and lambic. Oh, goose. Uh, goose. Oud yeah. uh, goose. Framboise um, for all you guys. Yeah, a lot of that stuff you'll be able to find. It's almost always in corked bottles, so start there. And uh, if it doesn't say something like Belgian Double on it, then it it could be uh, some sort of a sour beer so check that out all right when we come back uh we're going to try kuda's sour beers we're also going to taste test and decide who we think the winner of the second yeah. round beers Bring between kuda and tasty is and we're going to decide here which one of doc's beers he's going to send to the second round so hang in there yeah a lot more to do we'll be right back casters on the brewing network Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. Hawaii becomes United States territory. Boy George's birthday. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. 
But this year, we'll top them all. I'm telling you now, this party is going to rock. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. This is Push Eject, and I'll be there. This is Mrs. Push, and I'll be there. This is Badrock. And Vanna, and we'll be at the BN anniversary party. In search of the unicorn and the rainbow. This is Chris Graham with more beer. I'll be there. This is John Foster, and I'll be there. Hey, it's Bub. I'm going to be at the third anniversary party for the Brewing Network. This is everyone's favorite German prince. I just wanted to tell you that I, too, shall be at the anniversary party in beautiful downtown Napa. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Hey, it's Code. I can't make it to the anniversary party, but if you wouldn't mind, leave your computers on for me, will you? Don't miss it. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP-001. Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP-810. It's going to be WLP-400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Attention homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market. Designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion killers. They actually invented the equipment to make these killers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. so many things that I want to say and the words they're not coming out right don't cry little darling come and take my hand I want to show you something special tonight I want to share my feelings I want to show my love 
I want to give you a dirty Sanchez. I want to throw you a donkey punch. I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer. Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever had an angry dragon? A blumpkin, have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub, and you can play my rusty trombone. Well, a stranger with a western grip can take a golden shower, and tossing a salad with a purple mushroom could get you pretty flowers. A carpet cleaner and a chili dog make everything all right. And my favorite thing that's going on, there's a Compton gangbang tonight. I want a girl that'll do a hot car roll. I want to give you a dirty Sanchez. I want to throw you a donkey punch. I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer. Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever ridden on a glass-bottom boat? A Blumkin, have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub, and you can play my rusty trombone. Arabian goggles, brown neckties, and corkscrews. Teabagging, dirty swirly. Flying Amazon, flood the cave, flying camel muff teaser. New York style taco, Bismarck. I want to give you a dirty Sanchez. I want to throw you a donkey punch. I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer. Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever had an angry dragon? A blumpkin, have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub. You can play my rusty trombone. Mix me your hundred grain amber recipe, and I'm gonna eat it, and then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah. Welcome back to the program. A couple of things left to do here. Still got our voicemail segment coming up, um, which is a shorter one this week because our voicemail was, for some reason, full for like half the week. It was sort of strange. Um, but what we are going to do is um, do a couple of tastings to decide what beers go to NHC. Just before that, we're going to talk about this, a, a sour beer that uh, Kuda has poured for us. Um you were telling me at the break, Kuda, this is the first sour beer you ever brewed. <laughs> this is one of the first, yeah. What was so, the base beer on this? Uh, really similar to the Belgian Blonde. It's um, it's pretty much the same recipe. It's pretty much Pilsner malt with uh, half a pound, a quarter pound of aromatic, quarter pound of Kara Munich. Okay. Um, so you got the color. And about a 
pound of sugar and a pound of wheat. Um, okay. If I was going to make it again, I'd probably leave out the sugar just mm-hmm. to leave some more stuff behind for the bugs to eat. All those quantities so, were for how many gallon batch five, for you? Five that was batch. for a five. Yeah. I, I can hone in on those if you I guys can, want to I can tell Shaddy likes Tasty more because it gave me <laughs> wimpy little pour. I got like three times as much as that. Uh, yeah, he did. So this one's not quite as sour as your typical sour beer, like think Cantillon or whatever. It's more of a beer with just a little hint of sour note. You can smell it. Yeah, like, but right it works. The, the Brett comes through. Like a Flanders kind of thing. And it works really good with food. This is, this is why I really like this beer with food because especially with a thick, creamy pasta, Oh, you know, it works really well with that. Um, thick and creamy? Yeah. yeah. Thick, creamy noodle. Yeah. Seafood pasta? Yeah, it's a subtle. I mean, it, well, actually, it's not subtle. Maybe just compared to what I. Uh, There's no subtle. It's here. subtle to a cantillon. To a cantillon. Yeah, it's no. something it that's really sour. No. But uh, subtle is probably not the best word. Uh, but it's. Uh, so you still taste the beer. It's a beer. And then it has these sour things happening. So it's not like a sour beer. It's a beer with a little sourness. It, it, is, it smells mega sour. So what's the difference? This wasn't just Brett that you put into this beer. Tell us what you did that I'll, you're getting. I'll tell this- you. How I do most of my sour beers is this is actually um, dregs from a bottle of uh, Supplication, okay, from Russian River. It's one of I mean, my favorite beers. Yeah, I, I, you can. I, there's a lot of Russian rivers in everything I say because they're local, they're close, and and they're they, sour. And, you know, it, it, hey, they make great beer. Yeah. You know, world class, world not, class yeah. beer. Absolutely. You know, you, you drink some of the sours from Belgians, like they're right on top. Yeah, you know, so. To say as far as getting some some bugs from them is is not a bad not a bad thing at all. So you took so. it out of a bottle and grew it up so that you could ferment in your beer. So here's what I did: uh, I made my base beer, um, and I put it into the it ends up being a six and a half gallon bucket. I think what they are to the very top, yep. and, and I'll fill my buckets up with beer to about an inch to maybe an inch and a half from the very top. Okay, um, so there's not a lot of headspace. Um, make sure the lid sits tight. With an and so there's an airlock on it also so it's a positive pressure and then I'll add, I'll add the bugs to it just the dregs from you know two beers I don't necessarily grow them up because they'll grow and they'll grow over time um, so so you can just pretty much drink the beer wait wait, wait hey, slow down hang yeah. on so just the dregs is all you added you didn't grow it up at all nope. You just you took it out of a bottle. I see, maybe put it in the freezer or something for a little while. I drank it, drank it, drank it. And you did it right there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Ooh, I'm not gonna waste fun out of it. Okay. Yeah. So and drink then the just beer. Poured the bottom of that beer. Yeah, kind of swirl it up. And make sure you get all that stuff suspended and pour it in the in the in the five gallon bucket in, into the wort. Well, no, it's already okay. Here's the deal. You had fermented. Okay. It. Yeah, it's fermented beer. I usually go about five days. Not necessarily a hundred percent. Fermentation five days, and then I'll rack it off of that. Okay. Um, even, even in the middle of fermentation, about five days, just kind of after it's kind of peaked, sort of slow down. I don't necessarily want it to clean out because you want to have the bugs do something, and that'll kind of shock it, and kind of slow it down. Okay. So in five days, it might be like seventy percent, seventy five percent. Yeah. Okay. So um, they, they still have some sugars to eat. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'll put it in the. Go ahead. Keep going. Right <laughs> yeah, over. Just talk over there. There. So I'll put it in the bucket in. You know, most people say, okay, don't use buckets, use glass carboys, and there's a whole aspect of that in itself. But I figure if I'm going to keep that bucket, I'm going to keep it under positive pressure. So I need the lid to seal completely in the airlock to work. Um, and, and that sometimes I've been have hassles with, you know, especially with the bucket sitting over time, for that to seal and the airlock to actually work. So if I can keep that airlock full, mm-hmm. then that bucket's going to be under a very small, minute, positive pressure. 
Okay. So the oxygen fermentation is not going to be as great as, say, still beer just sitting there. I'm going to have a little bit of force pushing outward, mm. either be CO2. That's a good point that we've never yeah. really talked about. Yeah. So, And that seems to work out really well for me. Okay. As far as, okay, you know, I'm not getting a whole bunch of oxygen into the beer and causing all this vinegar flavor. So as, as long as it's uh, active fermentation, you've got a positive pressure, yeah. and you're not going to get oxygen coming in. Well, even slowly as you know, three, four months into it, there's... Still stuff going on. The bread's starting to eat, and everything's starting to finish up. So you, the airlock will still blip. Just you know, exactly. maybe it'd be once every half an hour or whatever. So there's still some sort of a little bit of positive pressure in that. And I, when I'm done, I've been able to pull the um, airlock off after about three months, and there's not a whole bunch of bread pellicle on top. And usually the sign of a huge white pellicle is mean there's been a whole bunch of oxygen in there, and it's built this pellicle up to protect the beer. Hmm. So I haven't, even in a bucket, I don't get a whole, when I do this properly, because the main thing is to get the bucket to seal. Sometimes the lids don't seal, and, and that's, and it's just, you know, sometimes I'll rock it to kind of, let the beer's going to dry and, s- and kind of seal that s- lid on top. So Well, and that's something, yeah. by the way, that you should really pay attention to as a brewer. If you've put the lid on your bucket, and you've got your airlock, and you know it's fermenting, but you never see your airlock moving, you know that your lid's not sealed, right? Correct. I know that right. seems obvious and yeah. stupid, but a lot of people will go and put that on and then just walk away and forget about it. Oh. You should check out and make sure your airlock's moving. I had the same thing with my conical twice. One one time I forgot to put the uh, the gasket on it. Oh, I, I crank it down, crank it down, still wasn't... And you're going, what's no, going no, on here? It's been 40 hours, nothing's going on. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So I carefully put the... The gasket back on is bubbling like all get out. Okay. And the other times I just didn't have it cranked down enough. Yeah. I just really seal it, and it's like coming out every every place else. It wasn't coming out the airlock. Okay. So you're re- just make sure everything's sealed up, especially on a bucket that's going to sit there for a couple months. Yeah. You know, this one's the first one sat. It was about six months in the bucket, and then what I do you. If you've got the, at least what I've come out. At least you know, there's other guys that do it, and there's. If you lift it, leave it in the bucket so long that you go, okay, I've got the acidity flavor and everything that you think that it's the acidic flavor, you've gone too long. Okay. Okay. So I, I, you've got a little bit of it there, so I'll rack it into a, um, a carboy. Or not a carboy, but um, a keg. Okay. A corny keg. I'll add a little bit of sugar, you know, so you get about, you know, maybe three, three volumes is kind of what you figure out, and then let it sit for another three months. So it's going to eat the sugar. It's going to add another little bit of layer of complexity. It's going to eat up the rest of the oxygen. Um, and then you'll have pretty much a full keg of carbonated carbonated sour beer. Very, you gotta let very it carbonated. So you're sour still beer. cast conditioning, essentially. Yeah, but, so it's, but you got to let it go through that three-month process because it's going to get sick again. It's going to change again. And then it's got to clean up again. So you can't just put the CO2, wait two weeks, and start pouring beer. You're going to get the syrup that's just, you know, it's got to do its thing. So just a changing of vessels is going to make it sick again yeah. and, and adding well, sugar to it Well, I think adding sugar, also. not necessarily changing. But you want to make sure you get as much oxygen out of there because you don't want any of those really acidic okay. vinegar. If you, the Cetobacters yeah. coming into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I, I I so love it when I'm surprised about the which happens all the time. But I still really enjoy <laughs> it when basis. I'm surprised about the brewing process. I'm really surprised that you just added dregs to this beer, and oh. it's as complex and sour as it is. It's really that's, nice. That's a, you can make that beer in six oh, months. He's a happy so man. This, cool. is, this is sour like he loves this. Well, it's not sour enough. I would like it more sour. But I am surprised this that it's smoking. that it's even done this well with just the dregs of one bottle of beer yeah. over yeah. what did you? 
say six months you let it sit and yeah. then you racked it to something else? Well, this yeah. is great. Yeah, that's fascinating lo- to you, me. You got to stress them out. It's a fine sour beer for sure. Yeah, that might be uh, it, it, the it, stress it, part because it's not a lot of it. So it's stressed. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. there's a, there's a big jump between all the Brett beers we just had and this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it was uh, clean, dry to clean, dry and sour. No. Yeah. This one's got PDO and lacto and, yeah. and whatever else is it's under the under the hood. Yeah, under the yeah. Of, of a bottle. So of sanctification. All right, I got push on the phone. Push. Push. Push it real good. Yeah. We don't have a push timer, do we? We don't need one. What, why would you need a push timer? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm thinking about next week. <laughs> yeah, you should be thinking about next week. You should be protecting your bottom. Oh! <laughs> oh, snap. See, that was a game. Butt talks. Okay. Hey, push bias pizza tonight. Push don't uh, buy us pizza. Know, uh, you know, I figured you'd say it. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> hey, I've got a... I've got a question. <laughs> I've got a question that I've been meaning to get in for, for I don't know, ages. It's been haunting me. So a brewer over at uh, Gordon Biersch in Burbank threw this concept out there, and I've never heard of it. And I wonder if Mike has or any of you have about force fermenting a sample of your wort. Uh, he takes. He's all about natural carbonation, so he'll pitch his yeast, and then take a quart off into an Erlenmeyer flask and throw it on a stir plate while the rest of it sits in his carboy fermenting naturally. And he'll then let that, that, that sample on the stir plate ferment out as quick as humanly possible. So he'll get his final gravity in like a day or 36 hours. And then he can go, okay, this beer is going to finish at 10, 12. I know that I want to cap my my fermentation vessel, you know, when it hits ten, eighteen, so that it can naturally carbonate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's been years since I've heard anything new in brewing, and this like blew me away. I thought that you was guys? the German way. That'd be Ryan Heiskapol. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well I'm sh- it's. To, uh, I mean, I think what he's talking about the method of doing it is different. Like the 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 uh, carbonating, you know, uh, the krausening or whatever. I think that's what maybe you're thinking of, or, or just knowing well, when when to cap your beer think, to yeah. get X the, amount of CO two. Force on there. fermenting, I've never heard of. It seems kind of might be kind of skewed because you're getting air into there. Let, and, push garden fit it because we must be. I know you know about Renheinsk about you. You're a German yourself. We must be missing something. Well, unfortunately, simply having German DNA doesn't make you an outstanding brewer. No, uh, but you grew up there, more. too, so you you know what you're talking about. But th- you can <laughs> learn. So, finish. Just, I just want to make sure well, we I have the whole question. Right. It's not Krausing. That's a whole different thing. But, no, this dude is throwing it on a stir plate. And, yeah, he's doing an aerobic fermentation, right? But what the point is he can ferment that wort out. After pitching his yeast, he can ferment it out far faster than the main batch. Yeah, so and he, he can figure out what the difference, is, what what the final gravity is going to be. Yeah, and, he can and, look into the future and say this beer is going to finish at. And he and, and he needs to know yeah. when to, when to stop it at. Yeah, so he knows. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. He knows when to cap that bastard off and then and let it naturally carbonate to exactly the the volumes he wants. Have you? Has anybody? Is this like new or? Has no, I, I just always kind of wondered a better way to do that. I've always heard of people, you know, oh, we're going to cap it off at this point and get X amount of CO two into it. Mike sounds like such a freaking dude. I figured, but it, but it, it, it really sounds like a, a nice way to do it. How to figure out what your beer is going to finish out at, and and so much carbonation into it. And, and uh, what uh, Kuda said, it, it is the Rhein Heisk about. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of you, sense you, as far as, okay, instead of, I, my beer normally <laughs> ferments out to, we'll say 10-10. But every batch is just going to be a little bit different. You know, no matter, there just seems say, to be, yeah, there's, there just seems to be some variables there that are just out of your control. So that makes sense to speed it up. It's okay, hey, this one fermented, you know, maybe nine and a half. So we can get the carbonation level right off the bat. Right. That that would be the benefit of being able to do that. And well, I didn't want to be the, like, the source of this information. I was really hoping you guys go, oh, yeah, that's what we did back I, I've thought about that, and I've heard about that doing some um, some wheat beers and stuff. But the problem with is we're all homebrewers, and we all have to work. It's like I can't come home. It's like, okay, at 3 o'clock on Sunday, it's going to be the right time to be able to pull the stuff and crash it. You know, if you're a, a professional brewer that you're there every single day watching your beer every single minute, you might be able to watch it. At this, okay, we need when it's this particular moment, that's when we need to do it. You know, that's what it becomes. Kuda, hard. I got to tell you, yeah. I got to tell you, the guys in the chat room don't believe you work, man. <laughs> I know. They're all convinced you just sit there and do beer. You don't have a job. You're homeless, aren't you, Kuda? <laughs> He's, you live in an alley and with a roof no, set up. No wife, no family. Yeah. I think he does whatever Jamil does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the two of them. For a job. Whatever this Kuda Jamil secret is. He lives yeah. in the back shed of yeah. Jamil's house. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm secretly hoping he's got like this cougar wife who just has a six-figure paycheck, and he just rocks beer all day. You and me both, sir. It's oh. a good fantasy. <laughs> no, that was dirty. <laughs> all right, brother. Good fantasy. All right. So guys. we'll see well, you in a week. Right. I mean, thanks. I don't know what. What do you want? Uh, that's crazy. St- I don't. I don't, I, even, I don't, I don't even think you were speaking English when you gave us that uh, description. I that thought, was some wild. No, I thought stuff. about that. I thought about that process because you know, as far as you know, if you can save, you got to add sugar to ferment it out. So if you can stop the process and not have to add the sugar, you know, that's one cost that would save you a little bit. But it's really hard to time it. Yeah, I, I was always thinking, really hard to time it. how do you know when to time yeah. it? And, and well, uh, what, what are you saying? Was that everyone's going to finish out a little different. If you can speed up the process, take a little bit out, oh, it's, it's going to finish at 10, 10. See, I got uh, I, I to think there's, you know, with the, the German breweries that have been doing this for, you know, years and years and years, they know, you know, three days after, five days after, whatever, they'll probably take a right. reading and go, okay, it's at this, so we'll do it to get this. They don't even tell the it. new guys. No, so just... Do it. Just enough. do it. Just why? Do it. Why? Just, Just do, do it for three thousand years. Yeah. Okay. Go I mean, ahead and something like do that. It. But uh, I mean, to me, a war test would, would would maybe kind of give you an inaccurate reading because you're you're not you're not letting it naturally. Fall. And I don't. You're, you're, Brian Heitz boat, so I can put in whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Beecham Obviously, Kuda can too. Yeah. Go ahead, push. Drew, Drew Beecham, Beecham just sent me a message in the chat room. Say, yeah, I do it all the time, dude. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, I guess that's the reason to have Drew back in. Yeah. All right, I can't Drew. do that show. Though. Somebody else is going to have to have to host that show because it was all I didn't even understand a word you said. <laughs> tell tell Drew one one zero 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 one one two. Is Drew coming up for the anniversary show? I have no idea. Well, but I know I. Did so you guys got a, the inside track uh, next to each other? You, you go for it. Yeah, the push is coming up though. <laughs> the push is coming up. I'm coming up so hard, you won't believe. Whoa! <laughs> all, all right, brother. Thanks, man. All right, Later. see you guys. All right, the great push eject right there. Be at the anniversary party. Bring your cowboy hat. All right, Chad, I got a bunch of stuff in front of me. Help me out here. What's going on? We doing the tasting? Grab a microphone. (sighs) Grab JP's microphone. Yeah, grab it. Blind tasting right there. Okay. I got two now. I didn't even see that. Nice sour from Mr. Kuda. Okay. Both of these two are? Okay. No. No. No, Just take his microphone. Sorry. JP and I, that's our Brett beer. On oh, which the darker. One? Okay. 
And, and the other one is uh, Kudus. Kick-ass sour. Okay. So, but I'm these confused. two here, right now what we have here is a blind tasting of both uh, Tasty and Kudus. Same beer. What's the style again, guys? Pale Ale. Pale Ale. Um, both going to the second round. Oh. Competing against each other. We're going to decide here on the program who the uh, we're going to predict who the winner is. Now, Tasty, I know you're. I see you talk, Doc. Stop talking with him Shut about up. these beers. I'm trying to clean his palate so he gets the like. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Tasty and Cuda. I'm gonna get. I want you guys to vote too, but not until everybody else here has voted because I don't want you to sw- You you know what your beer tastes. Like. I'm gonna vote honestly. So I don't want you. To, well, first. but even still, you see what I mean. I don't want you to sway any votes. So you two both will also be voting whose beer is the actual NHC winner. This is fun because somebody wins and somebody loses, and that's fun for me. Just, I like when there's a loser. Just like life. It's usually you, isn't it? Yes. Which is no, why. No, didn't fun. you hear his story about math class? <laughs> yeah. Loser. Yeah. Thank you for your faith. Doc, but uh, Bevo is right. I hate you. Look, I'm in the room. You're going to lose. <laughs> can I say I already All know right. whose beer's whose? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you can, but uh, that's not the real point. Uh, you're not deciding whose beer's who. You're deciding which one's the winner Should we talk in about our I NHC I, I understand that. As we go through the tasting on the way, should we talk about that? I understand that. All right, I'm oh, out of here. Okay, no, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm I'm doing the, the the just the smell taste is a big difference in the two. Yeah, uh, one, the first one I'm, is uh, sweet and a little hoppy. The other one is like over the top hoppy and very piney and citrusy. Okay. Uh, the they two, both appear very different. That, as well. that was uh, number two. Uh, number one is darker. Then uh, number two. Do you have a different number two than we do? Uh, I don't know. Chat port. port Look at the same beer. I shouldn't be. <laughs> Chad. Yeah, I don't have a number. You took my number two. Yeah. I think. See. Yeah. Uh. Chad. Dickwad. <laughs> no, th- these are two different beers. I don't know. I think you took my number. You took my. Smell uh, that. Yeah. Right there. It's right really happening. No, 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 look, look, right there. Do I have two different beers? Right there. Well, the color-wise, they're the same. Hey. Look I... at look at Shat, and look where he's pointing. Forget about what's in your hand. <laughs> look in front of you. Those, those, on the side? Those two, yeah. These two? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. There you go, little guy. Oh, the hit. Those are like that. <laughs> um, that goes with that one, that goes with that one. Wh- which one's which one, and which one's which one? See, it's all subjective. Exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, now I got. I, I get two of the same. Like yeah, now, no. he just gave me two more samples of one and two. You could—they're two completely different looking beers. So you and, know, and, if they, you ta- have two and they smell. To- I haven't even tasted them, and they smell totally different. Okay. Totally different. <laughs> so, so, so piss are- me off, man. So do we have two beers? Or Tasty, did you? No, just, does Doc have Where's two different go? beers? Where? Is there Simcoe effect? in there? Oh uh, yeah, it's a, dry it's, hop? A, it's the plant. This is yeah, what happens. Okay. This That's is what I'm happens. Huge in the nose when you when you do a competition <laughs> after a bunch of high alcohol beers. Yeah. This is just what happens. It's just beer. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. It's how it goes. This is it's kind of the we plan. Should, yeah. Is this the meltdown? No. no, not yet. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's the get, build up to the meltdown. It's been the God damn it! Meltdown for like ten minutes or something. Okay, well. So we have the uh, lighter colored beer and the darker colored beer, right? Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So we can refer to them that way. Sure. Yes. I've got more of one than the other, but uh, darker, so. darker, lighter. 
They're both very clear, right? Hey, way to go, Shat. Yeah. Way to pour him more of one than the other one. And one's in glass, oh, one's in plastic. <laughs> nice. Scientific method. You're That's a miserable all human being. It's blind, but it's skewed. Uh, Shat, listen to me. You've been doing a really good job tonight. Until now. Actually, he really You've had to cover uh, four versions of like every beer that we've poured and uh, maintain all of that. I am giving you ultimate props right now, Shat. No! You've done a props. great yeah, job. A this tell, tell him you love him. <laughs> I don't love you, though. <laughs> I love you. I love However, you. this person does. I love you. I love you. I love you. For sure. It's crazy that's, that's JP. <laughs> he does sound a lot like her. Good question, Bevo. I have Bevo, never shut the fuck. Up. I've never seen them in the same I, room. I really don't want to think that. <laughs> These are both awesome beers, you two. Yeah, I can see really why they're. I, I guess that's a redundant statement. They're both in the second round, so they've got to be pretty damn good. Um, pale ale is the cat. It's just straight pale ale. Yeah, American pale. American so, pale. Yeah. So dark beer. Uh, so we have a darker version and a lighter version. So but when I refer to dark, darker version, if uh, it's more, uh, it's closer to what I would expect the color of an American pale ale to be. Um, also has a great malt uh, American pale ale character to it. Yeah, it's really good. Along with. It's got a beautiful nose on it. Awesome nose, yeah. That real well, sort you, of you know West Coast it's, hops. It's because uh, you know you're on your, your own beer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And JP, I, I'm with you. I, I also yeah. think I know who's is who's. But still, you're I'm going to be now. objective about figuring out who is the exactly. best one. Um, I mean, that's the real goal here. Who's the NHC winner? I, Man, these are good beers. I have an answer. Go ahead, please. A prediction. I, I think I I I, uh, I like them both. I think they're very good. I do think McDole has kind of an edge. Wait, 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 wait. I don't want you to use names. I want you to dark beer and light beer. Well, I can't tell because I have more of one than the other. <laughs> so do I. Um, it's amazing. I think the dark beer. Okay, is my is my opinion. Um, That's it, your is, vote. Yeah, it's a little better just because it has a cleaner finish. Okay. All right. And that's the only reason. It's not, you know what I mean. It. Uh, I think the the other one is is very nicely hopped, it's very well balanced. But the darker one kind of has it, a little drier. Finish. When it comes down okay. to it, you you can't be on the winner's table and not have a great beer. Yeah. And it's going to come down. Well, I got to choose something. What's going to be more along the alley that stop protecting their feelings, Doc? Uh, I like. Yeah, we can I, take I, it. I like the lighter. I I, I can't tell. Because I got two different, I got, oh. like I got, I got a half ounce of one and six ounces of the other. Well, there's, there's the hoppy nose one, and the not so hoppy nose one. I have one ounce and I have um, a bomber of the, the other the, one. The non hoppy yeah. nose one tastes more uh, dark sub- and subdu- light, subdued, yeah. uh, malty, Englishy, <laughs> and the other one's very dark and light, very northwestern, like Seattle or. Does dark yes, beer exactly. get your vote or light beer get your uh, vote? Okay, oh, tastes great, tasty. Well, the hop, the no, 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 no. Tasty and right. and Cuda are oh. not allowed to vote until last. I was just giving analytical advice. Uh, I don't want any analytical advice out of you. It's like a time continuum thing. Those <laughs> two um, go together. Doc, I'm going to say right now, <laughs> Doc. If you were on the telephone right now, I would have hung Chad up on you five glasses. minutes ago. Well, I, w- I wouldn't have had anybody to compare it to, and I would have no. said this one. Okay. Yeah. What's Got it. Dark beer or light beer? Uh, Give me a vote. The light beer. You vote light beer. Okay. Thank okay. you. Which is- See, how hard was that, little guy? That one right there? You're calling uh, that light? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, uh, but pass that's that, actually pa- pass that over to JP. Let's make sure it's the same one. Sit there okay. talking about the same one. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay, so that's actually dark beer. No. Well, fuck. This smells completely different from my light beer. Oh, my dark beer. Don't make me take back my shat compliments. Smell those. Smell those two beers. We need it all. And tell me those aren't. Those don't smell different. Look at. I have barely any beer in both of my glasses. Yeah, we're professional. So I don't care how much got poured. And then and they're two. Smell that one. They look completely different. Chad. So am I the one who got poured two different beers? Chad, you're just fucked up. Chachi. Chachi. Do these do these not look completely different to you? Tell me that doesn't smell different from the other two fucking beers. So. uh... Is it? All right. Well, apparently Doc and I are talking about the different beers. You guys are. I'm fucking drunk, so Good. eat a dick. I know what I like. Lord. I can tell what you give me back. So right. I put chat. I, I put Doc's vote down on the light beer. Is that where it stays, chat? I'm letting you... You're, which one is he voting for? I think it's the lighter one. I Ch- actually do. Chat, you poured him. Is he voting for the lighter one or the darker one? Um, the lighter one. We'll call it lighter. I, I don't. I, we'll it's it's tough. Really? I've, I've got half I'm an ounce of, of one yeah, and no, three we'll ounces of another. This show is over. We'll You're over. It's fucking ridiculous. Don't make me come on. Ridiculous. <laughs> You're doing a 50 50 guess right now, Shaq. Glass or plastic? Mm. Glass. Is that. Th- glass all the way. I like how Same Chad, beer. Chad throws his hands Same up beer. like no, 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 Chad knows. And you did glass or plastic for everybody? Uh, okay, that's so that's right. the light one. Okay. Oh, there's a rhyme here. Oh, there we Good go. Enough. Hey, that's kudos Very to good. Chad. Hey, Justin, Thank apparently you, Chad. you're a dentist, too, because talking to Chad's like pulling teeth. <laughs> well, it's like... That was a home that run, was, by the way. No. Totally a strike, strike out. Totally a strike. Tasty, I hope you're still I keeping I don't even score. understand like where this baseball yeah, thing started. That was late, and That was a bunt. We barely made it to first. How you not tell the difference, right? Okay. Bunt. Uh, yeah, they are. I have now tasted and smelt and evaluated both of them. You I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> this is a bit strange, but smelled I'm going with JP on yeah. the darker one. The plastic? Yeah. Uh, the, I'm going with the plastic one. Uh, like I said, it's more, uh, the, not just the, that the color is more appropriate, the, the aroma is better. Uh, it has that. Um, that real West Coast uh, hop flavor going to it, which is how I consider an American pale ale to be. Uh, all my opinion, none of us are looking at the BJCP guidelines no. here, so this is this certainly isn't how the real judges are going to do this. However, I am uh, uh, curious at how uh, our predictions will pair. So that's two so far for the darker version in the plastic. These, these are very different. And yeah. one for the lighter version in the glass. Shat, your vote, please. I would say the orange one, not the dark one. <laughs> the orange, the yellowish orange, orange ones, right? I mean, that's yeah. the glass or plastic. I already yes. established though at the beginning that it's not a dark beer; it's the darker of the two. Yeah, it's so when I say dark one, I don't mean that it's. Yeah. A dark we're, we're talking like, but fine. Three I can change my It's lighter than Sierra Nevada. Well, I orange version. Fine. Both these not pale ales are on the lighter end of the scale. Yeah, a very end of the scale. They're, they're almost IPA scale. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's so, I'm not a huge pale ale. Like I, I don't know the style that well. I mean, there's so many out there. There's so many interpretations. I like the hoppier one, okay. which would be the darker yes. version, the yeah. orange version. That's three to one. Not the glass one? Okay. Now, Cuda, yeah. you've tasted them both. You obviously know which one's yours, but don't say which one's yours. Why Cuda? Which one do you vote for? Why not? Oh, that's, <laughs> do I just stick it in me? What would you, um, I can no, let Tasty you, vote first no, if you prefer. No, 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 no I'll tell this. you right now. But don't um, reveal whose is whose. We'll just say the darker one has a beautiful nose on it. It's got the 
another way to say it, the Pliny notes. It's, it's the aromatics are beautiful on it, and it's. But as far as a pale ale, it's more towards the upper end of the scale. It's, it's keeping in mind it's yeah. an American pale ale, though. Yeah, but it's still so, a pale ale. Americans are on the IPA. upper end of the scale. Yeah. Well, things, so, are, these, things are starting to tone back a little bit rather than going over the edge. So your vote, Kuda? For who's going to win in this category at the NHC? I, I don't know. The orange one or the lighter one? You got You have to place a vote. Well, then we're going to go with the lighter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're three to two right now. Tasty. We are three to two. This could come down to Bevo if there is a tie oh, here. No, <laughs> uh, she's up for it. The orange-colored uh, uh, hoppy aroma uh, one that everyone's calling so far has three. The lighter-colored um, has two. Tasty, what's your vote? Well, you know they're both are good examples of uh, American pale ale. Agreed. Um, they're both, you know, like uh, Mike said, on the lighter side in terms of color, even though we call one like darker. Um, I'd even go as far as say the West Coast. West Coast one's very West Coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even put the other one wherever the other one is. But one yeah, the, the the light the lighter colored beer is very clean, very pleasing, very uh, you know pretty much like um, a prostitute, like a really good American family. Like it's really neutral. Uh-huh. Whereas the the uh, was a hit. The darker one uh, is. Um, a little more extreme, a little more hoppy, a little more hop forward. Well, a little more say a lot more hop forward. And I think Mike pointed this out that it's probably pushes the the hoppy side of it uh, a little bit too much. So, but it's not not in a bitter way, not like an IPA way. But no. it's got a beautiful bouquet of you know Simcoe coming through in the nose. And it your smells, your vote, yeah. please, sir. Oh, my vote is for the uh, plastic cupped beer, the darker beer, the Pliny Light sort of <laughs> tasting beer. <laughs> These are both smoking beers. Smoking beers, both of them. It won't matter because it wouldn't sway the vote either way. Our winner is the darker, as we called plastic cup, as we called West Coast version of the American Pale Ale, uh, which I assume is Tasty McDole's beer. Congratulations. Second round winner right there. Thanks. Thanks. He so gold. If there will be two of them, I, the I BN, think it's, it's be one, two, two, one. Doc voted for yeah. your beer, Kuda. Yeah. Yeah, well. Sorry, it, it, dude. And in fact, it's smoking beer. You I also voted, voted for your I think beer. We could well. both, <laughs> I think we could both place in the second. I, I bet, yeah. I bet, yeah. I bet one, two, two, one. I would love one. to see that. I would, I would love that to would see that. That would be awesome. Yeah. You better go to Cincinnati. Everybody should tune in that night in case the BN is broadcasting the results. In case. Okay. Oh, it will be for sure. Of course you know there was no offense uh, intended by this tasting. No. I just thought it would be fun no if we pre-called the NHC uh, uh, outcome oh, deal. Yeah. And we called Tasty in a blind tasting. I'll have you know. We didn't well, just uh, choose him because it's worth he's noting here more that, that I have tainted the judging pool here somewhat. I mean, my past <laughs> yeah, I, it is yeah, kind of the last right. two weeks. Well, uh, and that sort of hop character that yeah. kept coming up, we all well, went, "Oh fuck, okay, tasty, <laughs> yeah. okay, Captain hops a lot." Yeah. I'm yeah. above that, and that's why IPAs are great later in the night because mm. you can taste them beer after beer. After I'm beer. above that. I'm yeah. now cleaning my palate with your other sour beer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You are above that, Doc, because you couldn't tell. Thank you. Clean, very nice. Not only is that sour, but um, super barnyard on yeah. this one too, yeah. right? Like I just licked a horse's uh, ass. No yeah. blanket. Uh, blanket. Come on, Doc. <laughs> Don't be disgusting. Keep it clean. You remember? Know, I, you yeah. know what? I'm just throwing it out there. You're throwing up. So those making it to the anniversary party will oh, be able to taste this very same American Pale Ale. And if Kuda awesome. doesn't puss out, 
no. then we might get a little taste of his as well. We can have yeah. another voting. What's this party you got? Is it a wedding? And it's my mom's 60th birthday, and I'm oh, sure. Oh, shit. She's only 60. All right. Whatever. All right. So, I can't well, we talk 80. Sneak, it's in Vacaville, so hopefully I can sneak out. That's about, okay. that's Vacaville. about 40 it's, minutes away. Well, I'm not going to give you shit about that. Hey, that's look, fair. She's 60. Give her a kiss. You leave. She don't know. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm serving there, so. You, know. you got brothers and sisters? Okay. That's fair. You're if you were going to say it was like. I'm still trying. I'm still trying. Okay. So. That's fair. Don't count me out. So when you put a beer down in front of someone, are you going to say you got served? That's worth two strikes. I count, Give him two strikes without <laughs> one. Now, I have a cousin shot. in Folsom, and these listeners would love your beer. So okay. maybe in have, D-Block. I can have him come by. Maybe grab something. Cuda. Okay, just to yeah. bring it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Cuda. Oh, I'm just El, El Dorado. Vacaville, it's halfway there, man. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm exactly. already down here. You're halfway so, there, bud. Like, hey, just know. overshoot it a bit and drop yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to be there for you guys, so it's not, I'm not just going to drop it off. I want to be there. All right. The aftertaste of this sour beer is medicinal with a Z. Yeah. Medicinal? Yeah. That's street. That's how you know it's hardcore. It's not with a yeah. Z. It's well, with is a that Z. Just a, do I just have a retarded part of my palate that picks no, that it, up? No, it's yes. there, and that's why it, it, it helps to be able to blend these things. Yeah. It's hard. To get some you got really acidic beers that you can blend back, or, yeah. or you need to add some acid to it. I think it's whatever, whatever it takes. So yeah, this is this this is the problem you get when you have the front is awesome, yeah. the rear end is not so yeah. good. This one sat. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say yeah. it. Just, I'm just saying it how it is. Yeah, it's kind of like a butterfish. This one's probably beer. sat probably three months. Too Go long. back to the front. No, yeah. I'm gonna stick with the front yeah. on this one. You got to keep drinking it. Yeah. If as long as you just keep sipping, yeah. it's fine. Go back to the front. All right, I'm gonna play you our voicemail of the week. While we do that, while that's playing for uh, just about two minutes, uh, Shat is going to pour us um, two different versions of Doc's beer. <sighs> it's his first round winner. And um, two you, more beers. What, what have you done to this beer? Uh, th- uh, th- basically, uh, the same thing. Uh, two different yeasts uh, th- that you bottle condition with, or, or uh, that no, you they're. Um, that you fermented you with, about? fermented with uh, a little bit different temperature with both the yeast because I, uh, um, you know, come in the like they like their own neighborhood. Okay, but the beer has has made it past. You, you have to send this to the second exactly. round. Exactly. What we're going to decide is which of the two different yeasts. It's basically we're the same recipe. Okay, so. great. So we're going to do that when we come back. Here is uh, your voicemail montage for this week. Open up, you drunk hooligan. Trusty McDuff's fart, your next-door neighbor. Justin, I, I heard about your uh, NHC scores. Those things hung lower than my balls. I don't know what's up with you and your beer. Crazy bitch brought over a pitcher yesterday. That stuff filled up my Depends quicker than a Metamucil and Ensure smoothie. Get on track over there. Keep it down. Judge Judy program's on. This is Reluctant Peninsula. It's 12.45 on Friday, so I guess that other show isn't happening today. Uh, that's probably all for the best, really. Uh, so I'm going to call up and just say something stupid for the other show. So I guess I won't because the other show's not on. So I'll leave you a message saying I was going to say something stupid for the other show. All right, keep up the good work of not having lunch beats. Hey, hey, this is Cold Fire in the Forum. On my way home from work, Friday afternoon, and uh, just listen to uh, the meltdown after the Urban and Carlos show and... Uh, I just keep waiting for uh, Roger to break out with uh, two brewcasters, one cup. <laughs> He's just cracking me up when you guys are playing this song. That's got to be the best radio in my 
You guys are great, and I love you. Peace out. Hey, it's Zymerholic. Just finished up listening to my performance on Sunday, and I have to say that I uh, think I'm going to quit drinking and take up singing. Or not. But uh, seriously, I uh, signed up for Private First Class this week, and uh, hopefully I'll see you guys on Sunday uh, sober and uh, call up to talk for a bit. Later. Hey, I just wanted to uh, call so my uh, phone would have your number in its log so I wouldn't have to uh, dial all the numbers again after I got drunk and just be able to push read out. Later. Hey, uh, I am trying to uh, participate in Drunk of the Week and um, well, I think I've done good so far. I called in sick to work and uh, I drank as many beers as I possibly could up until this point. Uh, and I posted it in the forum, so if you have any interest uh, to see how many beers I drank up until this point, it's 11.30 at night, Pacific Standard Time. The bar's still closed for 11.30, two hours, and uh, I'll try some pull some drunk bitches and bring them back here and if I trick them uh, I don't see why I shouldn't get it I'll call back how you later hey JP just read your article on wood aging and it was fabulous but all you talked about was oak and all I have is fruit wood is it okay to put fruit wood in a cowboy if the cowboy hasn't had the fruit wood before, should I put the fruit wood in slow or just ram it all in there quick? Which one's best? How do I know when the cowboy's had enough? When's the time to pull out the fruit wood? You left all these questions unanswered. I'll need some answers. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I'm seeing a tradition forming of uh, the voicemail always ending with a JP tribute. Yeah, that's amazing. You'll always have some random... Uh, Non-relevant question for you. But fruit wood, I guess that's important. That's how I like it. <laughs> Gosh. Non-relevant, Bevo, is what I was saying. <clears throat> okay. Whatever. Let's get out of here, huh? So we got okay. this last beer to try. Uh, Let's go to Taco Bell. What, uh, what's the I'll beer? Buy. What's the beer here, Doc, that's going uh, to the The Northern English Brown. Okay. I think that Chad has given me them, and I've mixed them up, because I, <laughs> I was just, like, grabbing shit. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I only have one. My opinion won't count anyway. Chat's coming. Whatever up. these guys say to go to the second round, that's most important. So, uh, well, it's, it's, I know which one I like better. Well, that's all that matters, Doc. No, it's, it matters which one's going to be better in the dog show. But this is a beer show, man. So, Doc, this is the same beer, different yeast. Exactly. Right? That's all it is. Same beer, different yeast. Okay. Can you tell the difference? I haven't tried them yet. Oh. But I, I, got, a go. sim- I got a similar experience that I might... I only have one. My American brown and my English brown is the same beer. The only difference is, is the yeast, and then the American brown I dry hop to get the little mm-hmm. bit of cascade kind mm-hmm. of flavor coming through. I have two. You know, because 20 gallons of the same beer is boring, but uh, if you can mix it up and 
That's that's mm-hmm. how I originally came up with the recipe, and they both work really well. It, as far as being an English brown on mine, um, it's a little bit too bitter. Once it's six for six months, six months, that, that it, goes away. It, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, hey, Doc. So I like the dark one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can we go eat Taco Bell now, please? Mm-mm, not Taco Bell. Uh, pizza. They're, they're both pretty much the same. Um, I like the. Uh, so, so what style are we fitting for? This one, uh, I don't Northern know which English one it is. Brown. Which Northern English Brown. Okay. <laughs> pretty much like a Newcastle. I like the cow. I do. See, I do too. It's, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't uh, come through as bitter as the other one does. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, I knew you liked to hear the sound of your own voice. Break that I love you. I love you. <laughs> I, just, I just think the cow is much yeah. more clean. It ain't like that, baby. The nose is totally different, too. Yeah, I the, agree. the nose is different. It's, it's much more clean. It's right there in front of you. There's, uh, but a northern English brown shouldn't necessarily be so clean, should it? Mm. It should have some of those English How esters going well, on. It does. This is a brand new one. So this is probably two months. Two months. Oh, okay. If I'm ha- going against the grain. I say the other one should advance. The one that has more of that English ale flavor to it. That's why I brought it. Yeah, I think the cow. Uh, I like. They're both great. You can tell right. it's the same base beer. Which, I think it's too bitter for for. I'm like the Captain English Obvious one. today. Uh, you can tell it's the same base beer, but uh, yeah, cow ale. Mm, not enough going on. I think the English is too bitter. I like the cow. Cuda. Kuda. Hang on, let me write these down. So I that, don't even know. So Cal and English, uh, we've got one vote for each so far. Shat, Kuda's thinking. Um, you're still tasting. Do you have a vote, Cal or English? Ale? I like the Cal. You like the Cal as well? All right. Just kind of better mouthfeel. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Two for Cal. Tasty. You got a good palate over there. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, I um, really like the English. I know it's kind of weird, but... Um, and there's a third beer, which of course is the two blended together <laughs> that I'm holding out for. Oh, I may, I may change my vote. Let's do. That. I'm going to blend them. Right oh, now. you did to blend. You know, I actually didn't think of that, Doc. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Even though so far I'm losing two to one, Cal to English. I'm going to tell brain, you something. Brain cells to. I'm going to look you in the eye and I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. If you send in the Cal Ale, you're going to lose. That's what I'm You'll thinking. Be a loser. You're going to lose. I'm telling you that. Do the blend. You I will lose if you send in the cow ale. See, that's what I'm thinking. I really like the cow. I really like to drink the cow. It's cleaner. It's more uh, up front in your face. But that's not going to win in English. No. It's absolutely not. In fact, all of those things that you just said is the exact reason why you're going to yep. lose. Uh, exactly. I don't think so. Um, because you know the, the cow doesn't finish as bitter. I think the uh, English finish is I real think, bitter, but yeah. put blend them together. I just took a cue from Tasty and put them together, and uh, it tastes real good. I well. think McDowell's on to something because you get the nose from the English, but you get the finish of the American. Yeah, and it barely backs down. And the you get a, yeah. you get a, it keeps a little bitterness, but not a whole lot. And it is oh, damn, definitely maltier. Yeah. yeah. What won in the first round? Um, Mom. It was the Cal. The Cal won already. Oh, yeah. And and what place did you get? Uh, second or third? You guys, you don't even. I'm, you don't know. Second I place is going. So second place is the first yeah, loser, Doc. There's so many beers in the first round. Just first, second, third is all the same. I got in. I so, okay, so second or third in the first round with what? the Cal got- Ale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Really? And now you're now you're going. Okay, I'm going to the second round. You've got a choice here because you've got five gallons or whatever. Ten and gallons I, to, of I have to blend pretty much tonight. Yeah. 
And gonna, mail, mail them out by eight, gonna, eight tomorrow. Okay, here's oh. the question I got yeah. for you all, you guys, even on the um, chat. Do you guys send it second, third day air, uh, or just regular ground? Second day air, baby. Second day air. Tomorrow, second day for, yeah. But it's, it, if it's due on Friday... It's a little yeah. different. If it's due on Wednesday like it is, you know, I, I looked. You mail it on Friday, it gets there on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Although it sounds you like your question Monday, was, was more about not a deadline, but what's the best way to, to ship? Well, yeah, this is the big deal. This is the second round. This uh, is the best of the best. So, so what do you do? do you, get there quick. Should, and, should yeah. I spend the extra cash? Yeah. Yes. And yes. Um, do three-day, yes. two-day? Hands three, down. Yeah. Three-day minimum. In, you are now in the second round. Right, spend yeah. the effing cash. Yeah. Although now you don't have a point. But let's say this was three weeks ago and you were asking this question. Spend the cash. You're in the second round, baby. Yeah. Don't put yeah. that thing on oh, yeah. a UPS truck yeah. across the country <laughs> to Cincinnati. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, spend yeah. the cash. <laughs> Definitely. Fork it over, uh, go into your budget, and don't buy like popcorn that much, so, or whatever so, it takes, yeah. and uh, and spend the cash or gas. Um, I would like to taste a blend of these. There we go. All right, uh, I think we have, we have more left. Eight. Right? Is this a blend right here, Doc? Do you have the? Uh, can you do that? That's the fifty-fifty. Oh yeah, I have enough. Oh yeah, definitely have enough. Drink mine. The nose is there. The finish is there. I think that's the winner. I think it's a winner. So you think like fifty-fifty? You know, yeah. yeah, I think so too. Good luck with the recipe for him. Now I'm going to be up till three this morning doing that. You know that. That's all right. You'll be up till three here. <laughs> point, point granted. <laughs> yeah, Chad. As long you as know, I don't have to go so home and, and visit so like home. Monster in Law, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Jamil was here for this. He's yes. got a. Uh, I say fifty fifty. Damn it! How about sixty forty? I think fifty fifty is a bronze. Cal Ale loses. The straight English? I think you're high. I think it wins. I I, I think you're high. I have no judge. I, I, I've never judged a BJCP style? thing. I'm yeah, just... Uh, do we have the sheet? Yeah. The, what's the... I mean... Pull it up. To style, yeah. You, guys, you know the style. We had more beer. We could do 60-40. English brown. We have enough beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pulling out... I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not pulling out the style at this point. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right, Chad. Good producing. <laughs> if it had happened a half an hour ago... I, uh, you're totally right, but right now, forget about it. Look, we uh, got 60-40. I don't know. You know what? Uh, you should strongly consider the blend, Doc, because everybody here says the blend. Put some English in it. I say the English ale. That's your winner. Yeah. I think it's. I, I, I'm going with English too. It, English, yeah, I, yeah, that would be my. Yeah, uh, that fits the style. Uh, to me, it's English high. blend and then uh, Calcum. But it's not what I want to drink. High. I want to drink. Yeah, the well, Cal. Period. You can't. You can't look at it like that. That's right. That's and, the. And that's this the whole, is a. Yeah. That's why I brought it. Light. information If you're, <laughs> you're right, Kuda. If you're entering a competition like this, you can't look at it like that. You have to set your own opinions aside, and you have to think about it as a style because those judges are instructed, oh, yeah. to, and they have the style written down in front of them. Yeah, they're looking. They're for instructed to. Uh, they might think this is a one. In fact, they might say, "I would drink this beer more than any other beer on the if panel." You, if it don't fit, you can't what, commit. What, you you got to say, okay, you must acquit. Exactly. That's why you got to have this beer, and you got to have the guidelines. If does it hit the points that, that it says? Okay, does it have that English yeah. flavor? Does it have the malt? Does it have the chocolate? Does it have whatever it is you're looking for? The, the, it's, it's got everything Which English one tastes like a Newcastle? the yeast. That's why you got... You, well, except... You can't have an except in there. I am. Which one tastes like a Newcastle? That's the uh, calibration the, beer. Not the cal. Uh, the blend, if anything. So light, sweet, malt. 
with toffee, nutty, okay. caramel notes. The cow does not have enough of that, any of those. No, it's, it's more roasty. Yeah, and it's right in front of your face. Yeah. The blend is closest to a Newcastle. I'll give it that. Guys are high. But uh, you know what, though? Well, it, but it doesn't say what it doesn't say anything about bitterness and the end. And that's to me what what the English has more of. And I think if you put the English in, that will knock it out. Is because it has that bitterness, that bitter finish. And I'm not um, picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> are, you lifting, are you lifting with your legs? Or no, your I just I don't even uh, I don't even get the bitterness that you mean. Really? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't taste that. Well, overall, it should be drier, more hop oriented than the uh, southern, with a nutty character rather than caramel. Nutty. So southern southern brown's totally different though. No. no. I get, I, I'm, right. go, I'm going with my straight English. Did we get through all the votes? Because I only have three votes here. Kuda, what did you end up saying? The Cal Ale or the English? You said the... Oh, that's why I only have three well, votes. You well, said the I'm blend. I'm not sure the blend had like a... If let me put the blend in If I don't have a choice, I'm going to say the English. You would... Uh, well, you have a choice. There's you, no third choice. Well, a blend, if you're going to do a the blend. The blend is the choice. Are you not... Have you ruled out blending, Doc? Oh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you can only choose Cal, uh, Cal Ale or English. I have to mail it at eight tomorrow. It has, <laughs> to have, it has to have that English note. In the, yeah. And that's what I pick. English. English. Yeah. English, yeah. Tasty. I, I really like the the, the Cal Ale yeast, but I think it needs that. Oh, I, I think it's... I, I love the Cal Ale yeast, and I think it's so much better. That's what I want to drink. But well, it's, it's not going to win this contest. No. Looking Doc, at the style, I changed my vote, too. I'd say the English, too. Oh, now Looking you've changed the style. it. Oh, Looking I was just going to tell Doc that it's tied, and it was, no, it's no, his no, vote no. that Looking breaks it. Looking at the it. style now, yeah. You go send, back to England. You send in the English. You guys so, are... I, I think the blend... And then Doc ship it on Tuesday and send it friggin' next day, man. Next you, day. Overnight for 129 bucks. You got you deep pockets. Looked, yeah, I looked too. Yeah. Went two day. You spend yeah. a friggin' forty bucks on a squirrel from eBay. You can spend 120 <laughs> bucks next day for a thing. It's different though. But that's a no, squirrel. That's, <laughs> that, that's Bevo. Bevo, you're a dead uh, squirrel. I'll spend many dollars Apparently. on Bevo. Oh, hey Doc. Next time, dry hop the American one. All right. Yeah. I like the blend. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite beers. I, I love this being my house beer. Dry hop with Cascade, and you it will be much better. Ooh. Yeah. Everybody. Does Taco Bell deliver? No. Fuck. Why are you so yeah, stoked on Taco Bell? This is, I do the Shitty same thing with my beers. Yeah. I, I have an English to run for the border. Same beer, different yeast, and then I just dry hop. The only difference is I drop the American. She had one. Because I had Great. some earlier because yeah. I needed something And it gives it that, that nose that everybody's looking for yeah. for, for the you American. it. <laughs> and it's, it's a great beer. Oh, this is a smoking beer. Oh, yeah. you look Are we, at it? Yeah. Are we yeah. still in the It air? is really nice. Question from the chat. Chat. I just started an IPA on Friday. Great. Friday night. Great. It's done. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> Serve it up. Yeah. Uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked the fermentation temperature. It's yeah, wait till I finish the question. Uh, just check the fermentation temperature. It's up to 82 degrees. <laughs> Do I need to cool it down or is it okay? <laughs> wow. It's gr- I- I'd say ramp it up to... I'm 90. guessing cool it down, baby. <laughs> Stop being such a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah it's, we're making fun. Like that, only because we've all done this. That's why we're laughing. Put yeah. Brett in there. <laughs> Even I know that that's oh, what... By the way... Bread it out. I could ferment at 82 or 62. It still tastes as yeah. bad as, the, as your beer's yeah. going to come out if you keep you're, it right You're there. absolutely right. I mean, what is porch temperature? <laughs> everyone here who chuckled has done that shit before when they first started brewing. You definitely need to cool it down. But if it's fermenting at 82 and you did it on a Friday and it's Sunday, it's probably almost done. It's done. So late. there's no it's point. probably half done. Yeah, there's no point in even trying because all your... your 
your flavor, all the phenols and crap. No, they're they're, they're already in there. So. Yeah, Esters cool are there. Anyway. We're done. Yeah. Cool it down just to practice what it's like to cool the shit down. <laughs> so get it down to uh, put that sucker down to sixty. I don't know, sixty-five. <laughs> It'll probably that, be good. That doesn't mean it's Could not you dry drinkable. Hop the hell out of it. It's mean, not. It no. doesn't mean I it's not that. drinkable. We did that on a show actually, and Morgan was in here. It was one of those other shows, and I had this beer that uh, I had done something like that. That's right. It was bad, and I thought, hey, you know what? I'm just going to dry hop the shit out of it. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. Like you're thinking now, Chef. As you would. And Morgan just looked at me like I was a big fat asshole. Yeah. And he said, uh, it ain't going to help. And I didn't believe it. I didn't buy it. I dry hopped the shit out of it. Guess what? Shit in, shit out. I'm a big fat asshole. Yeah. Uh, It was still awful, except that it had a bunch of lettuce flavor in there. (laughs) Yeah, it's nothing's pretty much going to help it. You could let it ferment out, and like you said, cool it down so you can get some practice. That's fine. Um, And if it doesn't taste good, seriously, put some friggin' bread in there. Put a little oak in there, put a little bread in there, and then just let it sit for like six months. Who cares? You're going to dump it anyway, right? Yeah. And then blend it to a uh, northern English brown. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like Doc said, it it, it doesn't mean that it's not drinkable, man. All right. Is that it? I guess. Good. Drunk of the week. Good. We only had that one one guy call. Uh, Daughter daughter guy. JP. Daughter guy's drunk of the week. JP's a good runner up. Hung over the week. I'm not that drunk. He's still a good runner. I really want some friggin' taco, but like yeah. a chalupa. That's what makes you a runner up. This the yeah. fact that you're cr- you want to say that you're burrito. sober and you've yeah. been talking about Taco Bell for an yeah. hour. You're fucking drunk. How good does that sound? Though? <laughs> no sober guy talks about Taco Bell for an hour. That is true. That is a <laughs> mistruth. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, uh, guy with daughter. You're a drunk guy with daughter. Guy with daughter. Sounds like a painting. That sounds like no. It sounds King like King Monkey. That's yeah. guy yeah. with daughter. Guy yeah. with daughter. Crazy monkey? Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's king monkey. Spank the monkey, whatever. King All right, monkey. listen to me. Uh, what, what, no, 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 no. Hey, look. Hey. Or Doc. You should listen hey. to Doc. Um, yeah. No, tasty. <laughs> oh, he has my batting average. He has average. the batting average. That I got the uh, final results here. What do you got? Uh, JP's batting. Uh, Bevo, okay, you weren't here. Well, you got a phone call? You weren't here for this. We, in the beginning, were deciding what would JP's batting average be if we, you know, he throws out jokes like the whole show. Hit, miss. Uh, he throws you know. out quote-unquote jokes throughout the whole show. Oh, quote-unquote jokes. So we thought that you we would gather, cocksucker. and by we, I mean me, uh, thought we would gather his batting average. How, yeah. many, are, how many are hits <laughs> and how many are strikes? Okay. Tasty, how'd he do? Well, we had uh, eight hits and uh, seven strikes, so he's actually above no 500. Sh- yes. oh, Batting 500 oh, yeah. for JP today. Wow. That's Hall of Fame shit you know right there. That is yeah, that, right. That's right. Hall of Fame. That's think, Hall of Fame. I think he went to the couch a little bit there, too. I think and he, he had a couple home runs. He yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was but some he good always ones. has a couple home that's runs. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. the JP. That's In normal. fact, hey, well, you got to swing, right? You do. And that's the JP. I'm not doing this to chop him down. He always has home runs every show. Yeah. Point is, I just I thought well, we would gather how many. I think the best Grand Slam he's had is the mustache. How many strikes <laughs> does he have to take to get a home run? That's all. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Five hundred, JP. Let yeah, me tell you, good, huh? that is unbelievable. It's all right. That's fantastic. He, he didn't even have to pull out the you know, the, the gay prince. He didn't. He didn't I even have to use an accent to no bat five hundred today. No, no, no gay prince. No. Beef, what did you have? What did you have a question or um, a phone call? Phone, this caller already said Skype caller. Skypey. Yeah, that just means they're calling Someone's from a trying Skype. To Skype in. Did you speak to them or anything? Well, I picked it up and it was nothing. Yeah. So I didn't Skype-y. know it was coming to the computer. Caller. 
I like that one. It's a close competitor for Drunk of the Week. <laughs> no, what what are you been drinking? Guy with daughter is Drunk of the Week. Um, okay. King Monkey! Listen to me. Anniversary Mickey. party is yeah. one uh, it, less there. than a week away. It's Saturday, June 14th. It, 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 is, it is next Saturday. Okay? It's at uh, Downtown Joe's. In Napa, all right. If you're in our area and you haven't decided to go yet, you gotta go and listen to what we got going on. We've got a rotating tap handle. We're gonna put a new beer on that tap handle every hour. (laughs) What is that beer? The three confirmed beers that we have, and the other two, it just gets more exciting. Exciting as it goes. Uh, The three beers we have are. um, Uh, That's a good one. I love that one. A wheat wine. That was later inoculated with Saison yeast from Firestone Walker Brewing oh. Company. Nice. You tell me that Matt Bernaldson doesn't make some amazing beer. He is giving that to us just wow. for the anniversary party. Wow. Okay. Is he going to be there? Uh, he also may be there. Oh, awesome. Oh. Yeah. He may be nice. rolling He may be rolling with us for the weekend, actually. Wow. So, uh, cool. waiting to find... Yeah, I, I spoke to him today. We'll see what happens. But, Come uh, meet Matt. Uh, he's got a lot going on, but uh, a lot of fun. He may be there, uh, but he is sending that beer, uh, a, a wheat wine. It's a it's a lower alcohol one, actually. It's the one that we're going to use kind of in the middle when you guys are all getting hammered, <laughs> and we're going to give you this fat, flavorful wheat wine that was inoculated with the Saison yeast, and it's only like 3.2%. So you're like going to be tonight. able to taste it, really? and it's not going to wreck you. Uh, we've also got a beer coming in uh, specifically them. barrel-aged for us from Peter Hoey at Sacramento Brewing Company. Uh, so we're going to get to taste that. Spoke to Vinny Chalurzo today from Russian River. He's going to give us a goodie, and he won't tell me what it oh. is. Yeah, He's like, I got something for you. Not going to tell you. That's cool. Going to be there. So those of you coming in from... uh, Those of you coming in from... I I did ask him for something sour. I said, if you can give us something sour, it would be fantastic. But I'm I'm certainly not going to tell Vinny what to send. That man... How can you? If he sent a keg of his urine... You would make Chad drink it. I'd make Chad drink it. <laughs> He'd at least make Chad serve it. Yeah. No, we got some good beer coming from Vin. We have and, a lot of homebrew, too. Uh, well, that's at the beginning. This is just for our rotating tap yeah. handle. So uh, those of you coming from out of town uh, the, who can't get Firestone, who can't get Sacramento, who can't get Russian River, you're going to get all three of these right there on yep. tap at the festival. And then Chat is going to conclude the other two beers this week. And we're looking at a couple good ones for that, too. A lot of stuff on the plate there. Uh, homebrew tasting as JP mentioned. That's at 5 o'clock. I did mention Nice. That. And uh, bring your homebrew if you're coming. Uh, if you're local, put it in a keg. Put it in a small keg if you can, too. But whatever. Just bring small. what you got. We're going to have a tap set up, and, and uh, the staff of Downtown Joe's, they're going to pour our tastings so that we can all just kind of hang out and enjoy each other's company and enjoy each other's beer, which we haven't gotten to do. Uh, when you guys go to homebrew tastings, you don't often get to taste beer from all over the country, and nope. this time you're going to. we got a lot of people flying in. Plus, of course... Doc's bringing some beer. Tasty's bringing some beer. JP's bringing yep. some beer. Shat's bringing some beer. I think we forced J- Jamil into bringing some beer tonight. I, I think he's. <laughs> I'm not sure. He, don't count I it. think he would oh, be man. ashamed to show up without beer. Let's just go to his house if he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then not, let's let's forget about the people here. We got a lot of great homebrewers who are listening to the station, and they're coming in for the program too, and they're yeah. going to bring their beers. So good homebrew tasting that starts at five o'clock. At about six thirty, we're going to start the broadcast. We're going to do our whole radio show thing. We got a raffle planned for you. We got some beer Jeopardy going on. We got guests that are going to be on the microphone. We got Bevo said that you might be able to take pictures of her boobs. Yeah! Uh, Not bear. What time is that happening? Just in general. 
Oh well, everybody does that. Although the drunker she gets, she starts to a lot of a lot of cleavage. Just kind of hang down. I'm Cleavo. thinking about you know nine Cleavo. o'clock on the dance floor. Oh, Good speaking of dance floor, we've got uh, one, two, three, four bands playing for you. Wow, oh, that's a big lineup. Uh, four different bands. Big Joe Hurt, you heard a few weeks ago. And Some horse cock. He's, Big Joe Hurt, and he's bringing a horse cock. Uh, oh, good. They're doing a blues oh. set at the end of the night. Um, I just I just heard I, I have my friends like from yep. uh, Burning Man. Yeah. They're coming out. Miguel and Lauren. Oh, no. More than oh, that. other friends, oh, like fifteen more of them. Whoa! Oh, you're shitting me! All oh, right, yeah. Burning Man, folks. I like. Oh it. yeah. I just can't wait to see Miguel and Lauren. Oh, yeah. Love those two people. Um, And let's see. We've got the session band. They're going to play like last year. There's a whole new... There's a... You know how like uh, there's these... um, What are they called? Like mega bands? What are they called? Super bands. Uh, Yeah. When they join forces from like other bands. Yeah, super bands. And we did. It's not super bands or mega bands. Although we're both super bands. And... uh, Conglomerate uh, bands. But yeah, we got one of those playing. The glue band. Cold Hot Crash is playing. So I'm telling you, don't make this party all right it's gonna be, be a there. good time come on out and hang out uh it's gonna be good it goes all night so it starts at five at the tasting six o'clock uh six thirty ish uh for the broadcast I, th- I think law's gonna be there video oh really nice law's <laughs> a fun chick too uh video will be uh shown i'm told there's like seven cameras looking at the whole room so yeah. you'll be able to tune in you can't from go our wrong website. with seven cameras you know what else is cool is there's a, a crepe place up the street that's the third anniversary today too so we're like Bevo, bring bring the squirrel. What did he just go down to, Tasty? I don't know. He lost a couple there. <laughs> He's still over 400, though, so that's he just, got, he just got thrown out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> the umpire just threw you out, JP. One of JP's even... cats also has a third anniversary coming up. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Clearly. Right. Oh, Therein lies the problem. Beavis, anything else? Uh, <sighs> well, I've come a long way, because last year when I helped out, I drank white Zinfandel. Oh, and now you're like IPA queen. And now I'll drink beer. Yeah. Give All me right. barley wine or I'll punch you. <laughs> we should, uh, I encourage the forum to lay down odds on who in this room will be the most hammered at the oh. end of the evening. Oh, what's up with you and Brew Tattoo? And, uh, that well, guy's nothing. So, yeah, so we have this whole thing. That's a, that's a sober that's off. A, Do you guys realize that? See, I don't think anyone listened to the conversation. No. It's a sober off, which means it's a drink off, but who appears the most sober? So it's not a guzzling festival. Who who appears best the next morning? No, that night, night of. Who could hold and, it? And you know what? Uh, it's a whole. Who can hold it? So I, I asked. I, I really, like, I really think it should. And be, by the way, it's going to be tough. I got a bunch. I got so much work to do that night. Yeah, it's going to be rough. I, was, I asked. Him I this. ain't bailing out. Two tat, uh, brew tattoo. Two tattoo. Whatever your name is. Can you drink water? And he's like, Yeah, I drink whatever you want. Yeah, that's the that's the key, man. Drink a drink a couple. Drink a water every now and then. The and idea be fine. is that we drink the same amount of. Be- well, I don't yeah. I, like. This is what I do every show anyway. The idea is that we uh, just drink the same amount of beer. And at the end of the night, one of us will be falling over themselves, and the other one won't be, and that's the winner. And the other one will go back to Pacheco. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So that's the deal. Among other events, I don't even know. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, I give JP drunk of the week. I'm taking it away yeah. from a guy yeah. with kids. JP wins. Um, before we leave, Push wants to know um, from Tasty, um, what, beer were the, what, were the, what will be there from SoCal? Oh, uh, we're trying to sense? get a couple beers up from Southern California. Uh, yep. Maybe uh, one from Skyscraper Brewing, my old friend uh, Phil Sutton. Oh, yeah, my Phil, Phil's club. great. Maybe Pizza Port. And then maybe Craftsman, too. Uh, Push is working on those down there for me. Uh, okay. 
Great. So for our other two rotating kegs is what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, that's right. Push is driving. Stop doing that. I don't hear anything, Doc. What's wrong with you? You got a wah pedal. What do you mean? What's happening? Yeah. Homebrew. Wah, wah, wah. You all right? You getting the helicopter stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Your lips are blue, Doc. Push just set himself on fire. You're not looking too good. (laughs) You know, I'm feeling good. Yeah. That's all that counts. Kuda, you're the man. Thanks for bringing yeah, it on the seriously, show. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, way to go, Kuda. Thank you. Great experiments. So awesome. uh, a great brewer. Uh, watch out, uh, Mr. Ninkasi. Kuda's on your coattails, yeah, right. man. You're doing that's some right. good brewing. Thank you very much Nip for sharing this with us today. Thanks for having me. Come on back anytime, my brother. Hang out with us. Uh, do some more of this, if you would. You're uh, making some good beers. All right, everybody. We'll see you next uh, Saturday. There is no show Sunday. All right, keep that in mind, because we're doing the Saturday thing. Um, and then the following Sunday, there's no show also, because we're going to be at NHC. But you can tune in live um, for the award so- ceremony on Saturday night at NHC. Just pay attention to the website. I'll put up the... The Times. Saturday. Can we do a lunch meet out there? Saturday. Absolutely not. Saturday. You are fucking insane. Saturday. <laughs> Just you and me in the room. He's so happy. He's so drunk. Yeah. Go up to the hotel room and do it. <laughs> I swear to yeah, God. We yeah. might do that, JP. Maybe. Right, I'll good. give you a maybe. Right, Just tell him it's recording. <laughs> la, la, la. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on uh, Saturday, the anniversary. Cheers. Take a Belgian crew at a town and the women save the lambic vines. But don't you give me that American crew for the water. my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'm the one right now. Mama